end of time. Thirteen. O'clock. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's November 1st and we're all having the Halloween hangover. It's always so depressing yeah. like when it's the day after yeah. Halloween. I hate it. Yeah, me and Jen had a bad day today. <sighs> it was a drove. day, as they say. Man. <laughs> drove 100 miles today. I mean, it could have been a lot worse, so let's not go that far, but it's just yeah. kind of like, it did kind of, it, it did pretty much suck out loud. <laughs> Went down to the VA, just had to give some blood for a test. Had no problem. Rode down there on my fucking XB12. And then... What the hell? And then... Um, Sorry, the neighbors are being really, Yeah, really the loud. neighbors being fucking... They're <laughs> playing so much fucking shit. Hold on, I gotta make sure that something's up on here. Yeah. We've had... And it's not even the next door neighbor. I think it's the house two houses down. And they have just been blaring music. And it's shitty music. Well, it, you know, it wouldn't make it better if it was good music because it's still loud and it's really annoying. And it's like my office is right on the front of the house, like right over the garage. So when people like if anybody just like drives by the house, it's kind of loud. But this it's like rattling the fucking walls. And it's been doing that for like an hour. And I'm just kind of like I'm about to go over there and burn that motherfucker's house down <laughs> or something. I kind of feel like because you can't call the cops about a noise complaint because it's too early. Like that only... You can only do that, like, past 10 p.m., I think. And it's only 7.30. So there's really not a lot of recourse ever just going over there and, like, beating his ass or breaking his shit or something like that. And then probably I'd get in trouble. You know what I mean? But, yeah, it's real fucking annoying. Real fucking annoying. I wanted to make sure everything was all right. I was working on a bike earlier today. Yeah. And I kind of was afraid that I left the air compressor on down in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that, that makes a real loud yeah, noise, too. Yeah, it wasn't, though. Because, like I said, I'm right over the garage, so anything yeah. that happens in the garage or outside yeah. is, like, super loud in here. But, yeah, so this is what happened. Um, yeah. You t you tell okay. me. Man, that motherfucker's so loud. I know. That's what I was just saying. Fuck. It's, like, it's so obnoxious. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to ignore it, but it's really hard. Yeah. I don't know um, if you guys can hear it, but it's really, really loud. It's rattling the whole house. Yeah, it's, like, rattling the walls. I'm fixing to call the cops on a dude. But uh, I'd imagine everybody else is. And he's rich. He's got a big old fucking house and enclosed pool. He's got a whole bunch of fucking monster trucks. He's a big dude, big white dude. I don't know what he does. He might be he annoys, a sport. He annoys people yeah. for a living. Yeah, he might obviously. be a sports figure or something. I don't know. He's got a lot of money. But he's down there playing the shittiest mixture of fucking country and rap. It's, it's pitiful. And it's like auto-tune. Yeah, some, sometimes it's in the same song, too. Yeah. Where it's half country and half rap. It's just crappy as shit. He's got terrible taste in music. Like I said, even if it was good, it would still be super yeah. annoying. So, I rode down to the VA. No problems. Got back on the bike to come back. And the fucking... was making it... Wouldn't start. And I said, man, that's bad battery connection. Because it was showing signs of having a bad battery connection. But I did, didn't have time to go in there and clean it. Usually the symptoms kind of... Takes a while for them to get bad before the bike won't start. So I had to call Jen in. Jen came. I couldn't tell her what tools to bring. She wouldn't know what to look for. She'd never yeah, find I'd be like, I'd just, never Yeah, I'd just be digging around for ages. She came and got me. said to go out back to the house, got my tools, came back, adjusted the shit, went to go turn the bike on, couldn't find the fucking key. 
Yeah. Went all the way back to the house. Key was sitting on the steps. What happened was, is as I was leaving, I went and grabbed the fucking uh, car key and accidentally pulled the motorcycle key out of my pocket and it fell on the ground. So then I went down there, tried to turn the bike on, wouldn't start. Again, we jumped it and started it, rode it back. I get it here, I'm fucking pissed. Battery had been totally drained, so I was thinking maybe bad stator or something. I'm checking, cleaning terminals. I don't know what the problem is, but the battery isn't dead. It's not totally killed. It's not sulfonated. It, it is taking a charge. But it, I don't know if it was just dirty terminals and it wasn't recharging that well, or if it was, uh, if it's a bad stator. I got to go in there and, because sometimes my stator readings, man, they, they look okay. They look like fucking, you know, 14 volts. Sometimes they look like 11 and a half volts and you got to have at least 12. So I don't fucking know. I gotta do another stator, man. I hate doing that. In a fucking Harley Davidson style motor, you gotta fucking take the fucking drive sprockets off. But what we neglected to mention is that the VA clinic is 22 minutes yeah. Yeah. from our house. So we had to drive 100 miles today. So, yeah. yeah. So basically, because we had to drive back and forth, what, five times? Yeah. Because, yeah, we got back, and then, like, we, he couldn't find the key, and yeah. we couldn't figure out what happened to had it. Had to do another trip. Had to do another trip. So we were like, it's got to be at the house. It's yeah. like, you know, where else could it be? Because we thought maybe it just fell out in the car or something yeah. like that, but it wasn't in there. So we had to come all the way back to the house, and it was on the stairs. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, oh, man. It was just like, so that took, like, <laughs> most of the afternoon. Yeah. I, can, I don't remember what time it was when you called me, but it's just like it took, like, most of the afternoon. So, yeah, that was that was kind of a thing. But, you know, at least we got it all sorted out. But, yeah, so uh, hopefully everyone had a good Halloween last night. We were kind of low-key. We didn't really have that many trick-or-treaters. I mean, there were there were a lot of people walking around the neighborhood, I I saw, like when you looked out the windows and stuff. But it's just kind of like, how many did we have? Because you kind of went down and Not many. One day actually came? Yeah. How many times they knocked or how many kids? How many kids? Because they, t- they tended to come. There weren't that many, like. Maybe about seven or eight. Yeah, there weren't that many, like, um, each time, you know, there weren't that many, like, knocks on the door, but there were, like, there was a bunch of them, like, at one time, I guess is what it was, but honestly, like, all I did was, like, sit around watching Joe Bob's Halloween with some leftover candy. We got a lot of candy left, is what yeah. we're saying. Because we didn't, we never know, like how many. And I think that's everybody has that. You yeah. never know how many. Because some some years it's like hardly any people, and then some years you don't have enough candy, and there's like a bajillion. Yeah. So we were like, well, uh, we got so we got like several bags, and we ended up not having that many. So we have a lot of candy left over. But there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. And I even got a bag of, like, some white chocolate candy because I'm like, I'm keeping this just for me. I'm not giving this to the damn kids. Unless we absolutely had to, but we didn't. So Man, I still have it. They, they were showing some fucking videos from Halloween. Like, he's back at it. Yeah. They were showing some videos from fucking Halloween. The one that's going around right now. It's like three adults and about six little kids and there's some kind of Eastern European. It, they're not speaking English. It, they're, they're Caucasian, but I don't know what they are. It, it sounds like some kind of Slavic language. They come up on the house doing trick or treating, and somebody has a bowl. It's in a wealthy neighborhood. Okay, it's it, it, you can tell it's by the porch. And they got a whole bowl out there of full-on candy bars. They fucking take them all, all of them. Yeah, 
that's going around now. They're almost Party fighting foul. each other for them. And they're, they're, they're yelling in some kind of Cyrillic language. I don't know. It's like, you know you can buy those you know, at every yeah, store it's, in America, it's like, right? And, then they're, and they're all the same family, and they act like they're just getting ready to kill each other over the fucking... And I'm, and I'm like, they really I'm like, like candy bars, you guys. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's just fucking embarrassing. It is, yeah. But they, I guess they come here... You know what I mean? They can't handle high. Tr- they can't handle a high trust society where you just just take one. F- they were full size candy bars. Yeah. You know, just take one candy bar for every kid. You know what I mean? No, they took the whole fucking. I bowl. would never have the whole fucking, fucking audacity. Bowl. Yeah, it was several cases. Yeah. Some people do, and that just fucking floors yeah. me. Yeah. And I wasn't raised like I wasn't raised in a family like my yeah. family were real chill. They they weren't like oh beat your ass if you're yeah. bad or anything. It was nothing like that. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I never got spanked. I never got like you know my parents were real permissive. But yeah. it's just kind of like I just have this very very deeply set moral code. I'm just like that's yeah. just not the right thing to do. No, it's, if it, I take them, then other people can't have can't any. Have one. Yeah, but you know that's that's they were there for just they were all about <laughs> themselves. I'd have jumped out and instantly punished motherfuckers. You know, I'd be, I'd be pop. Like, put those down. I'd have been bitch slapping people. I'd be grabbing little doing? kids and shit, holding kids hostages with fucking knives. That is shit. not how Let you Halloween. Put the candy down. That is not how you Halloween. Yeah, put the candy down, or she loses her head. <laughs> Step away from the child. You know, like, come, yeah, I mean, I'd go straight bane on them. If I'm just trusting you, I, I can't trust you. All right, I want my pound of flesh. That's what I mean. I said, Even the- that, yeah, it's free candy, but it's. It's one. Yeah, one there's rules. Yeah, Don't right, get yeah. greedy. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's free, but it's for everybody. Yeah. yeah, That's what I mean. It's like, duh, that doesn't seem like that hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? It's just like, don't get in there with that kind of shit. But that's it. But sadly, like, a lot of people are kind of like They're getting that. shamed, though. Well, that's good. That video is getting fucking Do you think around. they'll learn anything? Probably not. They probably even have internet. Like I said, well, you know, just to get, like, yeah. current, what, what about this jackass neighbor here who's blasting his fucking music yeah. all night? Yeah. Do you think, like, he would be, he's capable of being shamed? I doubt it. Nah. Like, if you went over there and said, hey, bro, can you turn it down? He'd probably, like, punch you. I can do what I want. It's my house. That's probably what he'd say. Yeah. Because there's yeah. a lot of people like that. They're very yeah. entitled. I can do whatever Should've I want. never gave that motherfucker money. <laughs> Yeah, they should have given it to me should've instead. A genuine nice money. person. Yeah. Just saying. But yeah, like even even like the Halloweens like where people couldn't be home and they're just like they left a bowl like out on the porch. It's like, hey, please, you know, honor system, only take one. I would only take one. And even full size candy bars. Yeah. Full size. I'm like, I don't need more than that anyway. Yeah. You're going all around. They had a like, camera on it though. They didn't well, think yeah. of that. They did they guess I guess up in <laughs> Bulgaria stand or wherever they came from, they didn't fucking have that cameras. You I got mean, them on camera. Good. Yeah. That's probably like a good and idea. Another, another fucking. <sighs> evidently, one of the, one of the neighbors saw it, and they came from across the street and put a bunch of candy in that bowl. Yeah. A bunch of their candy. Aw. See, not everyone's horrible. Yeah. There are good people mm-hmm. out there. The thing about it is that I think most people are like are pretty okay people, but it's like, you don't hear about them because it's not as yeah. egregious or exciting as yeah. hearing about the assholes. Not saying that there aren't a lot of assholes, because there are. There are way more assholes than there should be. But, you know. High Desert said, I live in the middle of the desert, hence the name, I guess. So never get kids, thank goodness. So I watched When Evil Lurks, thanks for the recommendation. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, I, wa- I think more people need to see that. And like I said, watch the director's other movie too, Terrified, because that's also fucking great. I don't know if that's still on Shutter. It was for a while. They're trying to get me to put wigs on already. 
I mean, you don't have like a straight up Richard Simmons wig. Yeah. But Richard Simmons is a very, very still is a pretty popular um, Halloween costume. I guess it's like pretty easy to do. Like all you need is kind of like a white boy Afro wig. Yeah. Like a, you know, kind of a tank top. Although his always had those Swarovski crystals on him. But like, you know what I mean? Like that was kind of his thing. Not really. And those like little stripey shorts. Yeah. And everybody would instantly know he wore it. Which is crazy because he's such a cultural icon still. Even though he's like, you know, he's in his 70s now. But it's just crazy that like people still know who that is. Yeah, and we're going to talk about, today we're going to talk about the fucking Richard Simmons. This and, was, yeah, this was kind and, of uh, an interesting Yeah, and, and there were some mysteries behind Richard Simmons. We're going to talk about it. Good I had not heard about this, and I forget, forgive me if I can't quite remember. I thought it was Victor, uh, Victor Garcia, that recommended this, but maybe not. Like, was it you, Zach? I thought it was Victor, but I could be totally wrong, because I, I forget stuff, shit, shit like that all the time, but I don't write it down. But I had not heard, I don't really keep up with... Um, celebrity news or I just don't have time so I don't keep up with any of that like you know celebrities are around us I only have a vague you know recollection of who they are um I know who Richard Simmons is obviously because that's kind of more from our era so I knew that was but I had no idea that he had essentially fallen off the grid kind of and back in 2017 there was a six episode podcast called Missing Richard Simmons, which was, like, really popular, and I listened to all of it today, um, where a friend of his was, like, trying to find out where he was and what happened to him and why he disappeared and all this other kind of stuff. And there was also, I think it was in 2022, so last year, TMZ did a show about it, too. And that's on Hulu if you want to watch that, because I watched that earlier today, too. But it's here's the thing. I kind of feel like maybe, probably, there's nothing sinister about it but it's just weird i mean the whole situation is kind of weird is just all i'm saying because like i said i didn't know anything about this but when i started looking into it i'm like that is kind of strange like just like considering what like how famous he was how visible he was um and then for him to just like kind of essentially vanish off the face of the earth like i said they're pretty sure they know where he is but they don't really know like why the whole thing happened and like what's going on behind it so it's just kind of like i don't know it's like just a really interesting story yeah on the surface when you talk about richard simmons i was thinking this could be a boring show but i don't think so there's some weird shit about richard simmons. well he's an interesting person yeah. i always thought of him as an interesting person and uh oh sebastian said terrifier with the clown no this is a movie it's called terrified it's came out in 2017 it's argentinian it's the same guy that did when evil lurks and it's great it's yeah. more like a paranormal coming back from the dead, like haunting poltergeist type movie. And it's super creepy and it's great. So yeah. it might still be on Shutter, not sure. Another thing about Simmons is that it wasn't just him, it was the era in which he was operating. Daytime television, 80s and 90s. Yeah. And it was just a, that was just a generic fucking time. It makes me think of Dead Malls and Dead, Dead Bell videos and shit. It was the daytime talk show scene was just dumb as shit, man. It, it, but there was something. It was basically kind of like the opiates of the masses. Anybody who was like unemployed or stay-at-home mom, they were watching that shit. Or and like retired, retired people. Or you, they would also replay a lot of it late at night. So when yeah. you were coming home, if you worked midnights and you came home, 
late after midnight you could watch it, you know, before television went off. Or it <laughs> which it on, used to it used back to in the off. old days. Yeah. <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. If any people are like younger now, it's like, what do you mean TV went off? Yeah, yeah it went off after a certain time. Yeah, and you only had like four or five channels unless you had cable, <laughs> and then you'd have a whole bunch more. It was but, just snow. But there was just more shit on the cables, really. Cable is, they had more channels, but that didn't mean it was any good. It was... It, it was either content. snow or infomercials. Yeah, lots of whole on. channels of nothing but infomercials. Yeah. And they'll put you to sleep, man. They, they kind of fucking lull you to sleep. And There's something then, kind of comforting about them. Yeah. Then you had <laughs> you had special channels you could buy that had softcore porn on them. And if you didn't pay for them, they just look a bunch of wavy lines. And when yeah. you were a kid, you'd try to look at them wavy lines. And every, then, every now and then you'd see a titty. Every, <laughs> every Gen X person... <laughs> yeah. Remember, especially the boys, obviously. Yeah, like, remember having to, to like it? see the unscrambled like yeah. Playboy channel or something. Like, look at it Is that a nipple? Try to look at it sideways real quick, you know. Fucking... Right. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Because you go up to like to the higher channels, like when they yeah. added all the channels. Because yeah. when we when I was a kid, we only had four. Yeah. Like the three networks, PBS, and then they added Fox 35. So that was yeah. like, woo, five channels. Yeah. But then like in the early 80s, we had, I think we had 47 channels and that blew our fucking minds. Yeah. Even though most of them didn't have anything good on them. So television, this goes all the way back probably to the 50s or not the early 60s. You had a, t- a type of daytime television that was um, fitness oriented. You had ones with that Jack Lane and shit. I remember Jack Lane was still doing the shit when I was a little kid. I remember him. Jack was the shit, man. He ended up dying like at ninety six years old. Yeah, he was in his nineties. Yeah, and he still looked good. Well, he was on those juicer infomercials. He had that yeah. juicer. Yeah. Now he got mad props. Everybody was like impressed with with with, uh, with Lane with Jack because he was breaking records well into his forties and fifties, swimming swimming across fucking English Channel or whatever towing a boat in his mouth, you know, fucking on a rope and shit. He just did all kinds of crazy shit. He did do it. Now, he wasn't natural, all right? He was juicing, but he just didn't juice that much. He just did it mostly for health and longevity. Uh, so, in the fitness scene, you know, people people would, would, like, watch this shit early in the morning maybe do exercises with them. I think most of them just watch them do exercises and they felt like they did something. It's like, I'm just going to sit on the couch so watch, and eat a bag of Lay's potato chips. Yeah, watch chips them work And watch out. them. It's like, I'll yeah, do I'm, my hands like I'm this. working out. Yeah, yeah. Watching them work out. I think out. that was a lot of it. <laughs> and a lot of it was them, was guys like Lane just talking to the audience. And I think it was kind of like Bob Ross in the painting. I think it would just kind of like be AMSR to him kind of lull him it's hilarious to me that bob ross we did yeah. a show about him too but um but that he is so still such an icon yeah you know what i mean yeah just because he's so chill yeah and people will just watch it like and relax it's yeah. like it's kind of nice so they had a lot of fitness ones some of them were females some of them were like hot females doing stuff they even had some for cable i think it was called jazzercise which was damn near fucking porn I don't remember she, Jazzercise being particularly porny, but that was like a long time ago that I watched it. Maybe maybe it was more porny toward like if you were a teenage if you were boy. A te- if you were a guy, yeah. It, well, it, yeah, it, but if you're a teenage boy, like yeah, everything is yeah. porny. Well, you, you know, I mean, porn was porn was not available to us. You know what I mean? As readily yeah. as nowadays. Yeah. So, but you kids had, today, you got it, it so had, easy. No, the camera angles and the and, 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 and they were like dancing in unison and weird like disco type music and shit. 
It's like, here, it bend like, over, look at her taint. It actually <laughs> looked like something out of a fucking... Out of, out of, <laughs> looked like something out of them. Logan's Run, you know what I mean, where they had the slow motion orgy or something, right. you know what I mean, that they were doing, you know, when they were at the, at the, in the dance club. It kind of looked like that. Um, crazy camera angles and fucking, you know, skinny, skinny coke girl, cokehead looking girls fucking dancing and those leg warmers and shit. God, I remember. Leg remember warmers. that? Yeah. I had some when I was Leotards ten. Years. I had some when I was ten years old. Yeah. Some and, uh, gray ones. So you had that. And then eventually, they came came up with the Richard Simmons concept, which I think was kind of like the prototype of fat acceptance. Well, the interesting. Kinda. Well, it's I kind of what this was in one thing that I kind of found like I you know I was around for Richard Simmons being around because like I said he was hard to avoid he was like ubiquitous during the eighties and nineties, so. I kind of, but I didn't know a lot about like his origins or like, you know, the early part of his career. Cause that was like early seventies and I was still like a really little kid. But that was one of the things that I found most interesting is that, I mean, he's pretty much a self-made guy. I mean, he, I don't even know if he came up with a concept the same way that you would come up with it nowadays. But you have to remember that he was actually kind of a pioneer in the sense that all of the fitness shit back then, like in the early 70s, I'm talking about, like all the gyms and everything like that were kind and, you know, and all the fitness kind of, um, you know, they didn't really have fitness videos then, but you know what I'm saying? Like fitness shows and stuff that was all kind of catered toward people who were already fit or were already good looking and already in shape and we're just trying to like maintain or or at least like they wanted to show like people that were in shape so he was kind of the first person to come out and be like um it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't how old you are how much you weigh or anything like that like anybody can do this so he made everything like really easy and really fun so people would want to do it and then he would like encourage them to eat right and he did like a cooking show and stuff like that so and he was like really um accepting and yeah. he didn't shame anybody he didn't and that really resonated with people because a lot of people that were really because and i think that happened because it, it was his own experience i mean he was yeah. very obese from childhood and so when he lost all that weight and i want to get into that too because he kind of did uh some inadvisable things mm. like to do that but then you know, he kind of became on a mission. I want to say, like, reading about Richard Simmons, like, yeah, it's in a lot of ways, like, people kind of see him as, like, a joke or a punchline or anything like that because he's so over the top and he's just, like, so eccentric and everything like that. But he just seems like a genuinely really good person. Yeah. And he really, really genuinely wanted to help people. And the fact that he put so much of himself out there... Um, is really maybe kind of ties into the reason why he disappeared uh, at long last, which, like I said, we'll get into after a while. But he just, I mean, he would do shit for, he would do shit like he taught his class. I didn't even know this. He had a gym in Beverly Hills. It's called Slimmons. It was there for like, it's it was closed in 2016, which we'll get into in a bit. But it was there for 40 years. He taught classes there every fucking week. Hmm. It was 12 bucks. It was always 12 bucks. You just showed up, paid 12 bucks, and you worked out with Richard Simmons. 
And he had like all these regulars that went there and they fucking loved him. Yeah. It was just like this whole scene and everything like that. And he would do and he didn't have to do that. He was already a multimillionaire by that point. Yeah. If you don't know who we're talking about, if you're too young, Richard Simmons was kind of like a short guy with curly hair, real over the top energy. Um to me I'd call him like visibly gay. Yeah. Um He's never come out and said, yeah, but it's he never like, came yeah. Out said, but he's, you know, I would probably put him up there with like fucking Rip Taylor. And he seems more of a loner, really, yeah, which, like I yeah. said, we'll get into that in a little and bit, he, too. But. He was, some guys would call a fag hag. Girls loved him. They just fucking loved him. Especially fat girls. Because he was, he was into the fat acceptance and he could, he could, he could, he could vibe with them because he was there. And well, he knew what they were yeah, going through. And, Knowing about fitness and everything, uh, a lot of what Simmons had to offer was psychological. Yeah. Okay. Oh, big time. That was more. It was more psychological than physical. Now, we had another show called Bullshito about all the bullshit that happened in martial arts scene and in the movies and everything, and all the different disciplines of martial arts. Not only Oriental martial arts, but Western martial arts. A lot of it is bullshit. Okay, it's just a product to sell. It's even worse in the diet and fitness industry, even because the market's even bigger. Almost everything you will ever hear in the mainstream market about diet is a lie. Everything you hear about fit, uh, physical training is a lie. Everything that they show you and the results are always deceptive. Um, there's just certain rules that have to happen in order to become very physically attuned, especially after the age of 30. When the way you look to look really fit, lean and muscular, you have to have a very aggressive hormonal profile. Most people will not have that profile outside their teens. It starts to taper off for men in their late twenties. Okay. If you want to be physical after your late twenties, man, you have to use anabolic steroids, or you have to use uh, combined with testosterone. And the dudes that do this then go on to become fitness trainers and sell all these diet and fitness programs to the normies, and they never mention right. Well, yeah, what they did to make money off their the protein shakes look. or whatever. Right. They will openly lie. Oh yeah, you do my program, you'll look like me. In four years, five years. No, you won't. No, you will not. No, you will not. No. You will look like him in four or five years if you were doing the same stacks of steroids he's doing. Yeah. But they can't come... They can't sell you that, though. No one will fucking buy the program. Because people are very adverse to injecting themselves with anything. And steroids have been a fucking... uh, uh, Have had entire black propaganda campaigns against them. Just based on what teenagers do in high school, and uh, what certain pro pro wrestlers happen, what happened to them, and all those are isolated cases. And yeah, those guys die, but you got to look at the damn fucking autopsy reports to find out why. And then when you find out the levels of levels of anabolic abuses those guys are doing, of course they die. You know what I mean? <laughs> some of those dudes taking six thousand to nine thousand milligrams of fucking some kind of anabolics a week. I mean, that's a shit ton. And really what ended up killing them was just all that weight. Because the human heart is not built to drive that much muscle 
the heart can get strong and powerful with the steroids, but you can't fucking get make those valves any stronger. Those cartilage valves would be struggling and flexing and wearing out, and then that dude would die of heart failure because he just got too fucking big. And the you you could there's a weakness is going to appear somewhere, and those those heart valves can't get any stronger than than the way they come from the factory. They're not muscles. They're just they're like pieces of plastic. They don't change. So. In a way, Richard Simmons kind of had a more truthful approach to fitness. And I think people responded to that because yeah. he was honest. He didn't look super ripped. No. He didn't. He just looked like a regular right. guy. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, you can lose weight if you get up off the couch and just yeah. do these exercises and eat. And he encouraged, like, healthy eating as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he had, like, a whole – he did cookbooks and, and stuff like that. He would say things like, you could look like me. But you looked at him, and he was very average. Well, that's and, what I mean. And you so, could well, look like him. That's more honest. Yeah, a lot more honest. You're not telling you that you can look like fucking the dude, the Tybo dude, like that yeah. somebody mentioned earlier. You're not gonna look like Arnold. Yeah, you're not gonna look like Arnold. All right, Arnold. Fucking I mean, unless you go on steroids or and yeah. spend hours and hours a day in the gym yeah, and I like weigh everything you eat I and shit like still that. Still run into. I still run into these bros, modern bros from the modern era can't believe that Arnold Schwarzenegger did steroids. And I just, I just, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course. You, obviously, you look at him at, by age 19, he's just fucking shredded. He's fucking stacked. He's way beyond human potential. He must have been eating Anavar pills and doing, te- eating Anavar pills like fucking candy. You know? He was big. Yeah, he had good genetics. Genetic, it, you can't just take those steroids and get that big, but he could. <laughs> He had the genetics. Well, and that's for it. what I and yeah. that's what I mean. And that's I think thing. and I think that's another thing that people yeah, yeah. again responded to because yeah. Richard Simmons, like I said, just looked like a regular mm-hmm. guy, and he wasn't telling you, "Yeah, you're going to be all ripped and jacked and shit yeah. like that." Right. Which, you know, and and you still see it. You still see it in fitness commercials oh, yeah. and like shit for like, yeah, it's oh, you know, and the implication, even if they don't say it outright you know it's like oh the implication take this protein shake and like use this exercise machine and you'll look like this no you probably won't yeah and you will not buy jack lane's juicer and look like jack lane from drinking out of that juicer yeah are you crazy just lay on the couch and drink why am i not looking like jack lane this is not working out go back and look at pictures of jack lane starting off in the fucking 50s all right jack lane was a fucking beast man that dude he had a very good classic physique he was he didn't look like a like a golden era bodybuilder or anything. He just looked like a, a really good gymnast is what he looked like. That's not really, that's not natural. He was doing tests. He had good genetics. He was doing tests and probably doing things like Anavar or oral little steroid pills, probably doing that. But there's no telling. He might have been doing a little bit more. I mean, Nangelone would have been available in his, in his time. And that would have kept him looking good and strong up until he died, uh, which was in his 90s. Don't, any, don't ever let anybody tell you that steroids kill you. No, abuse of them will kill you. Yeah, but if you but use abuse them, of pretty much anything abuse of anything will kill, will kill you. you. But <laughs> you can, in the second half of life, you can take stuff that'll kind of bolster you and kind of rebuild build you back up. You know, to replace the hormones you've lost. And but no, fucking. Uh, <laughs> so Simmons, his approach was realistic expectations. Yeah. And, he and was, just being healthy, he was, losing weight, and he right. was, and he was really genuinely, he really right. genuinely cared about these people. He would call up people he'd never met, yeah. like every week, and like make sure they were doing okay, and like yeah. give them a pep talk and all this other kind right. of shit. And it was just, you know, and that was what people needed. It did work. Now, now Simmons' target market 
was usually depressed, very overweight females. Okay. Yeah, that was a large part of his that uh, was, audience, yeah. That was his Not all of it, but market. a lot of it was, yeah. And to his credit, that's an easy one to deal with because that's more diet than exercise. And, and a lot of the diet is coming from emotional tr- problems, depression. As his did as well. Right. Which, like I said, that I think that's why he could relate. Right. Which, like I said, we'll get right. into like yeah. why he was so good at empathizing with other people with those problems because he had had them as well to be female or even male depending on the age but let's just say you're you know a female in your 30s and 40s and to be very very overweight you almost have to work at that you got to eat a lot of food to maintain that weight just cutting the food in half you'll lose weight now there's going to be limits to that too you're eventually going to have to start getting into better diets and more exercise and you can lose a good a good healthy amount of weight and get down to a reasonable size without any equipment or anything you don't have to go to the gym or the weight room or anything just mostly just diet and just walking can take a lot of that off now if you any of your women hit that or in that that zone there's problems sometimes because once you're beyond you know 30s you're in your 40s the hormones you need for the body's response to diet and exercise are not really there. So you usually have to add something to get, and we're talking about anabolic steroids. You'd have to add that to get the mitochondria and your cells running to burn fat. But the problem is, is a lot of these overweight women are not healthy enough to take steroids. There's a risk. So you have to start very slowly and increase the work slowly and then you're doing the diet and you're trying to clear the body out of all those lipids and all those fats and then once you're down to a reasonable weight then you can start accelerating the work and accelerating the the hormones to get real results but then you're if you're talking about real dramatic change you can have a lot of loose skin so if you want to look like fucking Bridget Bardot you're going to have to remove a lot of skin probably so but that's not what Simmons was pro- promising he was talking about Obese women living a normal life being a more average size. Yeah, he just wanted them to be healthier. Right, yeah. And to, like, feel okay in their bodies. Yeah, Which, like I said, that's a very realistic goal, and I think that people really responded to that because he wasn't giving them unrealistic expectations. And Simmons acknowledges if you... I remember watching this show even when I was a kid, and I realized, yeah, it's not so much what they're doing, it's what they're thinking that's fucking them up. Okay. Yeah, and he so could he, relate because so he, he had yeah. gone through the same exact so he, thing. He's he's more targeting the problem, and that's their emotional problems. Right, it's not so much the exercise. If you get rid of the emotional problems, then the eating disorders, then just with normal life and getting up and running, you'll lose a lot of weight and be a lot healthier. That's really what else he was doing. So I give him that credit. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, he did and does presumably because he is still alive, as far as anyone yeah. knows. But um. Yeah, he does genuinely seem to care about other people, maybe to the detriment of his own mental health, I think. But he is probably, and it's so weird that he became so famous, because he's such what they would call, like, maybe in New Agey kind of terms, an empath. Meaning that he f- seems to feel very deeply what other people feel. Like, and that, it it does not seem put on in any way shape or form um but the problem with that is that if you feel so much 
for other people, it starts to weigh on you because he would get thousands and thousands of letters like ever for, you know, decades yeah. from people. And he would call every single one of those yeah. people and write back to everyone. And he felt like a personal connection to every yeah. single one of those people and yeah. it's like he was personally invested in all of <laughs> yeah. these people he's like a fat priest that he They're didn't even know him and he's which like well <laughs> you know what's weird is that he, he actually a lot of shamanism and shit well you know what yeah. he was um he actually i saw like an interview with him from uh, a long time ago and he was actually in seminary for okay. um i didn't know that for almost two years okay, like so he, he was did... thinking about being a priest so he knew what he was doing so yeah. um he never came across as like super religious. I think he converted to Catholicism. Like yeah. his dad was a Methodist and I think his mom was Jewish. But um but he converted to Catholicism later and he was thinking about becoming a priest. Okay. Um but and he was kind of making a joke about it where he was saying I can't remember who he was um who, who the interview was with. Yeah. But he was saying that it's like, yeah, I was thinking about becoming a priest cuz like man, you put that cassock on and it's like nobody can tell how fat you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like you can gain all the weight you want and it doesn't matter. But um but you know, because he was very very heavy. But it just seems like he's just one of those people and it like I said it's so weird that he became so famous that all of his energy was directed outward, like toward other people. So I kind of feel like maybe what had to do perhaps with his disappearance, we'll get into some of the theories and stuff later, but cause some of them were kind of weird, but I think maybe what contributed to it was that he just couldn't um, take it anymore, which, which like I said, for 40 years, maybe more than 40 years, all he did was help other people. Yeah listen to other people's problems, yeah. call other people. He would call, he would make, because all his friends and his publicists and everything like that said he would spend hours and hours on the phone every single day calling all of these people and like, to, like, how's it going? Like, and he would just cry with them and like, you know, to be, spend hours on the phone with them. And it's just like, he did, he had never met these people or had only met them one time. And so he gave so much of himself to other people that I don't know if he had anything left for himself because it's weird that he was so outwardly he's very loud and eccentric and ebullient and he's just like all this other and enthusiastic all the time but i think to a large extent that was an act that's entirely for other people I think because it was more of a depressive type yeah thing. most people that know him said that he's very he's a loner he doesn't yeah. hang out with other people he doesn't party he doesn't he just goes and holes up in his house and he's like super quiet and like super reserved but he's putting on a thing for like other people. I'm not saying that he's putting on like caring about other people. Cause I don't think that's the case, but all of the enthusiasm and all of that kind of crazy, like the crazy outfits he would always wear and just making everybody laugh. And it everything. was like fat church. He compared himself to a court jester and yeah. he said, that's kind of what he felt yeah, like. I guess, yeah, I guess he was just trying to make everybody happy. Yeah. We just put, I remember it was a kid, you know, as a kid, why he was he'd put on a show, but it was also kind of like fat church. It had a lot of, it had, yeah, it, it it did have, um, uh, what, what I would call it, kind of a, almost kind of a, a, a Baptist revival. Oh yeah, big time, big time. It, like a spiritual revival. Yeah. Because he's trying to tap into the, uh, to the feelings that these women are having, trying to overcome these boundaries. He's getting them to confess what's yeah. wrong with them and stuff and how to confront it. And he would confess his own yeah, shit, too. Right. And I think that's why everybody felt comfortable doing it because he was yeah. very open about his struggles and about yeah. his feelings and everything like that. So I think that made other people feel more comfortable 
talking about their fucked up shit with him because they knew that he had gone through the same thing. He was very open about it. But like I said, and we've talked about this with a lot of, this happens with a lot of like comedians, for example, like Robin Williams is the um, guy that springs to mind first. A lot of comedians are very um, other focused. So it's like their whole focus is on making other people happy, making other people laugh. Um, But they themselves are usually very, very, not all of them, but a lot of them are very, very depressed or have a lot of problems. Um, And that's kind of, it's a little bit of a defense mechanism. But again, it's, it's kind of the same thing that he had where he just, just felt like he wanted to help everybody in the world. Um, but didn't really, but then it just kind of like took everything out of him, you know what I mean? Which I get that. I mean, that's gotta be really draining. Yeah. You know? But you know, look, I'm jacked. All right. I wasn't always. Um, there were times where me and Jan put on a lot of weight because we like to fucking eat. Well, Tom's, I love a, cook. well, Tom's a really good cook. And I fucking love to eat. I'm going to blame you. <laughs> no, I'm not blaming you. Yeah. I'm just saying. And if, I, if I'm... So your food's so if delicious. I'm not, if I'm not all that busy, and I'll, I'll just start going down certain pathways, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, well, I'm going to start thinking about food. And I'm thinking about cooking food and making this and that. And if I'm not watching it, I'll go down that direction. And my new discipline will be, well, I'm going to make all this food and I'm going to eat this food. I think some of the people who become very... Um, obese kind of have a similar thing where they're eating is almost a discipline to them yeah it's like a mission but you gotta really watch it because that's self-destructive it is yeah overeating will kill you yeah Yeah, as much as drinking a lot or drugs or anything like that maybe quicker yeah for me i'm kind of replacing boredom with this other people they might be trying to cover up some kind of a pain or depression or something like that. Yeah, that's very that. common. So they're going to try but to eat But boredom is another common yeah, one, They're going to try to eat it away. Right. In the same way that a sex addict might try to fuck it away. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so you got to face what what the deal is. My, my advice is to pick up another discipline to get your mind off of food. Yeah, because, and, and you'll you know, drop weight without even thinking about it. Because me and you, I kind of yeah. feel like we're similar. Like I said, we love food. Yeah. Um, we, you know, if, if anybody that's a regular here on this show, like it usually devolves into talking yeah. about food at some point. Yeah. But um, then we had like a little food show for a little while. But, you know, Tom is an excellent, excellent cook and everything he makes is like delicious. So it's really easy. Like he makes this big pot of butter chicken or something like that. It's really easy to eat like three bowls of the shit just mm-hmm. like sitting there because it's so good and you don't want to stop eating yeah. it. Yeah. But it's like. Earl laid around like we just had a damn orgy. <laughs> we had an orgy with a bunch of Indians and the chickens and shit and fucking I, like the curry and we're like, we'll eat some more of that. For real. And then we, next thing you know, a couple months later, we keep doing that. We're fucking fat again. We're like, oh, we got to get rid of this. I, after, like, a few months after I moved in with you, I think I had gained, like, 30 pounds. Probably. (laughs) Probably. Maybe it was. Well, you looked real thin. Maybe it took longer than that. It was longer than that. You looked real thin, so you looked like we could get away with it. We both kind of gained weight where we didn't really notice until it was too late. I mean, yeah. I mean, when we we moved in together, I was, I would say, underweight. Yeah. A bit. Um... So I, I kind of thought I could get away with, you know, yeah. I, I, I think at one point I was down to 118 pounds, which it, is too thin for me. I looked kind of ill, um, yeah. but I wasn't starving, starving, but I wasn't really eating all that much. But yeah, when we moved in together, Tom's like, well, you're too thin. You probably need to like gain some weight, which I did, but we went a little too far with it. 
Gotta if, say. <laughs> it, I know a lot of people that were just very far. obese and they had the bypass surgery and everything. They lost a lot of weight. And then they, you, now you look at them, you never know that they were ever overweight. Okay. Um, I probably wouldn't have gotten the bypass surgery, but that's what some people actually need. They need that. They need that to get it off. It's a lot better than being obese because it is, you yeah. can die. All right. Well, they'll only it's do it if you're over a certain yeah. weight or certain body mass. They don't. They won't do it just for anybody. My advice is get get that weight off you, and then. But don't go too crazy because yeah. I I'll kind of get into because I didn't do anything as extreme as Richard Simmons did. Yeah. But I did go slightly extreme at yeah. least to get the weight off, and yeah. it didn't. Luckily, it didn't really have any super long term effects, but it did have some effects. See, say. here's the thing: with a lot of women, just try to starve fat off of them which that works but they it also consumes muscle yeah doing that a better way to do it and, and then some of them will say well i'll just run and do and do aerobics aerobics isn't really that effective in, in changing body composition it's slow you gotta it takes a long time to get you results. have to do a lot of it yeah and it's what you want is something more concentrated it's called weight lifting weight lifting Burns more fat, builds more muscle, and it's a lot faster because the work is concentrated only in a few minutes. And then you sit around and heal up, and then you go do it again three days later. Yeah. And you change from one body part to the next when you're going through this, and you can actually control how something will be shaped. Now, it won't really work after 30 unless you're on gear, okay? You'll get some response, but it'll start topping off because your body's not making the androgens it needs to actually respond to the stimulus that you're doing. Some guys have really fucking tried to do it and tried to bend the rules of the universe. You will get some results without gear, but there'll be nothing compared to the results you had if you were on it. So Yeah, and I mean, the thing about yeah. it is weightlifting, I kind of hate it, but... It's better than having to like run miles, I guess, because be I on a bicycle for an hour. I really hate running. I don't mind bicycling, but I really hate running. <laughs> the thing is, though, is you can be on that bicycle for an hour and it doesn't do that much. Yeah, it doesn't do that much. I mean, that's kind of the, the shit. body's response. To the I brain. didn't really respond. Like, yeah. I I lost weight, which like maybe I'll get into this too because it's kind of like related to the topic. But I lost a lot of weight by well, I was doing aerobics and light weightlifting. Um, yeah. But I was also in a severe calorie restriction, yeah. not like starving or anorexic or anything, but pretty severe, um, under a thousand calories, and it worked. Yeah. Um, but I had uh, some side effects. Uh, I my already low blood pressure. I've always had really low blood pressure. Went like super low, so I was pretty much fainting like all the time, and I and I developed a uh, heart arrhythmia. So that wasn't good. That's which, some weight loss. Yeah, which yeah, which kind of still bothers me every now and then, but not as much it's as it used to. It's common to get that if you lose a bunch of yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She so, lost nearly 100 pounds. Because I lost almost 100 pounds yeah. in four or five months. Yeah. I saw it happen. This is before we were together. I saw it. Shit happen. All of a sudden, she showed up. She was a skinny chick. And I was like, I couldn't believe it was her. <laughs> well, a lot of people and, that had known me before, like, didn't recognize me. Yeah, they didn't know who she was. And a few months later, we were going out. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you did that to get me, it worked. <laughs> it worked. Even that, well, it was it, it was a factor. It was a factor. I resisted it. But I know it, you it, resisted it, for resisted, a long time. Yeah, I resisted it. it but I eventually, eventually knew. Her. I eventually knew. Later, yeah. 
that I, I was like, I'm going to yeah. get this motherfucker. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> I was in it for the long haul. Yeah. Well, you... And I won. Yeah. <laughs> she knew I was a Hopefully player. you won too. Yeah, we both did. No, we're, I wouldn't okay. I wouldn't have done it if no, I thought down. that you weren't interested. No, you worked out. I knew you were. Look, man, look. All the fucking shit that I say on this show and everything fucking all the stories I've told and everything. I was with some fine fucking women. Jenny still takes the cake. Overall, Jenny was the overall winner. She was the best one. Go me. Yeah, she was the best one. Overall, <laughs> she, was the best one. she was closest to the Closest to like a good friend and like you know trustworthy and but no yeah yeah you're you're the shit it wouldn't have never went down the way that it did if it, if that wasn't the way because I am by far your longest relationship by far yeah by, by far. quite I a was significant just a player. I was just a player I was used yeah to, I was I was into serial monogamy I was trying to fuck them all one at a time. Yeah, he was doing like some Pokemon shit. He's just yeah, like gotta yeah, collect yeah, them all, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. I don't want to go that far because I don't, I don't yeah. want to. Because you did have a reputation, like even when I first met you, because people warned wasn't, it, I wasn't that you were a man whore. But no, you no, weren't. I no. would not consider your tally, your body count. Um, that I do not consider that unreasonable at all. There was some quantity, but it was really quality. They were all good. Yeah, and they like I said, if you you kind of gave me a ballpark figure, and I'm just like, that's not. I mean, you know, yeah. for for your age, yeah, like for as long as you've been dating, that's yeah. not unreasonable yeah. at all. It's now, not like super. I got married once, the first time, you know, I was late twenties, and that just that just tends to happen, you know, as long as you lose. But then after that, really, there wasn't much, even even kind of before that. I was the kind of guy where I would really wouldn't have gained a whole lot from getting married, but I still got married to you. It took 13 years, but I still got married. Yeah, it took a while. Yeah, we got married recently, but we were together 13 years before I got married. (laughs) We were married kind of during that anyway. Yeah. Well, like I said, we got together, I think, in... Well, I knew you. I think I met you in 2009 or 2010. We didn't actually get together as a couple till probably, I think it was like mid-2011 or something. And it was so weird, like, how organic... Because we had just been hanging out. Yeah. He was dating other people. I was dating other people. But we kept hanging out. Yeah. We'd stay over each other's houses. We'd, we'd come like, up with business ideas. We'd come up with all this shit. And we just, yeah. like, kept hanging out all the time. Yeah. And then finally, um, I think we were at... Isn't this funny? We were, I think we were at Venue 13 one night when it was still at the place that was a Chinese restaurant later. Yeah. And you introduced me to somebody. Yeah. As your girlfriend. Yeah. And after they left, I looked at you and said... Oh, is is this a thing now? Or I was like, yeah, you're my girlfriend. Okay, and I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> that was like how the, we, there was no big talk well, or uh, anything. Yeah, and then I think like then I, I was just like, oh, oh, all right. <laughs> well, shit, we'd been together for we'd been hanging out for like two or three months. Yeah, it had been a while. It had been a while. More than maybe two. And then we two, moved in six months. We moved in together in 2012, yeah. I think it was. I remember we were... I, I, and then just like... It's funny how you remember that. Like almost two months ago, we got married, finally. Yeah. It, 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 it's funny how you remember that. I remember that thing of V13. I, what, what I remember was like later, I think it must have been later, we were at uh, we were at uh, uh, downtown over there at Orange Ave. What's the name of the place? Fucking, Who, what, independent. Uh, independent we Bar. Which is... Or a bar. We were bar. at Ibar and fucking... We were standing up there and we were getting drinks and shit and I think we made out real quick and then... Fucking uh, Lee was like, "So you guys together?" And they're like, "Yeah." And they were like, "Well, finally." Yeah, they, that like, well, I think that was like right around the same time. Yeah, right, right around the same, around the same time. time. And I was like, "Yeah, well." Because you kept 
Well, we kept hanging out, and everybody's like, "Are you guys a thing? Or are you guys yeah, a couple or yeah, what?" And so Tom kept, "No, no, we're just, no, we're friends. We're, we're friends. just friends. We're friends." Yeah, but then yeah. finally, he was just kind of. I was yeah. like, "What? About time." We were already fucking though. Yeah, off well, and on, off and on. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like we started fucking like in prior to 2011. No, we, but just like a couple of times, a couple of times, real early, yeah. Like it just kind of happened, yeah. like when, like you we know, went we went home together one time. Yeah, we that's right. Yeah, but we but were, you were separated. separated. We were separated. We were separated. Yeah, we had a, we had like a one night thing there. Yeah, and then, and then like, like maybe we were hanging one, out, and then like a couple weeks later, maybe no, one or two. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And then Tom kept being like, "Man, we we shouldn't really do this." It's like, and then all of a sudden, you got skinny as shit. Yeah, because <laughs> I hooked up with her when she was still heavy. Yeah, well, you were yeah. still pretty. You were still kind of slightly, heavy. but yeah, I was in the middle. You were of like maybe lost. halfway through, right? Yeah, but um, Mr. Eighty Eight said, "Good choice, Tom." Well, gee, thank you oh, very yeah, much. Yeah. Um, I'm teaching my sons that a deep friendship is the number one thing to look for in a girl. Is the yeah. best foundation, yeah, for a lifelong relationship. Yeah, a romantic attraction—that's good, but that—that—that. That, that, yeah, and I think just, that's a good component to it, have. It's good, but that's not—you can't be built on that. No, because that can't it's, be the it's only too thing. Too volatile. And uh, that doesn't mean enough just because you want to fuck the shit out of it. That doesn't really mean much. There's a lot more than that. You've got to like that person, and you guys got to have, you got to fucking having common goals has a lot to do with it. Yeah, that's Being a big one. Being into the same thing. That's a big one. Because you are going to have to be with this person every day and like work out problems with this person yeah. and like, you know, weather life's shittiness with this person. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, you better like this person yeah, and trust and this person. <laughs> Me and Jan's common goal was to take over the local goth scene, <laughs> and we did it. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, we did. Well, we took over all the all the promotions. Yeah, the promotion right. stuff, and fucking, we got real well known, and it was just a, and it was more of a social thing. We loved the, our local goth scene and wanted to be players in who, where the clubs will be, what will be played, what DJ is going to be big, uh, how things will be promoted. Um, I was kind of, we were kind of on the side involved with the creation of mannequins. We got invited to manage that. I had to step down. I'm not a fucking manager for that. But um, You'd be there all the time. Yeah, I'd be and there the all the time. And the way that it went now, I don't know if you'd want to manage it at this yeah. stage. Yeah. But we had some, well, we have some uh, Bad Done Well, who I don't remember. Like, I don't know how long you've been listening to the show, but I don't, um, I haven't seen your comments in the chat before. So welcome. Um, was asking us, are those alcoholic drinks? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, this is actually, this is my first one of the night. This is just vodka and lemonade. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you've got. Vodka and lemonade with a little bit of the juice. I probably need another one yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. And then, uh, Bad Denwell said, I like people who drink a lot. Well, we definitely do We drink, drink. some, not a lot. Yeah, it's, well, is it a lot? Not by Irish standards. No. <laughs> Not by British standards. No, no. Maybe by American standards, we probably do drink a lot. We a probably times a week. We probably drink, yeah, two or three nights a week, I imagine. Yeah. We usually drink on this live stream. Yeah. And sometimes Saturday nights, too. And yeah. sometimes we go out Friday right. night or Saturday night. Okay, so this got out. nothing to do with fucking Richard Simmons. We gotta get I know, but we, well, we were talking about weight loss, so we were talking that, about weight loss, that's yeah. kind of related. Yeah. Uh, Jen lost a lot of weight uh, through, through starvation, and the results were good. But it was very fast. And she was already in her 30s at that time. Yeah, I was late 30s. And she actually looked like she got a little too sk- too thin. I did. Because there were certain areas like right around the belly and stuff like that where the skin was loose. Yeah. Um, it wasn't terrible, 
but you know, it didn't look like a girl, like a girl in her thirties or, or that was always trim. So she gained a little more back and looked a lot better actually when she gained a little bit. Like more I back. said, at my lightest, yeah. I got down to one eighteen. Yeah, and I light. thought I was starting she to. She looks look. best at one thirty. Right, like yeah, right around. I my ideal weight is usually like one thirty five. Yeah, yeah. Um, is usually where I now that was her old body composition. But now that I've started like lifting she's weights lifting and weights, stuff, she's so gonna gain weight. So now I have like more muscle, so yeah. I'm heavier than that. But. Yeah, she's gonna gain weight, but she's gonna it's all gonna be shape. Yeah, and she's losing a lot of fat, and she's putting on muscle. She's lifting weights, at at her age, it's not natural. Okay, she's got assistance. She's it's nandrolone. Yeah. And Nandrolone is great for women. Because most people probably know, but if there's new people here, I am 51 years old. That's right. Nandrolone is great for... And post-menopausal. Yeah. Nandrolone is great for menopausal women as hormone replacement. One of the byproducts of it is increased collagen synthesis. So what that does is the skin tone gets a lot better because you now have the collagen for skin to snap back. So you can lose weight and reshape and shape and you, you don't have to worry about loose skin. Right. The game is totally different when you're on gear. It does so, make a huge difference. Huge difference. You work out, it, you get results right away. Body yeah, goes, oh, it changed okay, yes. my whole, yeah. like my legs look completely different. Yeah, just in a, in a month. Like my calves and my thighs yeah. and everything like that look completely different. And I, I lift weights, but not a lot. You know what I mean? Two, One, three, three time, two to three times a week. Yeah, something like that. And it's not like super, super heavy or anything like no. that. Just a bunch of different ones, and it's about an hour it takes her. And um, we haven't released any new videos. You know, if we do an adult video, her, her and... <laughs> Which is another thing that yeah, we do. Yeah, another thing we do. And, and uh, we, haven't re- we haven't shot anything. We should probably do something. We're going to soon. She looks totally different. She, looks, she was cute before, you know. Uh, but she looks totally. She looks very athletic now. Sometimes I can't. She'll walk into the room and I'm like, "God damn, Jen!" Look Every at you. single time I walk looking. into the room, like with my jammies or something. Yeah, like, if God. I have like some kind of like yeah. cool, like just like underwear or jammies or something, he'll be like, "God damn!" Look I at look like ass. a Marvel superhero. <laughs> yeah, and I absolutely did not look like that. No, I think I looked okay in those videos, but not like I look a lot better now. I feel like. you had you kind of had the um, what did they call it? Um. Uh, you had the like the woody look, kind of the uh, um, what's what's the uh, kind of like a milf look, right? That you kind of had, right? Um, perfect ass, fat ass white girl, but she didn't have a fat ass. She just had a meaty look to her. Now yeah, she, meaty. Now, yeah, now she's looking very kind of like a athletic cougar. She's becoming a cougar. Yeah. oh so bad Dunwell did not know that he said wait what 5151 yes yeah i was born in 1972 yeah 1972 and i'm 54 and tom's 54 yeah i just turned 51 at the end of september yeah but hormone replacement is effective it is gotta research i will note too though in all fairness that i do have young looking jeans yeah her mom looks young yeah and my mom is in her 70s yeah her mom looks like a, like pia zadora yeah if you know who pia zadora was <laughs> all the younger people like, like who the fuck is that <laughs> p-i-a that, that, that's what happens pia. when when you get old zadora yeah you she say was... you make references yeah. and 
the youngsters have no. She was kind of a one-hit wonder model, but she was uh, had big. She was cute, had big cheeks. She kind of looked like. Yeah, my mom kind of looks like that. A lot of yeah. people told her that. Yeah, like Pizzadora. Like when she was growing up. Like I said, my mom's in her seventies now. She had me when she was uh, eighteen. So. Um, yeah, and she doesn't look like an old lady. She looks like she she's in her late d- absolutely 50s. does not. She looks like a cute woman in her fifties. She was still getting hit on by like yeah. uh, college age dudes, yeah. like when she was in her fifties. So, yeah. and I do as well sometimes. Yeah. Like if we go to mannequins, like if we go somewhere where it's kind of dark, <laughs> like I'll get college age dudes. In. I'm like, I could be your mom, bro. They that's know you're weird. older. They just that's don't know weird. how old you. How old? That's true. They know you're older. <laughs> that doesn't stop them. It no, it it doesn't seem to, does it? <laughs> no, I, I've seen who who hits on her. It would be guys that would think she would be attainable. Um, you know what I mean? They don't, and the thing is, is they would know. I think they know that she's with somebody, but they still try. Yeah. Which, you know, okay, I, I salute them. And if you're cool with it, if you're cool, I, I, I tolerate it. If you're an asshole, I come out fucking swinging. Like well, now, if you're an asshole, yeah. I want the first swing. Because yeah. I will absolutely Some big old motherfucker right grabbed her on the ass, and I was on that motherfucker and just had him by the fucking throat was fucking swinging and shit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even I have a chance. Trend. I, was I didn't even have a chance to react to that because he like came up on me from behind. I was just like yeah. out on the dance floor dancing, and there was like some rando like yeah. just fucking grab my and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I was, I was like, like "Stink on shit!" <laughs> <laughs> I just saw him run over there. Yeah, he ran from. And I was like, "Well, I guess he's yeah. taking care of it." Yeah, had him by the throat like that. My fucking fingers were touching and crushing his fucking right through his fucking <laughs> windpipe. So, Did you touch my wife like that? He ran off. Don't just touch random people. Just yeah. that's pro tip. You know, I mean, most people know that. But and I was know. on trend, man. He's lucky I didn't try to rape him. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's, that's a whole sex gets other merged story. into one thing. That's if I hate you, then you're going to get to death. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I literally was like the goblin from fucking Spider Man. Jen saw it. Yeah, it, it was a ride. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say don't that. Don't do trend. It was a ride. Yeah. Don't yeah, from from one gym bro here. Yeah, don't don't fuck with. Please it. don't do trend. If you want trend like effects, just stack, replace. You might end stack. up like killing people or getting arrested yeah. or something. If you're gonna put, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had I stayed it's, on, it's not great. It's I was not on good. it for five months. Yeah, and by f- month five, I was a criminal basically. <laughs> um, the the which is the two months longer than you're supposed to be on it, but. By month, the end of month three, I'm like, no, fuck, we come off train. What are you talking about? This shit's great, man. Oh, my God, it's so awesome. we talking about? Meanwhile, everyone around you is like, yeah. you are acting like a crazy person. Thinking, yeah, no, I'm not. fucking great. It's You're awesome. Crazy. I'm just like, yeah, okay. no. Yeah. But um, if you gym bros are listening, uh, and I got, know I got some out there, in the stack, if you want trend now, just replace it with NPP or Nandrolone Phenylpropionate. I mean, there's other stuff it's like that. It's real close. That will have yeah. the same effects, yeah. but without all the bad, all the bad side, side effects. effects. People are mistaken. Those, those co- are bad. It's people bad. are mistaken those bad side effects for effectiveness. Wow, this shit's strong. No, it's not strong. It just has really bad side effects. It's just uh, that one. Like, you've taken pretty much everything yeah. there is to take. Um, and that was the only one where yeah. I noticed like a drastic yeah. uh, change in yeah. your personality. Like, Fucking and you were like I said, I was afraid you were going to kill somebody and go to prison, or you yeah. were going to kill me or something. I was like, Adam, okay. I never had violence towards women. It was always right, but I didn't really, women. I didn't really know that. Though. Yeah, you're trying to be real protective of women, and you're real fucking aggressive towards men. 
Um, it was just you had something right out of the animal kingdom. It was bizarre. I basically was was a werewolf. And it was just I like started wearing werewolf stuff after yeah. that because yeah, I was a werewolf. It was one. like a thing that he went through. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's just kind of like. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it, it was just, like, minor shit. Like, somebody was, like, blocked our driveway for five seconds, and he's just like, I'm going to turn the dude's head out of the car. Like, me. he's trying to kill... I'm just like, can we not? Yeah. He, he's going to move in a second. Yeah, it, it's really we? fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, please don't get arrested. Yeah, this is all something. fitness. We're talking about fitness level right. stuff. Uh, but, yeah, um, <laughs> just replace trend with NPP in the stack. You want to run it with the test. Uh, Nangelone phenylpropionate at, the, at a molecular level, it's almost identical to trend. But it doesn't have those bad side effects. It's approved for human use. Trend is not approved for human use. That's veterinarian. Yeah. It when is they not. first released it, they said, yeah, this is for humans. But then they saw those side effects and they pulled it. Not so much. And then now they only give it to cattle, basically. They give it to cattle before slaughter so they don't lose weight on the train ride. Because it gives you kind of like murder rage. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know what it does to them cows. They're probably like, that bitch cheating on me. Because like, that's a big thing. I bet, yeah, yeah. You like cheat. I said, I was a, like you I guys that she, are regulars here. I knew yeah. she wasn't cheating on me, but I felt like she was. He kept like getting really I was like, like you used to love me. You get real simple, like, simpy as shit. You're okay, not cheating just, on me. I'm like, checking, right? I'm like, when the fuck would I cheat on you? I, I work at home. Yeah, I was with her all the time. I never leave. And I'm with her all the time. <laughs> it's just. It's what, just, you think the invisible man is coming in here? It's just like, I don't go anywhere. It's just crazy shit. I don't go anywhere. It's just. I'm just, I'm here in my, I'm like, I'm right yeah. down the hall. But it, it only right does that like month four. Yeah. Month four, it starts doing that. It's just funny. Uh, so all, all the stories you hear about it on the internet, yes, they're true. Don't fuck with they're it. They're absolutely true. Do not fuck with it. And any, we, any, we, we went grown, through it. Yeah. We went they through got, it. We so, came out stronger though, I feel. Yeah. They got some dudes that thrive on that. Some, I know a guy, but the thing is, is that that same dude that thrives on it does gay porn He's a straight dude that <laughs> he claims to be straight. Does gay BDSM porn on twinks and shit, and he gets jacked up on trend to do it first. And, and, and well, uh, at least he has like an outlet. Yeah, that he like you know a non-destructive. Because it makes you very, outlet, and he's making money out of it. it makes so, you, you know. very aggressive towards men, especially weaker men. Real aggressive. Yeah, like I said. So he does trend to do. You that. can't. You just like you, somebody on trend. Like if when yeah. Tom was on trend, if somebody just like looked at him the wrong way, like he for real like glanced at somebody in another car that was laughing at something that had nothing to do with him. Yeah, and he was gonna like tear the dude's head off. And yeah, like, so are you laughing at me? Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I was yeah. just laughing at something that was on like the fucking podcast <laughs> yeah. on my radio or something. Yeah. It's like fucking calm down. Good. You know what I mean? It was that kind of shit. Um, Bad Dunwell said, uh, I have jealousy problems. Yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of yeah. feel like that's kind of natural. Yeah. So. Uh, it said, uh, you just make me laugh. A hearty, healing laugh. Oh. Who? Oh, we like, Bad Dunwell said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so Simmons. Back to Simmons. Uh, even though Simmons was not, I w he was not a high-performance trainer, not by any means. No. He was a, uh, he was, I, I, I gave him seal of approval. Uh, even back then, and I give him the seal of approval now, every, knowing what I know, because he was helping women with the mind. He, he was helping obese women with the mind. The mind is really the first step. And he was trying to get them to confront trauma, confront the reasons why they're trying to drown their sorrows in food. You get rid of that, weight will come off you. Yeah, he was like a fair, like not yeah. a licensed therapist, but he was. A, and one woman, um, I was watching like a documentary about him, and there was one woman on there that was uh, a big fan of his and worked with his for a long time, and she lost 
more than 100 pounds, like, um, while she was, uh, you know, going to his classes and everything like that. And she said he would call me every single week and see how I was doing and, like, ask about my kids and my husband and all this other kind of stuff. Like, he remembered, like, the details about everybody's family that he would call. So um, she was like, I think the main thing that um, that made him appeal to people was that, she's like, particularly women, I guess, was that he made you feel accepted, he made you feel loved, and she's like, he made you feel seen. Like, you talked to him, and he actually looked in your face, and he listened to you, and he remembered shit that you told him. Like, and he would call you every week and be like, hey, how you doing? And it's like, and he would, like, give you a pep talk about it, and he remembered all the shit about you. So it's like, that's something that a lot of these women, sadly, I feel like, didn't have in their lives. They didn't feel like anyone accepted them. They felt like, you know, they felt ugly or like I said, are unloved or unaccepted, like people didn't like them or whatever. So the fact that somebody was just so um, compassionate toward them and was just not judging them in any way and was actually listening to them and listening to their problems and could relate to their problems, I think that was a big part of his appeal because a lot of these women, like I said, were, you know, depressed. Um, and they didn't have anyone to talk to. They didn't have anyone who loved them. They didn't have anyone who listened to them. And he did. Like, he was there for them. And he was always there for them. So, I feel like that was... Because, honestly, I could not find... Like, all the shit that I watched about him and all the shit that I read about him, I could not find a single motherfucker on this green earth that had anything bad to say about him. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Um, it's, he's kind of like Mr. Rogers in that regard or Bob Ross in that regard. Like he just seems like one of those universally loved people, which is really unusual. I mean, you know, everybody's going to have some motherfucker somewhere that hates them, even if it's for a bullshit reason. But I really, there really didn't seem to be anybody that disliked him at all. They, they just said that he was just the, the, he had like the biggest heart. He was just like the most empathetic. Like he was always like on and he was always so joyful and everything like that. And like everyone was really into that. And, you know, so I think that's why when he, you know, disappeared or he just like, you know, kind of vanished from the public eye, I think that's why a lot of people were really alarmed because he had been so visible in people's lives. Um, he was always there. He was always very public. And the fact that he just disappeared, because he didn't just disappear from public, like, oh, like, oh, I'm not doing public appearances or anything like that anymore. He disappeared completely. He didn't email people anymore. He didn't call anyone anymore. He didn't talk to his friends or his family, really, that much anymore. So it kind of seemed like he just vanished off the face of the earth. And everyone was, understandably, concerned because he had been so involved in people's lives for such a long time you know what i mean there's people up in there asking me questions and asking you questions what do we see um i've forgotten them <laughs> one of them was okay danny is talking about kelly muscle oh, okay. trend will give you a heart attack um kelly muscle wouldn't listen to that dude he had heart problems, but that didn't have anything to do with Tren. Chemically, Tren is just a 19 nor testosterone. They're all real similar. The only difference is, is where the carbon molecules, uh, where the carbon atoms are on the molecule. Uh, he was he 
had heart problems because I think he he was he was taking a lot of stuff and it was a lot of different stuff, and he was an older guy and he put on a lot of weight very quickly. A lot of upper body weight. He had huge arms. Kali was an entertainer though. I liked Kali. He was a funny guy and I think he's a nice guy. He's, uh, he's just little short black dude with huge arms. Uh, I think a lot of it had to do with his age. His cholesterol level. He would do whole fucking mukbang videos where he's eating huge bowls of fucking pasta and shit. Because to gain the kind of weight he wanted to gain, you have to eat a lot. That's one of my problems. I'm not a huge eater. Some of these dudes, when they're going on cycle, fucking, they're eating a lot. I mean, an unhealthy amount. Because that mass has to come from somewhere, you know. One of the most anabolic agents you could ever fucking come in contact with is food. So I think Kali got got his heart attack really from food. So he came That's off. That's probably of, more food than anyone yeah. person should be eating. Uh, he was from the hood, and I don't think he ate real well in his early early days before. So he's making up for it. It's yeah, like, well, before, now I can afford good food, so right, I'm going to eat and, a lot and, of it, which right, I get that. He might have had stuff built up in his arteries. You, you really don't know what's happening to, to a dude until you see the autopsy reports. And a lot of times you see the autopsy, if they die... You see the autopsy and you go, oh, shit. And a lot of it has nothing to do with, like, oh, it was he had a, a heart defect. He didn't know about it, you know, uh, and was pushing himself too hard with all that muscle. Or, oh, he died of dehydration because he took a handful of fucking diuretics so he could look shredded as fuck at the club and started drinking a bunch of alcohol. And when he started passing out, they started treating him for a heart attack. The ambulance treated him for a heart attack and killed him. That's, there's a lot of shit that could happen. I mean, that happens more often than you may think. Yeah. The general, the general rules that I go by, I'm a smaller frame guy. I'm only 5'6". I don't want to be any more than 200 pounds, and I do not want to be less than 10% body fat. Maybe 10 is good enough. When you start getting into that 5% body fat shit, there's nowhere in your body to store any fluid. You dehydrate real fast, and that's dangerous. You, know? you look great, but there's a weakness to that being that lean. You know, um, big time. Yeah, and you got to take a lot of stuff to maintain five percent body fat. At my age, it's just not worth it. And I'm not a model. You know, I'm not stepping on a fucking stage at Olympia and shit. You know, so I'd be happy with ten percent. We're just we're just occasionally having sex on live stream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm at about fifteen percent now, so ten would be fine. I'd have a real good six pack at ten. Okay, uh, there was somebody else that asked some stuff in there. Uh, Kaysen Lee asked, was Tom in the military? Yes, yeah. he was in the Army. Yeah, I was in the 101st Airborne Division. I was in the 1st 327 Recon. And I was in the 1st and the 506 Airborne up on Korea, up on the DMZ in Korea when the 506 was a part of the 2nd ID. It's now back in 101st. And then uh, I did some private security. I worked for some private security companies after that, that uh, in, more in the training where I was training foreign troops and cops. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> top yeah. secret. Yeah, not really top secret. Just no, I know. I'm just teasing. Sensitive. Yeah. Danny Rowling said, wasn't there a rumor that his housekeeper was holding him hostage at his house for doing some kind of voodoo on him? I don't know if it was necessarily voodoo, but there was like a rumor that um, his housekeeper was holding him there with like black magic of some kind. Yeah, that was that was a rumor. That was one of the ones that, the things I wanted to talk about. Allison said, didn't Richard Simmons cry on the show? I kind of remember that yeah, happening. Yeah, he cried all the yeah, time. Yeah, he cried, cried all the every time. Show. Well, like I said, and they and people that went to his class, because like I said, he taught that fucking class at Slimmons, um, which was his gym for 
like 40 years. And I think it was either once a week or three times a week. I can't remember. Like I saw it like different um, sites said different things. So he would be there and he would actually teach the classes. And everybody said the classes, because there were all these regulars that went there. And they interviewed a bunch of them like on documentaries and stuff that would go. And they said, you never knew what to expect. Like Richard Simmons would always show up in some crazy fucking outfit. Like, cause he always had like a different, you know, nutty outfit, like for whatever. And he's just like, and he'd always do like super crazy shit. Like, um, yeah, he'd always make the dudes take their shirts off and like, it's just all kind of stuff that he would do. And it's like, and then you would do like your fun little, you know, aerobics or whatever. And then like at the end that almost, they said it's almost be like a therapy session where he would kind of like talk about his problems and stuff and then he would kind of cry and then everybody would talk about their problems and they would kind of cry and stuff like that and like i said people really liked that it was almost kind of like therapy but for like 12 dollars a glass you know what i mean and plus you were getting aerobics too so it was kind of like win-win so i could see how people would go there every week because you know if that's your thing then he had like a lot of people go and it was it went for more than 40 years i think he opened it in i want to say 1974 and it didn't close until 2016, and that was, like, two years after he disappeared. So, Larry Brown said, love you guys. We love you, too. Um, <laughs> Danny Rowling said, y'all should make a 13 o'clock shirt that says, the podcast that will get you wrapped up. <laughs> we probably should. And then I should put, I'm trying to think of, like, some, the best way to put something that looks like an erection, but not like an erection. You know what I mean? <laughs> I try to, like, I'm trying to answer everybody's questions, but I get, like, real behind. Because, like, because Tom will talk for a while, and I'm just like, oh, my God, that question and that question. And then it kind of, like, scrolls down. But I'm trying to, like, keep track of everything. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah. So, it's just kind of, like, I don't know. I didn't know. Like I said, I knew about Richard Simmons just because he was around at the time. He was always on TV. He was on, like, every fucking talk show. Like, his whole videos and everything. Somebody asked, like, a long time ago how he made his money. And I will say that his first video, the first Sweat into the Oldies video, and I think he made a fuck ton of those, but the first one that he made, made grossed $200 million. And that's not just like, that's how much he grossed from that, $200 million. And that was just one video. It was a massive, massive success. Might still be the best-selling fitness video, not real sure. But, um, but yeah, so he made $200 million just off of that one video and he made a fuck ton of videos and he also did cookbooks. Um, he had a talk show, he was on other TV shows and he also made millions and millions of dollars from this kind of, um, and he sold these on infomercials. I kind of remember these infomercials, but he, um, it was kind of a thing where it was like, like this card or like a set, it was a card or a set of cards, I can't remember, that you put in your wallet. And it was kind of like, it was for portion control, like food yeah. portion control. So it's like, it, it was like, okay, well, here's this card for, you know, this food or this amount of, you know, calories or whatever. And you would move it to the other side of your wallet, like when you ate that. So you'd know, like, when all the cards are on this side of your wallet, then you're done eating for the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like, and I feel like Weight Watchers kind of does that similar thing like that now with their point system. Um, where it's like, you know, you can pretty much eat what you want, but when your points are used up for the day, then that's the, you can't eat anymore, which is probably a good way. Cause then you can kind of eat what you want. Just, you're like, well, I'm going to have this massive piece of cake, but that's all you can eat that day. You know right. what I mean? So you're not denying yourself anything. You're just kind of like making compromises 
I really, really want this yeah. big fucking piece of cheesecake, but I know that it's the only thing I can eat today. I can't eat again until tomorrow. Well, these people have you have so, all have something in common. It's impulse control. And you have to ask yourself why are they having impulse control. There's usually some kind of underlying psychological or emotional problem. They like something, so they do it again. Yeah. They like this, they do it again and again and again. They think of something they want, that, so they take it. They, do, they can't keep their mind away from what they like. That's why my advice was is pick up uh, some kind of a hobby that's a total discipline that, ta- discipline that just takes over That'll everything. take your mind off take of it. Take your mind off of everything. Right. I mean, you got to. Yeah. When I'm into motorcycles or any shit, I'll forget to eat. Like, I well, I do that my... too. If I get like really into yeah. what I'm doing, yeah. like it's like, oh, I'm writing a story or whatever right. it is that I'm doing. If I get super into it, yeah, I'll forget to eat too. Yeah. But we kind of forgot to eat parsley today. We didn't eat much today because we're fucking with the damn motorcycle. I only remind you today because I'm like I'm kind of starving. It's like when yeah. we just stopped at Wendy's. When the sh- yeah, when the show's over, I'm gonna get us some more to eat. Okay, but yeah, that's literally all I've eaten today. Was I had a chicken sandwich at Wendy's and a couple of French yeah. fries. But um, but yeah, that was like that was a, a, a really yeah, long I, time ago. <laughs> yeah, I had that uh, Wendy's double burger. That's it. Yeah, that's all I had. Yeah, I just because I don't usually eat breakfast. I just have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um. And that's pretty much it. And like I said, I don't think I, like I had a cup of coffee at like eight o'clock this morning, and then we didn't eat at Wendy's until two or three o'clock, something like that. So, so we haven't eaten since then. But yeah, it, it, you know, you you just kind of forget to eat after a while, which yeah. normally I wouldn't have because, like I said, I love to eat, and I was very heavy. I wasn't a heavy kid. I was a real skinny kid. Um, but w- as soon as I went through puberty, I started gaining weight like very very quickly um so by the time i was in my 20s i was i think in my early 20s i was probably over 200 pounds yeah i never saw you that heavy no you didn't yeah um because i gained because i lost a bunch of weight in my 20s um but then kind of slowly it kind of crept back on but um y'all wouldn't know that jenny was a fat girl at one time yeah i was i was way overweight yeah like i don't know if i'd call myself obese but I was pretty hefty, pretty hefty. And that started right after I went through puberty. So like right after like yeah. 12 or 13 years old, I started getting like gaining weight like when I first rapidly. Saw, when I first saw Jen, she was married. She was cute, cute and chubby. Yeah. Cute and chubby. Um, I flirted with her a little bit. You did, yeah. Yeah. But she wasn't somebody that I had to take home at that time. But then I got to know her over time. And she got divorced, and she lost weight. She she looked real good. And then all of a sudden, she got skinny. That was about it. <laughs> I don't know. Just the way it was, you know. Even though you don't like, well, you made more. I don't really like skinny girls, but yeah. but you, you you um you just made a bigger impression. You know, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Well, people started to, like, notice me more because I kind of feel like prior to that, I'd yeah. always been kind of a wallflower. Because when you grow up, and the, this is kind of tied into the Richard Simmons story, too, because I can kind of relate. I didn't have anything as extreme as what he had going on when he was a kid. But when you're younger and you're heavy or you have something else that make people bully you or pick on you, that, um, sadly, kind of sticks with you forever. And it's, like, really, really hard to get over it. In my case, um, I didn't start gaining weight until I was a little bit older, and I did get made fun of because of that. But when I was a little kid, I used to get bullied for being uh, shy, quiet, bookish, and also poor. Um, so so I got bullied quite a lot, too. And like I said, that kind of sticks with you for the rest of your life. 
which is kind of shitty. Like, you try to get over it, but... Yeah, it's funny, because, like, uh, I never see... The way Jenny kind of hung up by early stuff from early... I never saw her that way, so she never... Well, you didn't meet me. No, until... until You didn't know until later. I never had that perception of you. It's it's alien for me to hear that. I'm like, that's weird. You know what I mean? Because it was almost like that happened to somebody else. Yeah, from my point of view, you know, right? Because that's not that's not the that's not the gen I know. That's that was from, for something from a long. Well, time. and it's kind of shitty too because I always kind of feel even when I was a little kid, I was like, you know, I'm kind of a cool person. It's like, and I yeah. couldn't understand like why other people couldn't see that, like they couldn't see past. Yeah, I got secondhand clothes on that I had to get like hand me down from my cousin or from the thrift store. Uh, well, the thing like, is, yeah, I'm really quiet. Oh man, and middle school and high school kids are cruel. They are. They're <laughs> terrible. Yeah, they're psychos. So, so that doesn't really matter. I know, yeah, but it's just like, happened? but it does kind of stick with you, yeah. like as much as you don't want it to, because yeah. it doesn't matter anymore. Like, where the fuck are those people now? But it still kind of like fucks with you though, because it kind of because those those are years where you're really, um, you know, where your brain is still forming. Yeah. So you still have a it thing got wired in there, right? Yeah. So it's like so now still, even though I know I don't look like that anymore, I know I don't. You know, and I kind of feel like I'm a cool person, but it's just kind of like it still fucks with you. You're just like, well, I'm not good enough or they they don't want to talk to me or yeah. you know, it's something. And it's just like and I know that that's stupid, but I can't. It's really hard to, like, get over that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I understand, you know, somebody like Richard Simmons, who started getting heavy when he was young, when he was like yeah. four or five years old and just got made fun of, like, mercilessly because yeah. he was you know you know pretty a fat kid yeah um and he was just constantly bullied that sticks with you forever Hmm. like you can't because that's your formative years yeah that's when your thoughts are formed that's when your personality is formed you gotta be able to change it and it's really really hard i mean you can yeah um but a lot of times you probably need like you know therapy or something like that because it's really it's really really hard to get over that like yeah. I kind of feel like I maybe have, but it's still, it still fucks with you. It's still in the back of your mind, like That's all weird. the time. That's weird. I know. I know. Well, you didn't have that. No. So it's like, so it's hard for you to, you I know. Really cared. I kind of. Well, I felt well, like. The thing is, is that people didn't mistreat me. So. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it's like, so you didn't have that experience. No. So you don't understand like how how bad it fucks mm. with you. Like still, even though you don't want it to, like yeah. this many years later. But it still kind of does fuck with huh. you. And Tammy said, yeah, she knows what I'm talking about. And she's, you know, she's, uh, you know, a little bit older than I am, too. So it's like, you know, and, and I'm not saying that I give a shit about those people and it's like their opinions don't matter and stuff. But because it's so ingrained in you, it's like really hard to, like, get past, you know. Mm. Tammy said, my own grandmother called me antisocial because I was so shy as a kid. Mm. Yeah, it's just like people have a real problem, and I don't. I guess it's better now than it used to be. But people used to have a real problem with people that were shy, mm-hmm. like they didn't want to talk a lot or just wanted to read or something like that. They thought there was something the matter with you. Yeah, like people. So I always kind of like my whole entire childhood. I kind of felt like something was the matter with me because somebody people always acted like something was the matter with me because I didn't want to be like super social or I just wanted to like sit and read or something like that. I was like, what's wrong with that? I'm having a good time. Like, I don't understand why everybody wanted to fuck with me like that. So it's, so now I constantly just feel like, well, there's something the matter with me. Like I'm doing something wrong. I still have that. And it's, mm. it's fucked up. You know what I mean? Fucked up. 
Uh, Larry said, yeah, I was bullied in my teen years. Shit sucks. It really does. It really does. And like I said, not, you know, not having a lot of money to, and I went to a high school and a junior high and a high school where the kids were kind of like more upper middle class. And, um, so they absolutely knew like all the brands that were popular and all that kind of stuff. So if you were not wearing that shit, oh, they would absolutely like (laughs) tear the shit out of you. (laughs) It's funny. They knew, they knew you got your shoes at Kmart. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they yeah. would not let you forget that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Bloody. <laughs> yeah, not great. So, it's, yeah, it's not fun. Okay, we'll see you around. <laughs> see you later. All right. Yeah, you can always watch it, like, recorded. But, yeah, so here was another thing I didn't know. And this is kind of related because you, uh, you Don't know. talk about being chubby. Yeah. Um, I was never really chubby. Uh, but... Jim was chubby. When Jim was chubby, when I saw her, she wasn't fat. She was chubby, but she she was cute. There are a lot of girls out there that are chubby that carry weight. That I, I still follow them on Instagram. In, Instagram models. Some of them I would say were fat. That I, I like them. Has to do with some women can carry weight better than others, and it's, it's genetics. If the weight all goes to the tits and the ass, it looks good. All right, uh, but that's not what happens to a lot of girls. What Unfortunately, to what happens to a lot of girls is it goes right to the midriff. Yeah, so it doesn't look as good. It's just genetics has a lot to do with it. Yeah, that's another um, thing. But no, there are a lot. There, there are whole porn star chicks. Their whole thing is just uh, to have that short hourglass shape, big butt. The brothers know all about it, man. They've got that shit down to a science. They they taught it to me. I'm I'm the one that picked it up. I was like, okay, yeah. I will say, when I was in high school, the yeah. only dudes that were into me were black guys. Probably black guys, yeah. Or yeah, you were closer to what they liked. Or but Latin the, guys. The thing is that you know I, I kind of like this. I like the same. I like the same white girls that black guys like too. He does, yeah. Tom yeah. likes thick. Yeah, I like thick. thick <laughs> or muscular. Yeah. Or a mixture of the two. I like to have some mass there. I mean, honestly, like I said, you have a pretty broad range, mm-hmm. like just considering like all the porn you look at and all the Instagram, because I know all about that stuff. Yeah. So, because he's he's like, hey, well, look, at, look, at, look at this shit. Yeah, right. so look at this shit. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the only thing that he doesn't like is real skinny girls or girls that are flat, that don't have yeah. any boobs yeah. or don't have any, uh, like a big ass. He yeah. likes a big ass and big thighs and stuff. Even but, though I've dated, even though I dated flat, my, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were still cool. Yeah. And, I just didn't prefer it. Right. Whereas, like I said, I, I don't really have a type as far as... Yeah. I'm just like, well, I, I don't have a type because I don't know you. So, yeah. so I don't know how that's No, dudes go. have types. I know they do. But uh, and, and some women have types too. Yeah. I, I just personally, I don't. I got about four or five of them. If somebody asked me, yeah. I would have no idea what to say. Yeah. I would have no idea what to say. Like, I guess I have things that I like. I don't know. Like, if somebody asked me, like, physically what I like, it probably was mostly girls. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I guess there's some shit, but it's not really, I don't know. It's just, it's not a make or break. Like I said, if I don't know you, then you can't be attractive if I don't really know you. You know what I'm saying? Women have different criteria. They're not right. as visual. They're not as, they're not yeah. as, you know. Like, you can appreciate things aesthetically, but I'm like, I don't know that motherfucker. It's like, he might be a total douche. Most women reject everything, that anything that's average. Pretty much the average guy, they're not interested in. That's why I was encouraging you brothers. You gotta, can't be average. If you're in the breeding age, where you're worried about getting married and having girlfriends and shit like that, you have to be above average. 
and you have to be striking in some way and there's a bunch of different ways to do it but you can't be just some average schmo i mean yeah you have to kind of like stand out stand in some out. way like not in a bad way like don't stand no. out by i'm gonna be like the world's biggest asshole or whatever or, yeah i'm gonna wear this crazy tie everybody will go why are you have that now you're just gonna look like a yeah don't do don't do that kind of crap that's yeah. stupid but it's just like i mean have a personality or have some yeah. actual genuine interesting interests or something know like, how to dress know how to fucking something keep yourself fit and how to dress yeah be funny yeah have i don't know something a cruise status yeah, yeah. something like I said, it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be any of that stuff. Money Just, helps, though. That helps. I mean, money. Well, money helps with yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um. You know, everybody needs money. You gotta have money to date. I'm not saying that, yeah. but I'm just saying that as a person, even if you have money. If you're a boring ass motherfucker, yeah. people are just gonna put up with your yeah. ass just for the money. Yeah. No one's gonna actually. If you're like a you. real player like I was, <laughs> you didn't go on dates. I didn't date. That's for chumps. I hung out with cool chicks. That's what I did. And then we went out and did shit together. That's how I met her. Well, yeah. Date. That's like a job interview, man. Fuck that. And I think that that's kind of a better way to go about it. Yeah. Like I said, I've always been a big advocate of just whether it's online or in the real world, it doesn't really matter. Like, just associate with people that like the same shit as you. Yeah. And eventually, you'll find somebody that's in. Because, you know, you need to have somebody that's like, has some shit in common. Dudes that ski, dudes that climb mountains, they you know they all get laid. Surfer dudes get laid. Come on, just get something where their women are there. Just go. Yeah, find, that's what I mean. Just find like an interest. Like I said, whatever it is, whether it's like a particular video game or whether it's whatever it is or horror movies, like I'm yeah. into. But it's just kind of like some country motherfucker, you know, with a damn Harley Davidson, you can get laid. Just go to the fucking biker rallies. Yeah, you know, hang it's out in places kind, where other a, people yeah. that are into the same shit as you hang yeah. out gonna be a certain kind of woman but eventually you know. you'll find somebody right. that is right. in the same kind of shit as you and I, and like i said that will work out better than just yeah. oh here's this hot random person that isn't into the same yeah. shit as me but they're hot you know what yeah. i mean which is i guess that's more of a dude thing i wouldn't yeah. really i wouldn't just bang somebody that was that was hot and wasn't into the same shit as me well, i can't yeah. hang out with people that are like not into the same shit yeah. as me i have a hard time some, some women can. Some yeah, some Yeah, and I'm not saying that. I'm not generalizing. Yeah. I'm just saying me personally. Um, if I don't, and I and I'm not saying that I haven't just like randomly like you know gone home with a dude that I met at a yeah. bar because I have, but the person was into the same shit. Like we had yeah. like a discussion like at the yeah. club like before. Oh, you like that? You like that? Like if we hadn't done that, I wouldn't be able to like have sex. No, with I've had person. them that had nothing to do with me at all. Just they just go starry eyed on you just on your looks. Well, like I said, I'd be gothed out like a motherfucker and she's a jock. Yeah. And she's just fucking all about it. That's, that's, but see, yeah, I think good. I think in general, not everybody. Yeah. In general, I think dudes have an easier time doing that. Mm-hmm. Chicks have to be more like into your personality not just how you look yeah like as it helps but um but you have to be kind of a cool person too yeah we're talking about dating and we gotta get back to fucking well you know what i mean what what, you know we we, we always fucking do this before we go go back to the show uh if you're listening to the show recorded please uh send us a a super thanks every now and then we get one and uh, of course super chats are open and uh fucking if y'all are enjoying the show you can uh uh, show your appreciation by sending Jenna super chat for all her hard work. That's what I'm guilting you out. I'm guilting you all out. <laughs> I'm passing the fucking collection plate around the fucking church. Oh. Okay, let's go back in there. I'm going to go back and get this. Oh. So one thing that I learned 
that I thought was kind of interesting. Like I said, I knew who Richard Simmons was. It was impossible not to if you grew up in the 80s and 90s because he was fucking everywhere. But I didn't realize, one, that he's from New Orleans, which I thought was kind of cool. That's where he was born. His real name is actually not Richard Simmons. It's Milton Teague Simmons. Um, but he took the name Richard. I think when he was a kid, like, his nickname was Dickie. So it kind of has something to do with that. But he also had, like, kind of a rich uncle that helped him out, uh, whose name was Richard. So he kind of named himself, like, in honor of that guy. Now, his parents, inter well, I don't know. I, I guess this kind of tracks. But his parents were a little bit showbiz. Um, his dad was, like, an MC type of, type of person. And his mom was actually a fan dancer in the sense that I guess she was one of those people that would kind of do the burlesque dances, like with the feathers and everything. Like, yeah. Like, I think she went and did like other stuff later on, but, um, but that was kind of how she came up. Now, the weird thing about this is that both of his parents, and I've seen photos of his parents with him and his brother, cause he has an older brother named Lenny. Um, his parents are real thin and he said they were thin pretty much their whole lives. And they lived until quite old age. I think they both died when they were about 87 years old. Um, but he grew up in the South. I also grew up in the South. And one thing about growing up in the South is that a lot of Southerners show affection through food, especially from that generation. So, I mean, I kind of had the same problem, which probably contributed to my uh, weight gain as well when I was younger. My grandmother, um, who I spent a lot of time at her house, uh, she was always, she was thin my whole life, but she was very much, you know, why aren't you eating? What's the matter with you? Are you sick? You know what I mean? So that's a very, very Southern thing. Now, Richard Simmons' parents, like I said, who were both thin, they had reportedly three refrigerators in their house. And this is at a time when this was, a, well, it's still unusual nowadays, but I kind of feel like it was even more unusual back then because yeah. Richard Simmons was born in like the late 1940s. So they had three refrigerators in their house. And story was that his mom was very into, you know, it was New Orleans, which yeah. is one of the best food, food cities yeah. in the United States. Food is a religion. Big time, yeah. yeah. And so that's what I was saying. So it's like from a very young age, you know, he's just like, you know, they got some, like, fucking etouffee going. They got, like, some yeah. fucking oyster po'boys po going. Pistolet. Like, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And it's just yeah. like, and, you know, Richard Simmons, he's a little kid. He's like, I'm going to eat it fucking all. And I can't blame him because yeah. that shit is delicious. Oh, man. That shit so is delicious. He came, he's from New Orleans. Yeah, he's from New Orleans. That, that explains a lot of it. What? Yeah, and a lot of people fucking have said that, too. Jambalaya, whole bowls of jambalaya. It's just shit. so good. Like I said, yeah. you can't stop eating yeah. it. You can't stop eating it. Yeah, um... Louisiana food fucking is uh, actually spread all throughout all the whole South. My my mom and my or my mom, my grandmother and my uh, dad. When in Mississippi, half the shit was Cajun that they were cooking. Mm -hmm. We call it Cajun, but actually, if you if you actually trace it back, it's Paul Perdome was the one that did uh, yeah. the recipes. He was reinterpreted in Cajun food. Uh, we don't really know exactly what the old case. It's just inspired by rumors of and, and and what what family traditions said it was that they were making because a lot of it wasn't written down or it didn't survive. Fucking Cajuns are crazy. The old, especially old school Cajuns, they eat roadkill. They go Free out there meat, and go, "This hey. is fresh enough. This is fresh. Eat Free meat. <laughs> don't waste it. Eat, yes, that armadillo will cook it. You know, they were fucking. But that was 
I think it was mostly fucking 50s. Don't eat armadillos. They don't eat anymore. They eat an armadillo. My I mean, daddy, armadillos are cute and everything. Yeah, armadillo on the half shell. We call I, it dill, diller on the half shell. I wouldn't eat them, though. They're, they're scavengers. They're fucking nasty. They're scavengers. Yeah, they're nasty. Fucking carry leprosy and shit. It's like yeah. eating the maggots. Yeah, probably not a great idea. But they'd eat it anyway. They provide a valuable service to the yeah. ecosystem, but yeah. I would not eat them. Just, I saw you know. one run out of a fucking ass of a deer on the middle of the road. <laughs> saw a dead deer moving. I was like, what the fuck? The fucking it's a zombie deer. Fucking diller fucking pops out of its ass and fucking <laughs> runs across the road. Like, oh, Ooh, that was the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Armadillos are super cute. Yeah, diller. But I would not eat one. Yeah, so... Probably not a great idea. Yeah, so he's coming from a place that is very food-centric. That's what I was saying. In the South... Um, yeah. That's kind of like the way they express affection. And back in the day, food was... Especially back then. Yeah, and back in the day, even in the 80s, the food was inexpensive and very plentiful. Yeah. It was nothing to, for me to sit down and eat like a dozen huge fucking oysters, deep fried, with fucking lemon butter. Mm-hmm. And probably that was end up being about a half a stick of butter. On top of fucking... Oh, for sure. Yeah, 12 huge fucking oysters. And it didn't cost that much. Yeah. Just because it was all caught right there. It was another era. Yeah. Southerners are fucking fat, man, by 30. A lot of, lot of Southerners are fat. Southerners are Everything's Mexican. deep fried. Yeah, well, especially yeah. back then. Yeah. Holy Southerners crap. and Mexicans. Fat. Fat as a motherfucker when you get it. Because the diets we were eating. Well, like I said, yeah. Southern food is good, <laughs> yeah. and it's deep fried. Mexican yeah. food is also good. It's super good. And it's, it's super good. All that corn oil. So corn, I can see. Corn tortillas. My, like corn I said, masa. so I don't blame Richard Simmons for getting fat. Like, growing up in New Orleans, I'd be like, yeah, I'd probably be super fat, too, by the time yeah. I was five years old, because that shit's delicious. Yeah. Same thing with, like, you know, Mexico. Yeah. And they have, like, kind of an obesity problem, too, but it's just, like, the food is so good, you can't blame them. I mean, Southern girls had a, always in the old school. Southern girls had a good reputation here in the United States of being gorgeous. They were gorgeous. Growing up here, fucking in the eighties, some of my cousins we call them cousins, but anybody a friend of the family is a cousin here. Yeah, it doesn't like, mean you're whatever. really related. To Close them. enough. Just fucking gorgeous. A lot of it had to do with the diet. Fucking. You'd be a fucking thirteen-year-old boy, and you look at some fucking fourteen-year-old fucking girl. 15-year-old girl, and she's just fucking stacked. You know what I mean? But, you know, they're eating a high-fat diet. And yeah, I had to wear a bra in fifth grade. Yeah, fucking puberty comes on early for them. It was a it, it was religious area, but people don't understand how sexually charged the South was. The South was not prudish. No, man, skinny dipping at fucking 12, 13, and fucking, you know, boys and girls and trying to set the woods on fire just all kinds of shit it's more oh like my god my brother used to do that something yeah he set our backyard on fire like yeah more than once. yeah yeah it was like huckleberry finn times he was always was fun yeah. on fire. <laughs> go just go watch white lightning or something from fucking white lightning and white we, lightning we, we, and we did like from fucking yeah the old, we reviewed those i think we old, did, we went through like a burt reynolds kind burt of reynolds southern exploitation <laughs> films that's what it was exploitation like. is yeah. what they call what's it, it called exploitation exploitation southern yeah. exploitation whatever but those were those movies were made by the south for the south they're accurate yeah they're very that accurate. played on drive-ins like uh, yeah down here. yeah and we grew up watching that shit yeah you know I mean? yeah <laughs> so fucking funny it was an, it was another era but it was uh it was it was quite cool so yeah so that's where Simmons is coming from, and it was food heaven. 
That's what I mean. If I'd grown up in New Orleans, yeah, I'd probably yeah. like weighed fucking. Even poor people ate well. Oh yeah. Fucking, because uh, even as a little kid, a lot of the older people were still doing basically fucking subsistence farming. Behind their house was just fucking rows of fucking corn and okra and fucking pumpkins and fucking watermelons growing out there, and they're fucking. They're like sharecroppers, growing their own food and eating off of it. They're real good at it. So there's free food. Fried green tomatoes, fried okra. Uh, they'd have chicken coop back out there just eating fucking f- free eggs and every now and then fucking letting some of the eggs hatch so you could kill the chickens. They just, they, they were always like that. They survived the Depression doing that. So yeah, the South had lower incomes, but they had a very high quality of living because they ate well. They can yeah. grow food. As far as, like, calories? Go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Calories. They lots and lots of calories. Yeah, so they we got to eat up all this food. And, it was and like this... I said, there is a perception in the South yeah. that if you weren't eating a lot, then there was and if you wrong. weren't kind of chubby, then there was yeah. something wrong with you. And neighbors bring food to each other. Yeah, that was a big thing, too. Just all of a sudden, you fucking hear the doorbell ringing, and somebody goes, here, take this, and it's just a bunch of food. We it's like can't a huge eat all casserole this. Or yeah, or okay, shit. all right, yeah, we can't <laughs> eat all this. But that's your friends, you know them, you know. They still take care of my dad like that. And um, My dad lives in Heidelberg, Mississippi. It's a little bitty town, you can Google it. It used to be a German town, now he's the last white man. And it's a black Mayberry. And uh, all the black women take care of him. Fucking bring him food and shit. Fucking turkey necks and all this fucking... That's his favorite. You all call it soul food, we just call it southern food. But, um, yeah, they all take care of each other. So there's a lot of misconceptions the way the South is, even about racial stuff. Well, like I said... Uh, deep South fucking... In the deep, deep South, white people and black people got along pretty much because they, they were is, both... Food is very them. much the... Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say, like, the, the coin of the land. Yeah. That's kind of like, you want to make friends with somebody, you yeah. bring them some fucking, you bring them yeah. a big fucking casserole or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was very, and it was the yeah. same thing. Like, my grandmother, she was originally from Tennessee, but moved to Florida in the late yeah. 1950s. And, um, man, everybody would go to her house. She had every Thanksgiving. She had every Christmas. She had everything. And there would just be, like, food everywhere. Yeah. And if you came to her house, and a lot, you know, if you're a family member, you just showed up at the house. You didn't even knock. You just walked in. Yeah. And it's like she the first thing she would say it was just like, Hey, we got like all this stuff in the fridge, you want some? You know, yeah. that'd be like the first thing yeah. is like to offer you food. Yeah. Because we got all this food in the fridge. Yeah. Like you want some. So yeah, so I see I see his problem. The yeah, the deep south is a recipe for for obesity. It really is, yeah. And and it's a recipe for obesity and fucking uh, diabetes. And if it's and and, and if it's yeah. somebody which I kinda feel like and I don't know I don't know if Richard Simmons ever said this outright he very well may have but in one interview that i saw with him he seemed to imply and i'm you know please forgive me if i'm you know reading into it but he seemed to imply that he got something from food that he was not getting from his parents and like i said that might be just me reading into something that he said but he seemed to because i i kind of feel like that is something that people that chronically overeat i mean that's usually something they're trying to fill a hole they're trying to fill a void and it's usually love they don't have and and he even said outright um and this was an example that he used he said you know i got a d in chemistry i think was the class that he was talking about like at school 
And he's like, and I came home and my parents like yelled at me. He's like, but the cookies stayed calm. Yeah. So he's just like, food was like his friend. Yeah. Like it didn't judge him. It didn't. Yeah. And like, I get that. And I've heard that like from a lot of people that have like, you know, eating disorders or like overeating and stuff like that. It's like food doesn't judge you. It's always there for you. And it's gratification. It's comforting. Instant gratification. Right. And it's, so if you're not getting like affection or you're not yeah. getting like, you know, the emotional shit that you need, especially when you're growing up, yeah. then that's very appealing. So it's like, I don't really blame anybody for falling into that because that's very easy thing to fall into, you know? Uh, you know, and, and it is true. And I think I had a little, I don't think it, I, mine was quite as extreme because like I said, I didn't really get heavy until I, you know, was a little bit older, like a teenager. Um, but how long did you stay heavy though? 10 years, maybe I started getting heavy when I was about 12 and then I was got real heavy, like all through my teenage years into my early twenties. Then I got married and my ex-husband was super skinny and he was also really into fitness he was like a runner and he was into karate and all this other stuff he's from wales yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um so i started exercising then yeah. because he made me um and we and we would play soccer and stuff like that like on the he weekends he just liked you or he liked he liked heavy girls that, or what happened no he just liked me he just liked per, you, yeah. like he didn't okay. really but right. yeah so it's like i don't think he had a preference one way or the other okay but he just liked me as a person so um, so, so you missed out. That's some pretty formative years there. They were kind of cut out. You weren't a hot girl during those times. No, those are the those are the hot girl years. Yeah, I didn't have. You didn't I have didn't that have until that your 30s, really. Actually, yeah, so I didn't her hot girl years were with me actually. But because uh, Jenny was fucking hot at the club. Yeah. Once she got straight. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay though. You just well, you know, better late, late. Better late than never. Better late than never. Yeah, and that's what I kind of figured. Yeah, now you're a killer cougar, man. <laughs> you got better as you went. Well, not really better, more appealing to the mass. Well, I mean, uh, I kind of always you feel, feel like feel better though. Yeah, you, wear, you can wear all kinds of cool shit now. You look good at. It. And I always kind of feel like, well, it's kind of better than just like peaking when you're a teenager and then like slowly. Yeah. You know, yeah. getting getting older and fatter, like right, as yeah. you get older, like you know what I mean. It's just like so. I guess it's better than that. Yeah, but yeah, you know. I, I was. What was that? Yeah, what the fuck was that noise? Sound like bells, didn't it? It did. Wow, that was creepy. Weird. It's not some ghost shit. Oh my god. <laughs> and it was like one over here. Yeah, it came from there. Well, that's that? the way. Well, Tom was saying earlier today because he was so frustrated about all the shit that happened with the bike and stuff. Yeah. Go back to the beginning of the show if you don't know yeah. what we're talking about. But um. He's like, watch some poltergeist shit happen because yeah. he was like super frustrated. I was fucking super frustrated. Because we had to keep driving back and forth and it was like, like I said, it was and like every a 20... time I was running some kind of problem. Yeah. It was and like there was stuff up. that I couldn't control and I was just, I was getting ready to cry, man. I was just like... And I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm in touch with that. frustrated, you know. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get like that sometimes. Yeah. Especially like, and I get the, like that for the same reason. Like if my computers yeah. are doing shit that I don't want or yeah. something like that. Like anything having to do with technology is like yeah. really frustrating for me. It felt like Poltergeist stuff would happen. It probably. Yeah. We'll see if the Xbox turns on tonight or the television. It probably will. Xbox has been turning on. Yeah. Yeah. The TV the doesn't turn on, but the Xbox the X does. Because yeah. it makes a noise. It goes brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
It's weird. Zach says five dollars says it's a weird notification sound on Tom's tablet. He forgot he turned on. No. <laughs> I've never heard that no, noise it before. Like it actually, came from up there. Yeah, it was really weird. And uh, Mr. Mystery eighty eight said this has been the most sidetracked episode ever. I don't know. Sidetracked is a motherfucker. I don't know if I'd go that far. No, we've done some crazy. We yeah, we've gone like way sidetracked. Like yeah. so much so that like the next day I was like, did we even talk about the topic? There is a mystery about this dude. Okay. All right, but let me get pee before right. we like get into that. Okay, well, shit. Then, then, see, okay, <laughs> all right, I'll talk about something else. When okay. Because <laughs> I, I can't talk about it when you're not here. Well, I mean, she's gonna talk. come back, and we're gonna finish you the rich, Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons like, we're the, when she comes back, we'll talk about the Richard Simmons. Let me see what the let's see what the Larry's drinking twisted tea. Okay, twisted tea that that had alcohol in it, I think. Alice in Wonderland, leftover scare from yesterday. I'm not sure what you're referring to. Yeah, Mr. 88 says it's the most sidetracked ever. Yeah, it is. It's your old landlord keeping tabs through the hidden cameras. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, now Tammy says that she was talking about it's, it's not free. It's a, it, it, uh, it's a lot of hard work. She must be talking about growing food. It's true. I grow some out here. You got to pay a lot of money. I'm using uh, grow bags now. That way I can bring them indoors because that last fucking winter was so bad it killed a bunch of shit. So I want to be able to drag each fucking plant indoors inside the air conditioning in case the fucking freeze comes. It could have saved a bunch of shit. But it's a lot of work and I'm trying to learn. Uh, I'm trying to learn it. Uh, Although I'm getting pretty good yields in eggplant. Get a lot of eggplant, make baba ganoush. Got eggplant. We have down so there. much eggplant, you guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> the problem with it is, uh, it all comes ready at once, and a lot of times you're not, you don't have other things to complete a dish for that. So I'm learning to jar a lot of it. Yeah, because we made like a lot of eggplant lasagna, yeah. which is delicious. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I'm just saying we made a lot of that. Yeah. And baba ganoush. So. I think we still have some baba ganoush frozen, actually, don't we? Uh, or did no. or did we eat the rest of it? No, it's eaten. Okay, we ate the rest of it the other night. Okay, so we're back to uh, <laughs> we're back to Richard Simmons. We're right. start the mysteries after fucking two hours, probably. <laughs> no, it's yeah. only been an hour, I think. No, it's two hours. Is it right. two hours? Okay, yeah, one fifty nine. Okay. So yeah, so like I said, when he was a little kid, um, he seemed to, you know, like a lot of people do that overeat do, like kind of get emotional attachment to food. One another thing he said too was that. Between, he said, between his house, he grew up in the French Quarter, actually. Okay, yeah. And, um... Know the place well. Yeah. Yeah, because, like I said, he used, used, to, to, he used to spend a lot of time there. Yeah, down Decatur Street. So, between his house and, I think, his school, or whatever it was, he said there were, like, five shops or, like, five restaurants, and he would stop at every single one. <laughs> like, get something to eat. Like, get a candy bar or something. And then he would hide all the wrappers... Like, when he got home, like, so his yep. parents wouldn't know how much he was eating. So he was already hiding it, like, when he was, like, pretty little. And he also, like, his first job when he was, like, a, and he was still, like, a kid, was he worked at a place in New Orleans that sold uh, pralines. Oh, yeah, I love them. So, which, like I said, and, him in a long time. and I've seen, like, a lot of people would say, like, well, you work in a, you're a kid and you work in a place that sells pralines, yeah, you're oh, gonna get, you're gonna get fat. <laughs> Because that shit's delicious. I don't know what Prawlings is. Prawlings I was like, I'd have gotten fat too. They're kind of like these little candies. Some people might say it's a cookie, but there's no cookie in it. You take wax paper 
and it, and you put down uh, uh, I think it's uh, pecans. And yeah, it's you, pecans. You pour over it kind of something like caramel. It's sugar, damn near pure sugar and God, butter. They're so good. Oh, they're so and, good. And um, and it goes over the it goes over the the pecans and becomes kind of like a turtle. Some people call it a turtle, which is like caramel yeah, yeah, covered yeah. in chocolate. But it has chocolate over it. But yeah. this is but a praline is not like that. They're not called pralines, all right? That's some that's it's a, praline. a pralines. All right. Praline. That's a fucking Yankee pronunciation. Pralines. Pralines are like fucking sugary candy. And it just kind of melts in your mouth. They're not hard, they're not chewy, they just they're almost kind of like divinity. But it's sugary. You can crumble them up, put them in ice cream. That's where Pralines and Cream Ice Cream came from. Mm. They're real good. Which is also But delicious. it's all sugar, man. Oh, my gosh. Hypoglycemia. Okay. In Most of Southern food is like that. Yeah. It's so, it's so yeah. good, though. <laughs> all your Southern... It's just sweet tea is a gallon of tea with two cups of sugar. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> maybe three. Or, or more. <laughs> maybe three. Okay. Depending. Uh, fucking, same thing with the uh, fucking... We like, our, we like our sugar and yeah, our fat. a lot fat. of sugar. You know? Yeah. That's just... And it's, and it's again, like, it's kind of hard to get over that. Because the shit's delicious. Yeah. It, it gets right to your pleasure centers. So I think that's why it's kind of... That's why so many people that live in the South are overweight. Yeah. In the defense of sugar, though, sugar, cane sugar is a lot better for you than corn syrup. It is, yeah. Uh, and it, it just doesn't put the fat on you that corn syrup will... And most people are getting fat from corn syrup because if you actually look at the ingredients and in all those fucking sodas that you're drinking is corn syrup. There's corn syrup and all those fucking cereals and shit, shit and everything, you know. Some kind of corn syrup is a sweetener. It's like something you'd feed to a cow, man, for to put weight on it. Well, yeah, that's what they yeah, do. Yeah, right. Because they're making burgers out of the cow, yeah. so they want them to like fatten up as yeah. quickly as possible. So yeah, they give it corn. K-sugar doesn't, doesn't have that effect on you. Just drink Mexican Coca-Cola or throwback. It drink. tastes better anyway, yeah, I It think. tastes a lot better. I'm not yeah. into, like, Coke or soul. Yeah. I, I don't really like sodas all yeah. that much. Yeah. So, Real but... sugar cane sodas are better, man. Superior. I go to the Mexican shop just to get a Mexican Coca-Cola every now and then. They've started so selling them in some grocery stores, I Yeah, noticed. they call it throwback. Yeah. Throwback. they got a lot of different kinds of throwbacks. With cane sugar in it, yeah. yeah. And some, I think some of the Publix, I was in a, or maybe it wasn't Publix, I think it was Winn-Dixie, that actually had Mexican Coke, like, on the shelf yeah. next to the regular Coke. So Mexican, some, so some uh, grocery stores do have that. Mexican Coca-Cola is the Depending same recipe. The I remember back when I was a kid in the 70s, it, it was like that. So it's like going back in time, back when Coca-Cola was really good. Yeah. Came in a glass bottle. Like I said, I'm not I'm not really into soda. Like you like soda, but I, I don't love it. like I'll drink like we were at Wendy's today, I just got ginger ale. Yeah. I'll drink ginger ale or root beer or something like but normally yeah. I mostly what I drink, I drink booze, obviously. Yeah. But water and coffee and that's about it. Yeah. I don't I don't really drink any soda. I don't seek it out. I just I'm not really into it. Never have been. I don't know why. Um Allison, yeah, you spelled it right. It's P R A P R A L I N E S. Yeah, yeah that's right. and, and you can find real recipes for Louisiana pralines. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, like I said, so I can see like working in a praline shop. Yeah, as a kid. Yeah, I mean, 
And especially if the shop was just kind of like, hey, as long as you do your job, you can eat as much as you want. I'd be like, well, well, thank you very much. Just pure sugar. I will, if you don't mind. And that's probably what happened. So like I said, I can't really blame him. Growing up in New Orleans, growing up, and, you know, and his parents, I guess they didn't really think much about it because they were both thin. Like I said, I've seen photos of them, like with uh, Richard and his brother Lenny, when they were children, and their parents are both thin. And he said that his parents were both thin their whole lives. So they didn't really have to worry about it. So I guess they didn't really think about it. They're just yeah. like, yeah, we're just going to eat all this food. Did you eat the lemon pound cake? The yeah. Lemon icing cake? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's Mississippi as shit. Yeah. That and cocoons. We, we made that a lot too. Oh, yeah. Cocoons? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we make cocoons. Cocoons are little white cookies. Yeah. They're shaped like a little cocoon, a little chrysalis. They're called cocoons. Yeah. And they're fucking good. All that shit's good. It's kind of like... A buttery cookie with powdered sugar on the outside of it with little uh, nuts in there. They were see how I said that all of these shows like devolved yeah, into yeah, talking yeah. about food. Well, how about um, well, and buttery I, and it's all kinds. I of think stuff. in our cookbook too, we talked about haystacks. Yeah, I, did we put cocoons in the in the? In the uh, oh, I don't remember if we did. I know we okay. put haystacks in there, but I don't okay. remember if we put cocoons. In I got there. a I got a cookbook that has all this in it. You can. If you're looking for a cookbook... Because uh, haystacks are super easy. Like, yeah. you can just... And you can pretty much... You can put pretzels in there if you want. I prefer not to because I don't really like pretzels. But um, you can find other stuff. Like, I used to use... always used to um, put Frosted Flakes in there. Yeah. Pretzels are okay. But it's like... I kind of like um, ones that are kind of more... Like, I like maple leaf flavored ones. Because you can use, like, kind of whatever... You can use chocolate if you want, or you can use white chocolate or caramel. There's a lot of the other things you can use. No, yeah. pralines are not thin shrimp. No. <laughs> no, that's are... prawns. Prawns, yeah. That's a completely different Praline thing. Praline is a Praline fucking... is like a can. It's almost like a, like a candy. candied it's a candy. pecan. Yeah. Is kind of what it's it is. It's shaped like a cookie, but it's, it's a candied can. pecan. Yeah. It's like a patty kind of. candy. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with shrimp. <laughs> to have anything to do with shrimp. But yeah, so this is the uh, the kind of world that he grew up in, I guess. So he started getting chubby. I saw a picture of him with his family when he was probably, when he, it looked like he was still like kind of a toddler, like he looked like three or four years old. And he was like chubby, but not noticeably chubby. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like the same kind of chubby as a kid that age is, is sometimes. But apparently... Um, by the time he was a teenager, like 15 years old, he was already pushing 200 pounds um, because he would just eat and eat. And he said, uh, and he's been very open about this, that, like I said, you know, food didn't judge him. Food didn't complain. Food didn't yell at him. Um, it was always there. It was always comforting. It was all, it could be relied upon. Um, so he just kept on eating it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it made him feel better. And uh, because of this, he was pretty relentlessly bullied. He also said the first Halloween party he ever went to when he was a teenager, he dressed as a couch because he was so Seth, overweight. Seth says this episode, Seth is a really cute black metal chick from fucking Australia. She said, this episode's making me want to get fat. <laughs> that all that? Same thing I know. Yeah. That's what, well, yeah. that's my problem. Yeah. Is that 
So, like I said, I get it. Yeah. Because you're, people that are just... Gonna, because food is fucking delicious. Yeah. Like, in a lot, especially shit you cook is, like, yeah. super delicious. Seth, you have all the ingredients. You can, you can find the recipes and make them in Australia. Look up cocoons. Southern cocoons. All right? Yeah. They're little co- and they're, they're pralines. Mm, yeah. Pralines. Yeah. You can probably... Like, Louisiana fucking pralines. You'll, you'll find them. Like I said. Yeah, they're fucking really good. I mean, you ask me right now. I want a piece of key lime pie or I yeah. want like a fucking donut. Absolutely. Well, I was thinking about Absolutely. the, le- the lemon pound cake with the fucking lemon icing that your grandma That's used to make. That's also good, you too. You make it in a round bun cake fucking oh, thing. Oh, yeah. We used and to make that all the time. It's moist heavy. It's like pure fucking lemony. And it's almost kind of like it's fucking heavy. It's so moist. Yeah. And then she'd take just uh, lemon juice and icing sugar to make the icing and pour mm-hmm. that on the top of it. Man, it was addictive. You couldn't eat just one piece. You'd eat one piece and then you get guilty. You go, I gotta eat another piece. Like I said, you couldn't leave you that shit with me. I ate half the fucking so cake. <laughs> Before you even looked. So, you know. This is why I chubbed out when I was yeah. a teenager. Easy because shit, fat here. Because shit's delicious. Yeah. And I get it. I still struggle with that nowadays. Like, yeah. luckily, luckily nowadays, I feel like because I lost so much weight at some point, like, my stomach kind of shrank. Yeah. So now I physically can't eat that much food at once or I will throw up. So, so it's a lot easier nowadays. So I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so good. But, oh, like, now I feel <laughs> sick and I don't want to eat anymore. So it's like, that's probably good because it stops me from overeating. Yeah. But, yeah, so he's almost 200 pounds, like, as a teenager. Like, he's 15 years old. So when he gets a little bit older, um, he thought about becoming a priest. Like I said, he did actually go to seminary for, I think he said a year and nine months. So it was a while. Um, but then I guess he decided it wasn't for him. He re- he remained, like I said, he converted to Catholicism. I think I mentioned that earlier, even though his dad was Methodist and his mom was Jewish. But, um, but he seemed kind of religious, like yeah. through the rest of his life, just in a kind of a generic happy clappy kind of way. Like, he wasn't, like, hardcore about it, it didn't seem like. But he did kind of, um, I think he maybe thought about going to art school or something like that, because he did kind of want to go into entertainment or, like, be an actor or something. Now, here's something that I didn't know. When he was real heavy, um, because he did get up to, I think his peak weight was 268 pounds. I don't know how tall he is, actually. But he was, he said he was pretty obese. He's not very tall. I think he's probably 5'6", probably. Yeah. So I didn't realize this, but he was in a couple of films in the late '60s, early '70s. He was in *Satyricon*, the the fucking Fellini movie, I didn't know that like either. as one of the as one of the freaks, quote unquote. Um, and he was also in a movie called *The Clowns* from 1970, <laughs> like playing like freak show characters because he was <laughs> like the fat man. You know what I mean? Which, like I said, somebody nowadays this is kind of sad, but somebody nowadays that weighed 268 pounds. Um, you would not get a gig as the fat person in a circus freak show nowadays with that because you would just be like regular, you know. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be like fucking seven hundred pounds, like for it to even be, yeah, to even move the needle. Well, we saw a British movie. Remember that British horror flick? And they had the fat woman up there. We're looking at her like, yeah, that's not unusual fat. It's like, yeah, that's not really a fat woman. Yeah. Well, and like I said, sometimes you look back at like old school pictures yeah. of like freak shows, and it's like, here's the fat woman. I'm like, yeah. she's not really that fat. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. by today's standards. <laughs> Me and Jen are researching fucking getting a damn female sex doll to make videos with for porn shit. Right, and fucking, they're all Chinese vendors, and all a lot of the figures that I'm looking at, I'm like, yeah, that would be pretty good one, you know, and, you know. It labeled as 
fat woman Caucasian. And like, what? I'm like, hey, fat woman. I'm a fat fat woman. Are you talking about? You're like, she's not fat. Well, you look at regular. You you look at what? And she's not fat. She just looks regular. You exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, she's just regular. Yeah, real, real curvy. They called her fat woman. Was that was? But when you look at what they're what 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 they're buying in China, they're fucking like pixies, you know? Well, yeah, they're (laughs) skeletons. I mean, they have smaller frames there. I get that. Like I said, that's kind of an issue when you buy clothes from there, too, because it's just, like, all the clothes yeah. are, like, real small. So you have to, like, kind of buy... You have to buy, like, a size or two bigger than you would normally wear, at least. Because they're very they're very small. And I, I don't consider myself... I, I kind of consider... I'm, like, an average-sized person. You know what I mean? I'm not thin, but I'm not fat, either. You're medium-build. I'm medium-build. Yeah. Um, and usually... Me- yeah. And usually medium shit fits me. Yeah. Sometimes small shit fits me. It depends you, on what it is. Large you, is too big, but it's just kind of like... Usually the female medium frame doesn't look good when it gets too light. It has to have muscular muscle and fat on it. Then it, it looks better. So I was saying, you know, Jenny didn't look that good at 118. She yeah, I, I don't really have a, the frame for a skinny person. Yeah, you gotta have real narrow shoulders. I look a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more of a medium-sized person. Medium, yeah. Like I said, so I, I I found that my ideal weight was about 135 pounds. Jensen but looked a good buff. De- well, yeah, but depending yeah, on muscle, because I didn't really have a lot of muscle at that yeah. point. But that was kind of what I looked. Jen looked good, fucking jacked. Yeah. Yeah. With some fat on it. <laughs> yeah. So that's so that's kind of how big he was back then at the time. Like I said, uh, you know, nowadays it probably wouldn't even move the needle. 268 pounds. That no. doesn't. I mean, yeah, that's obese, but. Man, we see people walking around in the mall. Three hundred, no problem. That are like easily three hundred pounds, yeah. and like nobody, ba- nobody bats an eye. Yeah. So you know, uh, but it's kind of changed since that since that time. So he decided, as many people did, in the na- early nineteen seventies, that he wanted to be in show business. Like I said, because he'd been in Italy and he'd been in a couple of like a like I said, he'd been in Fellini's movies and stuff like that. So he's like, well, I'm you know, I'm gonna move to Hollywood, like a lot of people did. So he moved to Hollywood. And again, as many people do when they move to Hollywood, uh, when they're kind of looking for work and shit like that, they work in restaurants. So his job was he worked as a maitre d' at a place called Derrick's, which was a restaurant in Beverly Hills. And he was actually, some people, I saw a documentary where like uh, some people that used to go, because that was kind of um, a restaurant that was uh, frequented by a lot of celebrities at the time, like Orson Welles used to go there and Lucille Ball and people like that. So he kind of got noticed because even then he was kind of, um, his personality was like larger than life. You know what I mean? So, so a lot of people kind of like noticed him. Now at this point he decided, okay. So he decided he was going to lose all this weight. Cause like I said, he was very heavy now. Prob- well, not probably definitely unwisely. He decided I'm going to do it through starvation. To his credit, it did work. He ate, at least according to him, nothing but water and lettuce for two and a half months. Yeah, that's not nutrition. There's no nutrition there. Now, he lost about 150 pounds during that time. But um, there were some adverse effects. Like, he ended up having to go to a doctor, and they're like, look, you're going to die. Yeah, that's (laughs) starvation. Because that's not great. That's just water. 
Yeah, I mean, and lettuce do doesn't have... started that damn fucking... I know, I hear. Started that damn fucking stereo up again. Like I said. I need to drive by on that house. <laughs> I told him earlier, I said, are yeah. we going to have to burn that house down or what? Yeah, burn that house down. We'll or drive, just go and like... Drive by that house. And just like beat his ass or break yeah. his speakers or something. He's a pretty big dude. Do you think you could take him? Do you think we could both take him? Not hand to hand. But I got all kinds of equipment. <laughs> He's got other ways of dealing. He'd with never him. even see it coming. <laughs> He'd never see it coming. He would. He would just shut wait. up. He would just all of a sudden realize he's in heaven. He wouldn't know what happened. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffy Hart. I don't understand why some people have a hard time just being quiet. Why he's is drunk. that hard? He's drunk. So are we. Yeah. He's drunk but you can't hear me two houses down. And he's rich. That's the thing. This is not the ghetto. This is a fucking great neighborhood. That's what I mean. He's got it's a like huge it's a mansion really, over yeah. there with fucking monster trucks. And yeah, shit. we don't live in a trailer he's got, park. He's or got nothing. an enclosed fucking swimming pool in the back. It's 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 a Florida palace, two stories. Looks so like, like I said, it's, it's, it, there's great, some entitlement issues. Yeah, it'd make a great like. porn scene. You know, you could shoot porn over there. It'd look, it'd look totally odd. Well, you awesome. could shoot porn in our house yeah, if, yeah, if we had better porn. furniture. Yeah. but uh, Or more furniture. We yeah. don't really have We don't have a furniture. We're very minimalist. No, could, <laughs> we're still trying to build our kingdom up. <laughs> so we don't have a lot of furniture. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just... And look, like, now he's gone. Oh, it'll start back in a minute, I yeah. think. So yeah, so I think like a lot of people kind of noticed him working at this restaurant because like i said there were a lot of celebrities that went there and a lot of producers and stuff like that so they kind of noticed like his over-the-top personality because even then he was just kind of like very and like i said i think he kind of cultivated that personality and like i said i might be totally pulling this out of my ass i don't know him personally but it seems like like a lot of comedians do they kind of have you know issues you know whatever it is with, you know, insecurity or, you know, various other things or, like, him being, like, um, overweight or whatever. And you kind of, like, overcompensate. So he his personality just became just huge and, like, larger than life. But a lot of people, like, remembered that. So he was – he worked at this restaurant for a while and was able to save up, I think, about $25,000, something like that. Because he started getting really interested in, because what happened after he did the starvation thing for two and a half months and lost all the weight was the doctor told him, it's like, look, you're going to die if you keep doing shit like this. You really need to, like, it's good that you lost all the weight, but you have to really do shit the right way. So he started getting really interested in fitness and in eating healthy and stuff like that. And he decided that he wanted to help other people that were in the same situation as him. Like I said, I don't know if he deliberately set out to kind of get into the niche market of people that were not being um, kind of serviced by the fitness industry at the time. Because you have to think this was like late 60s, early 70s. The fitness industry very focused on people that were kind of already in shape or at least, um, you know, the stuff they were selling it's just kind of like, hey, I'm super jacked. You can look like me if you buy this thing or buy my plan or whatever. Yeah, and it was all lies. And it was all lies. Yeah. So I don't know if he deliberately placed himself in there or if it was just him um, just kind of like, well, this was my experience and I'm going to share this with other people. I kind of feel like it was more the latter because it doesn't really seem like he deliberately tried to market to a particular demographic. But it whatever it was, like he's just kind of like, well – you know, I'm going to get more into fitness. I'm going to start eating healthy and like actually exercising and stuff like that. Because, you know, if I just keep trying to starve myself, 
of the weight. Yeah, I lost the weight, but it's like super unhealthy and it had all these bad um, side effects, like all these repercussions. So he's like, I'm going to share my experience with other people because there's probably lots of other people out there that are having the same issues as me. So that was kind of what he, he wanted to do. So he saved up all this money from his maitre d' job and started opening up and opened up like a fitness center. And his kind of goal was he's like, I want this to be just for regular people or people who feel like they can't go to a regular gym or a regular fitness center because they're too heavy or they're intimidated or something like that. He's like, I want this to be a place where everybody can come and do the stuff and it's not, you know, too difficult and it's not, it's not like something they can't do. Um, he's like, he seemed like he wanted to make it approachable, you know, which it really wasn't at the time because fitness was kind of niche. I feel like at this point, you know, and we kind of talked about this on when we talked about the um, show about like kind of the history of bodybuilding and stuff, because we did a show about that. And I kind of feel like for a long time, it's not niche nowadays. I don't think I would call it like a subculture. It is kind of, but it wasn't like niche. I kind of feel like at this point it was. Yeah. Okay. My dad was from Mississippi, but he and my mom hooked up. She was Southern too, but they hooked up in California after my dad got out of the Navy. This is in the 70s out in California. I think they got married like 68 or something. I was born in 69. By the time I was about 76, 1976, I was about six, seven years old. My dad got involved in one of the first mainstream fitness fucking sensations to happen. That was running, jogging. Yeah, it was very, that simple. That was very big. That became like a big thing. Before that, fitness was not a thing. Yeah, it wasn't that, really. No, that was that was that was something weirdos did. Something fucking weird freaks did. <laughs> there was something weird freaks did called bodybuilders. They had a lot of good bodybuilders, but they were freaks back in those days. People thought, well, shit, as big as that dude is, he must be dumb. Their yeah, thinking was wasn't, and that went on for a long time, even in the seventies. You had dudes thought that working out and training was cheating. You're supposed <laughs> to just be strong and beat another dude's ass just bat, just based on your masculinity or something. <laughs> I guess, you know what I mean? I'm just yeah. so ma- manly that I beat your ass. You know, working out, you work out? Well, fuck, you worked out. That's cheating. Lame. You know, it's like, that's, that's kind of the thing. So fitness was not a thing really until the 70s. And it started with, this is the, in the mainstream. And it started with jogging. It must uh, fucking what am I say? Bodybuilding and weightlifting never was never mainstream. It was always a niche thing. And uh, the the closest it ever became mainstream was the golden era of the seventies and eighties. Would be Arnold Schwarzenegger. He made bodybuilding a thing in the public eye. That it was that man heroes did that and movie stars did that. And that's where all this MCU and fucking superhero movies actually was built on the back of the shit that Arnold Schwarzenegger and the action. Now everybody movies. has to be. Now super everybody can, Yeah, those dudes are all on gear on, on the MCU. Well, so and CGI girls. helps too. CGI and those costumes, but yeah. they're on gear too. <laughs> um. So yeah. So you know, that was the world of that day. Yeah. People knew about it, know about people know more about it now and have access to more information now just through the internet than ever they ever would have had. Early fitness, especially bodybuilding, 
50s and 60s, that was almost a gay thing. The, uh, a lot like of I said, it was, it was a very niche subculture, yeah. I feel like. Those dudes, and, and I would believe Arnold also, rumor has it, I can't prove it, allegedly, a lot of those dudes were built on the back of damn nude photos. They must be out there somewhere. But even in the 50s, male bodybuilders sold nude photos of themselves. Yeah, that was kind of like a big um, yeah. sideline for them. Yeah, that's but where the know, money hey. came from. To buy their gear. And to pay I their never shit and... on anybody for making money yeah. in a way that doesn't hurt other people. We were yeah. talking about that earlier today. Yeah, and that goes back to the 1800s with Eugene yeah, Sandow, who invented the shit, invented Work Olympia. It. Work what you got. He was eight, 1800s, and you could look up Eugene. Everybody got to make money. Eugene looked good. Eugene did private shows for gentlemen. Yeah. For, you know... Eugene sold fucking basically nudies. Yeah, they might have had a fig. Which we're like, something. we're pretending like they pretended back then. Yeah, that it's pretended. just like that it wasn't a gay thing, but it's like everyone was yeah. like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was like that kind of. Yeah, yeah. But that's you know. Well, the like main appreciators were were dudes. Yeah, of course. So, you know, straight guy would go, man, he looks great. Fucking, I wish I looked like that. Some dudes were way into that though. They're like, yeah, I kind of want that dude. Yeah. You know. That's a weird. So, I want to look like that dude, or I want that dude. There, there's that. There was always that dynamic. In it's all a spectrum. Yeah, all a spectrum. Yeah, not really that far apart. Not that far apart, really. No, absolutely not. Me, it was always I want to look like that dude. Right. You know, but I totally understand why gays like it. Well, That's yeah. Well, Tom is an aesthetic appreciator. Yeah, I like I like the human body, the aesthetic, aesthetic yeah. the perfection of the human body, both female and, bodies and male bodies. Yeah, yeah, and fucking what they've done with themselves. I was like, man, that's fucking awesome. It's like sculpting. Yeah. With women, I'm a little more open to like variations. Like some of some of fat girls fucking look great. But some of those extreme proportions. And you can't do that with muscle. You can only do that with fat. That doesn't work on a male figure. It just doesn't. With, with guys, it's better lean. Lean and big. V-taper. Little waist. Like a wasp. Big shoulders. Big arms. Big thighs. Great calves. This is look. You want to look like a dude. You don't want to fight. You said I ain't gonna fight that dude. That's what you. That's what I want to look like. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Zach says I just googled nudes of Arnold. He's very averagely endowed. I really didn't know the nudes. Oh, so the nudes have leaked. Okay. Well, that probably, I never it's the internet. It's the internet. Okay. If you've ever taken a nude picture of yourself ever, someone it's gonna be some on there. Bitch is gonna find. Right. It. Yeah. Those were probably secret at one time. That was shit he was selling out the back door. There is, there are no secrets anymore. Yeah. Which, like I said, I kind of like that. Yeah. I kind of like that. It's all right. Just lay it all out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, I got all kind of news out there. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> videos, photos, yeah. all kind of. Yeah, all for sale. Just, <laughs> just ask no, I mean some of it might be free. I don't really know. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know where it turns up. You know what? It doesn't really matter. But you know, it's like all said, calling cards. We got to make more videos though, yeah, because we, yeah. New videos are going to be coming. Because we haven't made like any new ones in a long time. If you're interested in the videos, we're on, you can just go on, uh, what's the name of the place? Mini Vids. Many Vids. M-A-N-Y. Mini Vids, one word. And let's go. 13 Cam. Spell it out. T-H-I-R. 13 Cam. And we'll come up. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's shit out there. Not a lot, but some stuff. Like I said, we got to make some more stuff. We got to make some more stuff because. Yeah. That was our first That was our first. I look better than I did in those Yeah, and that was our first batch. Yeah. And we want to do more creative stuff, like outside. 
Yeah, we were just talking about that yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, we need to do some like some. Yeah, do some outdoor shit. shit. Yeah, I want to do some outdoor shit. Some public shit is. And like I said, we've been talking about getting like a sex doll too, and like doing yeah, some stuff yeah, like that, yeah. like a realistic one. Yeah, there's there's some also. gags we can do with that. We yeah. don't have to pay her. That's one, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah. yeah, we don't have to split money with it. <laughs> but yeah, so I kind of feel like he was maybe, arguably, the first person, whether this was deliberate or not, to open a gym or like you know kind of like a whole fitness thing that was geared toward people that were not already fit or didn't want to go to regular gyms because they're like oh i don't look good enough and people are going to judge me or whatever so i kind of feel like he was the first person to kind of tap into that and i think the cool thing about it was that i don't like i said i don't really think it was super super deliberate i think he was just coming at it from a point of view of like well i used to be really obese he lost like 120 pounds something like that um, and got interested in fitness and he's just like, well, I'm interested in like reaching out to other people that had the same experience as him that were maybe, um, you know, obese when they were younger and they got bullied and stuff. So he knew where they were coming from and he knew how intimidating it was to get, start getting into fitness. Cause other people would look at you and be like, well, you know, what are you doing or whatever? So I kind of feel like he was kind of instrumental in doing that. And he was maybe the first person to do that, whether it was deliberately or not. So he opens his uh, first studio, which actually it was first called, I think it was called the Anatomy Asylum was what I think they first called it, which is not a great name, but you know what I mean. And I think at that point, like it also had a restaurant in it, which was kind of mostly focused on salads because he wasn't just focused on fitness. He was also focused on portion control. That was like uh, another of his big things, like, you know, getting people to change their eating habits and stuff. But it seems like he wasn't real... Like I said, it wasn't like he was selling a diet or, you know, like Atkins or whatever. Um, he was just very focused on eating like healthier options, eating smaller portions, you know, getting up off the couch and moving around, like whatever it was you were doing. So it was like a lot more realistic, I feel like. So he was kind of more into that. So it did have a restaurant for a while, but I guess like they kind of abandoned it after a bit. And they were just kind of like, yeah, we're just going to focus on the exercise aspect of it. So the place later got renamed to Slimmons, which, you know, that's a much better name. Larry says he loves our vids. So we got a fan out there. I didn't know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, on. I want to do some better ones. Yeah. I want to do some better ones. Yeah. Um, and we have more stuff coming to like work with. I have like yeah. so many outfits I want to like try out for. Yeah. It we and... got a lot of clothes. Got a lot of, got a lot of fucking props that are coming. Yeah. And um, all kind of stuff on mini vids. You can uh, contact and um, commission work for us. We had a guy who was we were going to do something for for, for a mere like 50. We we're going to do something, but it'd be available to the public. Because like I said, so we'll, we, make custom, we'll, ref- yeah. we'll make custom videos too. Make like custom, if you're yeah. willing to pay for a custom video, we'll do like pretty yeah. well within reason. We'll yeah. do like pretty much. I have whatever. her calling your name out or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll fucking go within we'll, reason. We'll, we'll go do family like, style on. We'll this. go whatever like whatever you want to do. It's within, all virtual within reason. There's some stuff I won't do, but you know what I mean. There's some stuff you won't do, mm. but you know, we, we can, we can yep. hash that out. Tammy's going pegging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're trying to peg me we were already. talking about that earlier. They're trying to peg me already at the VA. I'm trying to <laughs> Well, you were saying, exam. you were saying, you said something very interesting today yeah. that it's like, and I'm not going to say who you were talking about, but you were saying just like, you know, we know somebody that like, you know, pegs their boyfriend. Uh, yeah. They well, we know more than, more than yeah, yeah, one yeah. person that does yeah. that. Cause it's not that unusual. Yeah. And, um, 
Tom said something like, "Well, don't you think of him any differently?" That's what I asked her yesterday. And I was, and I thought to myself, I was like, "Why would that make it like?" Because to me, I, like, I don't you definitely would. Well, yeah, but like a, yeah. but dudes and women don't think the same. Yeah, no. And I was like, to me, it's just not. I don't know. It's not weird. No. I don't have a hang up about it. So it's like I wouldn't look at you any differently. I don't. I don't really get like. Why. I would think that. A, like I get. I, think, I would why, think. That, I would think that a woman would just go, "Man, you're a fucking hoe." You know what I mean? <laughs> you're feminine as shit. If you let me do that to you, I think that you're fucking projecting. I think you're projecting. Yeah, because that's what guy. That's what a guy would say. Right, but that's not what we think. Yeah, though. no, I I wouldn't think that. Yeah, maybe other chicks do, but I I wouldn't yeah. think that. That wouldn't even have occurred to no, me unless would, you unless no, you I think, had I think, said I think, it. I think there's a, I think there's a lot of women that would also have a different opinion. Maybe I mean maybe. Well, there like are said, some women that there are some women I don't that speak would for all. there are some women that would never fuck with a dude. Who had anything to do with another guy, but then there are other women that go crazy over that. They'll target, see that absolutely does not bother me. They'll, at all. they'll target bisexual dudes. They think they're fucking hot as shit. But there are other women that are exactly the opposite. If if you fucked around with another dude, then you're just off the list. They won't they won't even fuck with you. Yeah. Well, like I said, so every, everybody's predict. different. Everybody everybody's right, different. Right, yeah. I am absolutely not bothered by. Like if a dude was bisexual or like yeah, I fucked another dude. I think the, the, it, it the average, not, the average normie chick me. was like shit. I can't trust this dude around men. Yeah, or but it's normies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about. That's most people. I don't really. That I don't. I don't go by. I don't go by normie logic. Yeah. It, it honestly, it's it literally does not bother. And actually, I think it's kind of hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's kind of hot. I don't, I don't really. It's it doesn't bother me in the slightest. Not at all. I mean, I, I get why maybe people are like, oh, now I can't trust him around anybody. But it, I don't know. It, that that didn't really occur to me. You know? I don't know. I know I'm weird, but it's, I don't know. All right. So, so yeah. So, they opened Slimmons. Like I said, Slimmons was there from, I believe it opened in 1974. It was in Beverly Hills. And didn't close until 2016. And as far as I know, the whole time that it was open... Richard Simmons himself taught classes every week, at least once a week, perhaps as many as three times a week. Like I said, that's fucking commitment. That is somebody that, especially as time went on, as the 80s and 90s went on, he absolutely did not need to do that because he was a multimillionaire by that point. Um, But he showed up and he would do shit like this is crazy. So he had like regulars at the class. They were talking about this on the podcast. They're like, one of the regulars there was this lady who was 94. I think she said she was 94. Like, they interviewed her on the podcast. And she had been going to Slimmons, like, every week for years and years and years. And she, so she was, like, the right, she had, like, the, um, he's, like, there was a hierarchy. If you were, like, a regular, you got, like, in the first two rows. You know what I mean? And then, like, newbies had to kind of be in the back, which, like I said. Well, that would happen naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, so her name was Gigi. And so it's like, so Gigi had been going there for like forever. And it's just kind of like, and so people that would go there regularly, like if you were older and like you didn't have a car or something like that, like Richard Simmons would pick you up in his car yeah. and drive you to the class. Like if you couldn't get there that day, like you're like, hey man, like my car broke down or I can't drive anymore or something like that. He would come and get you. And he's like a huge multimillionaire celebrity. He has this huge house in Beverly. It's actually, he's still there as far as I know. But it looked like what? (laughs) 
DVD Dragon says, go dressed in your bag costume when they give you your prostate exam. That shit ain't gonna Maybe happen, man. Should. I did the fucking research on that shit, man. Fucking, I saw the whole prostate industry. I went to the American Cancer fucking Institute and looked at how they're doing it. They're, trying, they're just making money off dudes giving out fucking prostate massages. That's all that. If I wanted that shit, I'd go to Rub and Tug. We're going to have Jen do it. I'll massage just, your prostate. Because what they do is they just fucking rub that shit. You don't shit even got to pay. Oh, come back in six months and we'll rub I'll it again. And you come back, come back in six months and we'll rub it again. You don't got to go to the rub and tug? What's that? You don't got to go to the rub and tug and pay? I'll do it for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenny's all about that shit. I'll do it for you know, And then they'll be like, come back in six months. Oh, yeah, you might have something here. Um, maybe we'll do a biopsy and oh, we'll see what comes back. Oh, okay, no, that's just negative. Uh, or, yeah, it's slow acting. Just don't worry about it. You'll be okay. If, uh, it's growing so slow. You'll die of something else before it happens. But in the meantime, let's just keep coming back and rubbing on this thing every fucking six months. They're selling you prostate massages. What they're doing. Well, I mean, that's, that's what you're into. They're pervs okay. anyway. They're per- it's just a way of making money. Because then they come back and the shit comes back in the biopsy. Oh, this is fast acting cancer here. You're a fucking goner. <laughs> Sorry. We can if we cut it out, you're going to be impotent or incontinent, one of the two. So which way you want to go? It says no. Nah, I was going to go home and take a fentanyl overdose, man. Fuck that shit. <laughs> so no, the, the prostate thing. And then it says right there in the Cancer Institute that early detection of it makes no difference in the outcome. Makes no difference. So. No matter no matter when they find it, the outcome will always be the same. So fuck them. They're, they're, they're just just more scams. Mike Bowser said, "I wish I didn't get here late. I didn't know Richard Simmons disappeared. I didn't either yeah, until yeah, did someone it. recommended it, and I started researching yeah. this show." Uh, Jones Perkins said, "You, you guys, like the beginning of the show? Go back and listen to the beginning." I mean, you know, we you said got, all kinds of cool shit. He said, "You guys can talk about nothing that I'm interested in, and I still keep listening." <laughs> this is actually pretty interesting. He was an interesting guy. Yeah, I thought so too. Well, then, it, no, it well, I mean, we have interesting time. Like Mr. Eighty Eight said, uh, you missed a lot, but nothing much about Richard Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, we've yeah, talked yeah. about him a little bit, and then we yeah. kind of get off on like fucking tangents. Yeah. Well, because his whole thing, and like I said, we both grew up during this time period. His whole thing about like the weight loss and the fitness and everything like that. Like we've both gone through. Like I've gone through the whole thing about you know uh, weight loss and being bullied and stuff like that, so I kind of get that angle, and you kind of get the, like the fitness angle. So we yeah. have kind of like talked about that. Yeah, we, yeah, it's related. Yeah, so it is kind yeah, of. We're related. trying to. We're just giving context. We're just kind of like justifying. Yeah, we're giving context. We're justifying to, the side and the context for the time too. Well, yeah. It was another era. Right. So, so what I'm saying is that Richard Simmons, even though he didn't have to, when he was hugely famous and had millions and millions of dollars, he has a massive house in Beverly Hills, uh, in the Hollywood Hills, which looks like uh, the house from Gone with the Wind, actually. It's like this huge pool, and it's just like, it's really nice. Um, so he didn't need the money, but he still showed up every single fucking week at Slimmons and taught those classes at 12 bucks a pop. 12 bucks, that's all it ever was. And he never raised the prices. He didn't need the money. Yeah. Um, so there was like a whole subculture that kind of sprung up around that place. Yeah, well, it sounds like he's doing it for social reasons. Yeah. And well, and the thing about him that I thought was really interesting, and I, you know what, I get it. Because I'm also an introvert. I'm also kind of super empathetic to the point where it's probably like damaging, like to your own psyche at some point is that he um, got so, he he was like so into making other people feel good, making other people happy, 
that it's like when it came time for himself, he didn't really like he would just kind of go and like be a recluse in his house. And he said that he was a recluse a long time ago, like when because I saw some interviews with him when he was young still, like in the 70s and 80s. And he would basically say outright in interviews, yeah, I'm just a recluse. I don't go out and party or anything like that. Like I go and I do my shit like on the talk shows and I go and teach my class and stuff. And then I just go home with my dogs and that's it. Like he just spends a lot of time alone. So he, and he said he was kind of lonely actually. Um, He never seemed to have like a long-term relationship of any kind other than with his housekeeper, which we'll get into in a bit. But he never really seemed, I don't know, he really never seemed to establish, like, any really deep personal connections with anybody. He never married. He never, like, other than his housekeeper, he didn't live with anybody. Like I said, it was just his housekeeper and his dogs, pretty much. Like, his Dalmatians. He had eight of them. And so he seemed like a very lonely person. But he almost seemed to kind of like it. Like I said, he seemed very introverted. But in a way that was because it, it almost kind of like paradoxical because he would just go out and be like super larger than life, you know, because yeah. that was kind of his whole persona. Well, we got Zach in the audience and clicking me. He, he might be able to give us another perspective. <clears throat> but looking at Richard Simmons, I would say that fucking Richard physically wouldn't have been considered like a hot L.A. gay dude. Had he gotten into the fucking gay club scene there, They'd have run through him. They'd run through his money. So I think he probably stayed away from him because he kind of knew that. Well, and he probably had a lot of um, self-esteem issues from growing up the way he did because I get that. Yeah. You know. So he was like, well, if I go to the club, go hang out with these other gay guys, they're just going to be after me for my money. Because, look, man, fucking the L.A. gay scene, man, fucking those dudes are about looks. Well, yeah, and the thing about it was that probably, I mean, even though he looked, like, okay, but it's just kind of, like, it's L.A., for one thing. Uh, It's very superficial, like, generally, so it's just kind of, like, if you don't, you show up there, it's just, you're going to be, like, especially somebody with self-esteem issues, like, he had to be, like, I'm just never going to be good enough. You're never going to be good enough. So why bother? He would get bombarded, but he'd get bombarded by gold diggers. Right. That's what would happen. And I feel like he was probably pretty aware of that, I would imagine. Because he's a celebrity. Yeah. And he has lots and lots of money. Yeah. And like I said, I don't begrudge him all that money because he just kind of came from a regular ass family and he made that. And his gig was a fat girl gig. I mean, it's not like we're talking about Elton John. Because Elton John could probably pull, he could probably pull some dudes. Because music has a different effect. That's true. Just You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I would think, you know, Elton John could probably score a fucking big... big Looks don't matter as much if you're, like, a really good musician, if you're, like, a rock star. Like, you can kind of be sort of ugly and still kind of hot at the same time. now you're famous. You're famous. You got all this money. And uh, and you have emotional power over people. You know what I mean? Over the fans. Yeah, that's a whole other level. It's not quite the same thing. That wasn't wasn't Richard Simmons' gig. You know what I mean? His, His target audience was, like, a straight women who were fat. They'd have married him in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. But, you know, that wasn't his thing. Well, like I said, he made them feel like nobody had made them feel yeah. before. Like, so that was kind of... And like I said, I don't think he was doing it in a sort of calculated way or anything like right. that. That was just the kind of person that he was. Yeah. 
uh, or is like he's still alive, as far as I know. So, so I don't know why I don't know why I'm talking about him in the past. So, so for all our gays out there, go ahead and drop in the comments. Do you do you think do you think that Simmons could pull? I don't think Simmons could pull. I think that if he got into fucking L.A. scene. A bunch of gold diggers had run through him. I mean, That's LA is real. Like yeah. I said, it's real superficial. Yeah. That's kind of like you have to look like super fucking. I'm yeah. not saying that just like an average looking person couldn't pull because of course they could, but 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 it depends on how good their game was. Yeah, I think yeah. I don't, Generally I don't, in LA, like everybody looks super good. Yeah. So you, it's really Especially hard to like compete era. right in that era back then. It's really hard to compete. Yeah, there was no internet. All the good-looking people had to go to physical locations. <laughs> Nowadays, you could do this. You could be good-looking on the internet, but to, but and see, have pull all over that's the world. another thing that I kind of yeah. respect about Richard Simmons because yeah. it's like even though he's you know just a, an average to okay-looking dude, yeah, and but just by the sheer will of his personality and his just his his vibe, like his yeah. whole energy, like his compassion, everything like that. He almost kind of like, I don't know, like this is a weird thing to say, but it's like he almost willed himself to be like super famous. Not even famous, he's iconic. Yeah. I kind of feel like even people that weren't alive back then still know who the fuck that is, which is crazy. We've got a new guest in there that says he's seeing Zach in other live streams. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. They, they, is he cheating on us with other live yeah, streams? Yeah, he's cheating. Zach, you cheating, <laughs> cheating on me, bitch? That's it. I'm like, oh, Tom's going to have to get him. I'm, I'm fucking jealous. Oh. I'm jealous with my man. <laughs> Larry said, when we were talking about yeah. um, uh, sexual stuff before, Larry said, a tranny sucked my cock before. I was drunk. What can I say? Mm. Uh, well, you know, shit happens. I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about it either. I wouldn't worry about it. It's fine. No one's upset about yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's okay. You were still in the top position. Like I said, yeah. shit happens. Now, we've been, he, we've he, been drunk. If you dove off into that ass, I'd be looking at you differently. <laughs> I wouldn't. What's the difference? I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm just going to look I at know. that stuff. Like, Men have know, weird hang-ups about that you know, kind of stuff. Just going to say. Men have weird hang-ups about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm not saying women don't have some hang-ups, too, but I'm just saying men have, like, more hang-ups, I feel like. <laughs> I'm not going to say there's anything bad, but I'm just going to say you're gay. <laughs> You know? I don't know, man. It's just kind of like, it's kind of all over Or at least you were gay on that night. We have another new person. At least you were a a new person. I don't know how long you've been listening, but you're a new person Mm -hmm. in the chat. Billy Lean. Hi from Ireland. Well, hey. Hey. I wasn't expecting this as a topic for your show. I wasn't either, actually, but somebody recommended (laughs) it, and it won in the poll. We do a poll on uh, Patreon and uh, the YouTube members. Like, we poll people every week. Um... It says, definitely not the usual subject matter. I love your specs, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, Tom bought me these. Yeah. My glasses. We had to get you another pair of those, because those are damaged now. Yeah, they did some, get kind of... Some fucking fingernail, poly- fingernail glue got on them and ate a hole, a, a dimple in it. Yeah. Weirdest thing. I've never seen it do that. I thought it was something stuck to it. No, it made a hole. And Zach then- says he was on Avalanche Review's stream. I told him about you guys. Oh, really? Who's Avalanche <laughs> Review? I don't know. I don't know that one. I might have seen it, but I don't really know. I, yeah. I have so many fucking things. You know what I mean? But yeah, so... All right, so where was I? Yeah. So yeah, so he opens up the thing, like I said, Slimmons. And he went there, like like I said, 40 fucking years, the dude showed up and taught classes in a different crazy outfit. And actually, like, other... <laughs> I was watching a documentary earlier, and, like, one of the women was like, yeah, it's like he would come up with crazy shit. Like, he would turn up, like, sometimes with, like, fucking purple 
wings or like one time he came up in a dress made of sporks and it's just got so he would like come up with like crazy shit like every yeah. single time and then it was just kind of like exercise thing it was like 90 minute class i think it was 90 mm-hmm. minutes and it's just like so you'd have your aerobics or whatever everybody was like super jacked about it, it was super fun and then you'd have kind of like the the whole thing and he's just he would kind of bear his soul at the end and kind of cry and other people would bear their soul and kind of so it was almost like a therapy session yeah. but you were also getting like physical exercise too which is kind of nice so a lot of people would turn up like every week like for years and years so so he had that for a really long time and it was like really successful now because of this because of his new approach i guess because he was i guess like a, you know getting into an underserved market yeah. These are people that wanted to get in shape that didn't like their bodies, but they didn't. They felt intimidated by the fitness industry. They didn't really want to go to gyms because they felt like people would laugh at them or whatever. So they found a place where they felt kind of like accepted and and loved and like you know, and it was a good time. Like he's like he always made it super fun. So that kind of caught the attention of the media. So I kind of feel like his big thing. He showed up. Do you remember the show Real People? Yeah. Yeah. Long time ago. He turned up on that show, like, in the 70s. Okay. And I kind of feel like, I don't know if I want to say if that was, like, his big break, but I think that was, like, his big media introduction. Because they went to his gym, and they were like, hey, here's this crazy, over-the-top guy with these crazy outfits who's doing this, and, like, no one's really doing this. And it really kind of, like, struck a chord, it seemed like, like, with the audience. So, um, this kind of led to other TV appearances. Like, he was on a lot of TV shows. Like, all the talk shows, yeah. But he was on, uh, game shows. He was on, like, fucking soap operas. He was on all kind of shit. Like I said, if you were not around in the 70s, 80s, um, the dude was fucking everywhere. He was on every single talk show he was on it. Because he was a fun guest. You know, because... He would come on, he would always have some kind of crazy outfit on, and he was always, like, super over the top and, like, super catty, and he was just, like, yeah. super super funny. So he was, like, a always really entertaining yeah. guest, so he yeah. would always get on. He had a real high-pitched voice. He was real fucking... Well, shit, you can go on YouTube and say, Hey, everybody, we're going we're gonna to get... We're going to burn off some of this fat today! He's just like that, you know what I mean? That, and I gave you all that impression, okay, out of the bottom of my heart, or the heart of my bottom. Normally, <laughs> the only other impression I got that I'll do every now and then, I, I had a comment on it was fucking, they love my impression of fucking of Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. When we did yeah, a show about Michael Jackson a few weeks ago. Michael Jackson, yeah. I tell you, they're just ignorant. <laughs> Sometimes a man likes to love a child. Men and little boys, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. We sleep in the same bed for over a week. Demonetized. Yeah, <laughs> sleeping in the bed for a whole month, and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's just sure. it's just people thinking dirty. It's ignorant. It's ignorant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was getting that booty too. Well, yeah, I mean, getting, yeah, he tried to get that booty. I'm kind of leaning, but it hurt that. too much. So they, they were saying no. Yeah, we talked about it. It was that. just oral. Talking. Yeah, I mean, he was smooth. Michael Jackson was smooth. That was smooth. He's smooth criminal. The smooth criminal. <laughs> we talked about that at length. Like I said, I was willing to give them benefit of the doubt. It was like maybe he's just kind of a weirdo and like, nah. was it, but nah, it the more I looked it into it, I was kind of nah, like, yeah. The boys came forward. I face. think it was pretty much exactly yeah, what it yeah. looked like. Yeah, it is exactly what it looked like. Allie said, "Do you really think he is still alive, Richard Simmons?" Um, as far as I know, yes, I think he is still alive. Probably mid seventy. Just joined now. Yeah, I think yeah. he's about seventy-five years old. Okay. I think he just turned seventy-five earlier this year or late last year. 
Uh, perhaps say it's dementia. I don't think it's dementia. Like, we'll kind of get into that later. But when is the last time anyone saw him? The last time he was seen in public, as far as I know, was early 2014. But I think some people have, like, seen him after that. But there's not, like, super, like, confirmation. I don't know. We'll get into that. But, yeah. So, so yeah, so I kind of feel like that was kind of when he got super popular, when he was on Real People and people kind of saw his thing. Like I said, he's, um, I kind of laughed because I was listening to that, uh, there was a six episode podcast called Missing Richard Simmons, which is about it. It's really good. It's on Apple Podcasts. I listened to it earlier. Um, and the guy there, it was, uh, Dan, I can't remember his last name, Trubowski or something like that, uh, who was like a friend of his who had gone to his classes and stuff. And he got concerned when he disappeared. So he decided to make a kind of a documentary kind of thing about it. And he, he was like, um, Richard Simmons and his allotness. And I was like, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. He was a lot. Um, he was very over the top. He was very screamy. Um, but that was kind of his whole shtick. That was why he kept getting invited back to, that's why he was on all the TV shows. So he's on all these game shows and stuff like that. Now, he eventually attracts the attention of the makers of the very famous soap opera, General Hospital. And they invited him to be on the show. And he actually played himself on General Hospital. Yeah. He's on there one episode. And I saw, like, a fragment of it, like, earlier today. And he's, like I said, he's playing himself. So he's, like, these two girls, and they want to lose weight. And he's just, like, trying to pump them up and everything. And after this show, this episode aired... He got so much fan mail that the makers of General Hospital were like, do you want to be a recurring character? And he ended up being on that fucking show for like four fucking years, right? Like on General Hospital because it resonated so much with people. So, um, so yeah, so he was on there for a long time. He did, like I said, he did a couple of cooking shows. He did one called Slim Cooking and he did like a talk show and shit like that. Um, so yeah, he, and he was on like a bunch of, he was on SNL a bunch of times. He was on chips. I think like he, you know, usually playing himself because he was, you know, he's such a larger than life character. You can't really play another character if you're Richard Simmons. He was on a bunch of commercials and shit like that. Now here's the weird thing. So, um, oh, another thing too, was that he was kind of, he was on the Howard Stern show a lot. Yeah. And the two of them, I kind of feel like they were sort of kind of friends. Yeah. Um, outside of the show, but back I back when Howard was relevant. Yeah. I mean, I think that here's the thing though, and this happened with David Letterman too, because he was on a lot of um, he was on David Letterman a lot also. Richard Simmons, he, you know, he he very much cultivated this persona, but he still had that very insecure person at the heart of it. So if he perceived that you were, like, making fun of him, he would get, like, really upset about it. Like, David Letterman, um, you know, I, they did a show, and there was a thing where David Letterman, where, where Richard Simmons, I think he dressed up, like, in a turkey costume, and he was, like, trying to kiss David Letterman like he was just trying to be funny or whatever. And David Letterman sprayed him with a fire extinguisher, <laughs> which is not great. And Richard, had been a Richard Simmons had an asthma attack, like a really bad asthma oh, attack. Um, and so then after that, like he didn't talk to him for like six years because it had been a setup. I mean, that is kind of fucked up. Like doing that. I'm just saying, yeah. 
It's, but Letterman probably thought it was a good gag. He yeah, but, but like I said, and and like I said, and I get this. I get where Richard Simmons is coming from. Like he has this persona where he's like super over the top, and he's just kind of, um, you know, funny and everything like that. But when he perceives that anyone's like making fun of him, he gets real, like real sensitive about yeah. it. Which, like, like I said, I get that because it comes yeah. it comes from like insecurity and stuff. So I get that. But so so if he perceived anyone was making fun of him, because I even saw like on this documentary, I think it was the TMZ one that I was watching. And they had Suzanne Summers on there, who was friends with him, and she Great said, nice. "And she said, she's like, yeah, he sometimes thought that I was making fun of him, and he would get like really upset about it." She's like, "But I wasn't though, like some of the yeah. stuff that I was saying." So he was real sensitive to that kind of stuff. But like I said, I you know I get that. So that was just kind of like his personality, you know. So, um, so yeah, so there was that whole David Letterman thing. He did eventually go back on David Letterman. Um, and then I think there was this, he went back on there later and then there was this situation where they were trying to like cook something together and like something exploded and Richard Simmons like fucking freaked out and like ran off as you would when something exploded. Um, but he didn't get mad about that. Like he kind of compared, he's like, oh my God, it's like Michael Jackson and the Pepsi commercial or whatever. Which like I said, I think we talked about the Michael Jackson show where his hair caught on fire. That was kind of like a big thing back in the time. But so... Yeah, and uh, so, okay. So what happened was that, so he had been, what I'm trying to set up is that he was a ubiquitous media presence. The dude was on all the talk shows. He was on other TV shows. He was fucking everywhere. He's like, there was videos. There was like people dressed up as him for Halloween. It was just like, he was a cultural icon, right? Yeah, like some people would make fun and it was like a punchline and stuff like that but it's just kind of like he was super well known i remember even in middle school people were making fun of fucking right but people liked him though but they would tease him yeah and he was real sensitive to the teasing and i get that but it's just kind of like um what was funny about it is that he was an oddball for the time yeah it's supposed to be a fitness show and he's not all that fit in those days a fitness show those motherfuckers were fucking jacked or fucking shredded but that's not what his target was so there was some it took a while for the market to get used to what he was doing you know yeah i feel like he was was kind of really ahead of his time to be honest with you he was ahead of his time because not only did he whether willingly or unwillingly like um recognizing a gap in the market yeah. As in, there's, like, a whole market for people that want to lose weight but are intimidated by gyms and, like, yeah. don't want to do, uh, you know, the standard fitness routines like you had, like, in the early 70s and just want, like, just to look like an average person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Now, in the real world here in the United States, there's a there's a bunch of gyms that tried that same strategy. It's called Planet Fitness. Well, later. Later. But on. I think they kind of like came off Plan- the back of Planet that. Planet Fitness is kind of like the modern day interpretation of Richard Simmons. But there's a... Planet Fitness are great gyms. They had a lot of fucking good equipment in there. They're fucking... Everything looked good. They were painted well. They have all the machines you need. But they had a lot of stuff in there that turned off into guys that actually fucking were gym rats. Um... <laughs> They would do stuff like have free pizza night and shit. So you got people there trying to fucking lose weight, but they're giving them free pizza. It's like, well, I'm at the gym. 
I'm, I'm eating pizza. So really, what but I'm at the gym. The, yeah, there's all kinds of Planet Fitness videos. <laughs> you had people that were paying the membership to go to Planet Fitness, but then they would go there. To, they, they were renewing their fucking membership so they could get the free pizza and fucking hang out and just take up space in the gym and pretend like they were like they were working out. There's videos of people they don't know how to use the machines. They're not really working well, out. Well, Fitness they're, doesn't care. They're like, hey, hey these bitches are they paying. They just wanted so. the 20, yeah. They don't care. Yeah. No, they do have instructors there that'll teach you how to use that. But yeah. They, but those people, a lot of the ones that are taking videos of, you can see them on YouTube. Just look up Planet Fitness YouTube. It's just crazy shit. And then they would have stuff on the walls like no creatine, as if creatine is a fucking illegal drug. And creatine is just a think powder you can drink it's it's what's in meat it'll help like protein it's supposed to like mimic protein and then they're basically they're going no steroids and all the kind of shit you know no muscle heads and shit well those dudes stopped coming but that would that was actually a lot of that that was actually a lot of the real market if you have those guys coming you kind of a real gym you know so that i got invited to a fucking one of the real gyms here it's called <laughs> Silverbacks. <laughs> Silverbacks. To go to Silverbacks, you gotta be on gear. You gotta be on steroids. But those dudes are fucking huge. But here's the thing: it's $125 a month to go to fucking Silverbacks, because it's a steroid distribution center, and you're joining the fucking club, and it's you can hang out with all the fucking huge dudes, and the girls that hang out. There's groupies that hang out in there, so it's a social club. A lot of gyms. Especially when you're talking at that level. So it's just, I ain't gonna pay $125 to go to Silverbacks. I don't really care that much. But in, in, in the defense of fucking places like Planet Fitness and that strategy of just trying to dumb it down to the fucking lowest common denominator, Planet Fitness, you can get the membership and you that membership card is good all over the United States. You yeah. can go in there. And well, they're trying to appeal to a wider yeah. audience, like people that wouldn't normally right. go to a gym because they're right. intimidated. The same the same demographic yeah. that Richard Simmons appealed to. Yeah, there are pro bodybuilders, IFBB pro bodybuilders that have memberships at Planet Fitness because they're on tour and they're going places and they know they can find one of those places and work out. And they're cheap, 20 bucks a month. So, there's something to it. Yeah. But like I said, there's something yeah. to his kind of approach, like an everyman approach. Yeah. Where, you know, you weren't trying to get, like, super shredded or jacked or anything like yeah. that. You just wanted to... Lose some weight. Lose some weight and look like a normal person without right. feeling like you weren't good enough or somebody was going to yell at you or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, very, very entry. Very right. entry fitness. But it worked, like it I said. Worked. And a lot of those... A lot of those... That, that's a market. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of those... And that was an underserved market. Yeah. And like I said, willingly or not, he really seemed to tap into that. And I don't think it was calculated on his part. Yeah. He just seemed like a very empathetic person, and he had been through it himself. And so he just kind of came at it from that point of view. This is what saved my life. Yeah. Maybe this will save other people yeah. as well. Well, he he saw the, that there was a lot of people that would not enter the fitness market at sure. all. Yeah. So he wanted especially to go to, back then because so, yeah. it was a lot more. Yeah, it was stringent. More, more. It was, yeah, it was more of a narrow bandwidth. You already had to look good to go to a gym. A lot yeah, of times. and that's oh, yeah. I, I guess he kind of noticed that. So he's just like, fucking okay. There's got to be a, a very entry level, and there was a market there. So yeah, and he helped people. 
So yeah. I mean, he I, or honestly help people. I like I said, I kind of feel like, um, and I don't know what the exact numbers are, but considering that of all the shit that I watched and read and stuff like that about him, not a single person had a bad word to say about him. They all said he was a lovely fucking person, um, and that he would go to events. He, I mean, he always made himself very available to his fans. Like I said, you would write him a letter, you know, it's like, you know, I'm 300 pounds and I want to lose this weight and I, you're my last hope and I need help and stuff like that. He would write back. He would call you every fucking week. He went out of his fucking way to help these people. He didn't know them, really. Um, and really not a lot of people would do that. Yeah. You know? So he was almost kind of like, like I was reading an article that said it's like, I know this is weird to say, but he's almost kind of like a saint. Yeah. Because it's just like he was very, very giving of his time and attention. Yeah. And he would just spend hours and hours of his time. Danny's, like, Danny's talking about how uh, home gyms are better because of just the sanitation and germs and shit. Yeah. We have a home gym here and it's all free weights. It's, it's pretty good. But there's certain things to be said about big institutional type gyms because they have machines that can really focus on certain areas. And those machines are expensive. You know, especially things that are working on your back. Uh, you know, rows and fucking weird fucking lat exercises and they have some machines that can really fucking speed up development in fucking target areas where you're not going to really get that done too well in a home gym. And it's faster. You just put how much, you just pull the fucking stake out and put it in what how much weight you want and this and that. Free weights, man, you got to unscrew shit and add weights, add plates to it and screw it all back together and it gets old, man. I'm thinking about getting a membership up here. What's the name of that place? CJ something. What's the name of that fucking place? I can't even remember. It's kind of like, like Planet Fitness. Yeah. And it's only it's like, like a weird, like not a very memorable name. Not, yeah, it's like a fake Planet Fitness, and uh, it's I've seen people, a lot of people going in and out of there, but it's only it's one of those twenty dollars a month places, and I just want to go in there because they have machines. You can go through those machines quickly. Yeah. You just fucking, and they they probably have couples rates. We probably have fun going down there. Just go down there in between your little jobs and just work out you know, some of the, on some of those weird machines and come back in. It's right T- there behind, right there behind... Uh, Waffle House. The Waffle House. <laughs> no, it's actually, it was behind uh, Burger King. Oh, okay. No, no, not Burger King, Wendy's. Oh, okay. It's right there. I thought there was a Waffle House there. No, too. behind that, there's a... It's, 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 it's down like, yeah, you can work it at a gym and then go to fucking mm-hmm. Waffle House. Go to Waffle House and just eat all that shit. Mm-mm. When you're on gear, though, and you're working out, you can pretty much eat We're going to have to... I told him, I was like, because <laughs> we were thinking about Waffle House the other day, yeah. and he's just kind of like, isn't there a Waffle I'm like, yeah, there's one. It's it's probably like 12 miles up yeah. the road, I think. I said, I think it's across from Lowe's, like 12 miles up he the said, road. said, what do you want? He says, give me a half a dozen eggs, <laughs> and I want five st- strips of bacon, and uh, some hash browns. Uh, fucking, I want a big shit, waffle some toast. with... Yeah, yeah, that's that. Would, I want a big waffle that. with like four or five eggs on it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some fried chicken. Yeah. Also some grits. Yeah, yeah. Some bowl and of some grits. toast. No grits suck at Waffle House. Oh yeah, they grits do. Suck at the grits are like they don't really season them. No. You yeah. got to put shit in grits, otherwise yeah. it just kind of tastes like, like wallpaper paste. I make fucking badass grits. Okay, we gotta you get do. back. To, gotta get back to the subject. Tammy says you don't hear of Jane Fonda calling anyone who bought her exercise tapes. Well, see, I think that's why. Like I said, that was the big part of Richard Simmons' appeal was that he seemed to become personally invested in every single person. And I don't even know how he had time to do that because I'm sure that he received thousands of letters every week. 
from people that were like, hey, I'm 300 pounds or 400 pounds or something, like, can you please help me? And it's just like the fact that he personally, as far as I could determine, personally wrote back and called these people and sometimes would go and visit them. Like, that blows my fucking mind. And somebody that at that point had made so much money from his Sweat into the Oldies videos, like I said, just his first Sweat into the Oldies video, I don't know if you were in here when I said that, his first Sweat into the Oldies video, he grossed $200 million Damn. just from that one. Damn. And he made a bunch of other ones. And yeah. that whole deal a meal thing that he did, I think yeah. it was deal a meal or the cards that he did, yeah. that was like another $140 million, something yeah. like that. So it's like, so he didn't need the money. As ridiculous as this topic is, our fucking viewership is going up. Well, I tell it's a fascinating yeah, topic. Yeah, 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 they're going up. Yeah, we're not losing viewers. Well, like I said, it just, I kind of feel like <laughs> it's weird because sometimes people yeah. suggest topics. I'm like, really? But then, like, yeah. when I start researching, I'm like, oh wow, this is yeah, actually really interesting. Good, yeah. This is actually really interesting. Yeah. Well, and like the more I looked into, like I said, I knew who Richard Simmons was. Like I said, it's impossible. Well, everybody not everybody to. can relate to this. But yeah, and it, but he's like a fascinating person because yeah. I found him a fascinating person because he's a huge celebrity. Like I said, I wouldn't even say celebrity. He's like a cultural icon, right? Um, just recognizable across generations. And the fact that somebody like that, like somebody so, I'm not, like, he, he's like not, he's like the anti-celebrity a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's like over the top and he has like a persona and everything like that, but it's just like the fact that he was so approachable, yeah. I think. Like yeah. he just did regular shit, like, he just was really, and seemed to genuinely care about, like, all the people that write, and, like, I can't really say that about a lot of other celebrities. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of celebrities will, like, hang out, and, like, yeah, I'll sign autographs and he was stuff. He's a soft-hearted guy. But he, yeah. yeah, and in a way, that's awesome. Like, we yeah. need more people like that, but in a way, I think that fucked him up in the end. Yeah. Because, like I said, if you're that empathetic, you're going to take everyone else's problems and it's going to become a burden on you. Mm. And I think that that was Good maybe ultimately... Life. Yeah, and, and I see that, and I can yeah. see how that would happen. So, so what happened? And like I said, I wasn't even aware of this until somebody informed me about this. Because I didn't really thought about it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really keep up with celebrity news or anything like that. But apparently what happened, and I think it was... Um, as far as I can recall, I think it was the day after Valentine's Day of 2014. So almost 10 years ago now. So it was February 15th, 2014. And the people who always came to Richard Simmons' uh, class in at Slimmons, his gym in Beverly Hills, he didn't show up. Now, as you might imagine... Um, the people started becoming a little like concerned because they were like, well, he's always here. Uh, he's always on time. He's always, you know, very, like I said, approachable. He's always calling people. He's always texting people. But it seemed like in around February of that time, he had actually been to an event. He was actually, I saw some uh, footage of him from kind of like a public appearance or like a public event from January of that year of like 2014. And he seemed normal, like, in the interview. He seemed, like, slightly more downbeat than usual, but, like, not anything that was, like, alarming or anything. But the fact that this one day in February in 2014, he just didn't show up to teach his classes. 
So a lot of his students, like well, many of whom were regulars, they started to become alarmed. They're like, well, where did he go? Why is he not here? And so they thought that was a little bit weird. And as time went on, um, people started to get more and more worried because it wasn't just a, it wasn't just a case of him not showing up for like public appearances anymore. Because another thing that he would do that he was very well known for. So, you know, if you're in LA in Hollywood and they do, uh, you get on the tour bus and they go around to they're like, Hey, this is Leonardo DiCaprio's house or whatever the fuck. So it's like, so they do these tour bus things and they would always, all of the tour bus companies would drive by Richard Simmons's house because they said Richard Simmons, whenever a tour bus came by, he loved that shit. Like he would wait at the window. <laughs> then when the tour bus came by, he would come out his house and talk to everybody in the tour bus. You know what I mean? And he would be like, hey, how are you doing? It's like, how is, you know, who are you? Well, like, what's your name? And he would like socialize with everybody on the tour. He loved it. And he even said like he loved like socializing with all the people. So much so that there was like some footage and I saw this on a documentary earlier. He came out his house when a tour bus came by and he was talking to people on the tour bus and a dude drove by, like he was kind of like, ooh, yay. And like he kind of fell backward like that and a dude was going by in his car and ran over his foot <laughs> and I think like broke the bones in his foot and it was bleeding and everything. Damn. And like the guy stopped and he like got out and Richard Simmons was such a fucking trooper that he was just kind of like, no, it's fine. And he kept talking to the people on the bus. He had to go to the fucking hospital later because his yeah. fucking foot was broken and shit. But he was like talking to the people on the bus. And they um, they talked to some on that podcast that I was listening to. They talked to like some tour bus drivers and stuff. And they said, oh my God, we would always drive by Richard Simmons' house because he would always come out. Like he was our only like guaranteed celebrity sighting. Yeah. He loved it. Like he would always come yeah. out and he would interact with everybody on the bus and they fucking loved it. Like he would just come out and put on a show and shit. So the fact that somebody like that, who was so well known in the area, so it would just disappear without telling anybody was very unusual because they said it, it wasn't just a case of like him not showing up to his class, which was weird enough in itself. But he stopped doing the tour bus thing. Like, they never saw him anymore. He stopped contact. He stopped um, calling all of the people that he had called before. He stopped calling his friends. He stopped calling his family. Like, his brother, Lenny, who all, who still lives in New Orleans, he said, well, I still see him every now and then. But it's like, he. I don't know why he disappeared. I don't know. Like, even his brother doesn't know. Hmm. He's like, I guess that's his decision, but whatever. Like, he didn't really know the reason, and he was a little weirded out by it. it Did he like. physically change? Did he look different? See, that, okay. So, no one's entirely sure. So, a couple of years go by, and everyone is just kind of like, what the fuck happened to, like, Richard Simmons? Like, he's not showing up at his classes anymore. Like, I think somebody else took them over. Um, the place stayed open for two more years after his disappearance. But in 2016... It finally closed um, and they had like kind of a big thing at the end. And Richard supposedly sent a message like on social media. It's like, oh, I didn't really want to come there and say goodbye and blah, blah. Um, but he didn't show up like his publicist showed up. It makes me wonder, did he gain a bunch of weight? Um, okay. Okay. That I think me... not. No. But something else might have happened. So here are the theories about it. So some of the theories that were swirling around. 
kind of one of the main theories that was swirling around was that he, okay, so he had this housekeeper. Like I said, he never, um, you know, married or seemed like he was in any kind of like long-term relationship or anything. Yes, there've been a lot of speculations uh, that he was gay. He's never admitted that. I imagine he probably is, but like I said, it's, you know, it's none of my business or whatever. One of the things that he said when he's asked about it was that I, he said, and this is a paraphrase, but this is pretty much what he said. He said, I don't have a lot to offer one person, but I have a lot to offer many people. He seemed like he was kind of, like I said, an introvert, kind of a loner. Um, He liked his alone time, like when he wasn't on. Because as much as the persona of Richard Simmons, like the screamy over the top thing with the crazy outfits and everything. I think that was him to an extent, but I also think it was, you know, an act to a large extent. Also. Well, it's his stage persona. Sure. Um, so I kind of feel like his real persona and he actually kind of said this in not so many words, but he kind of implied, he's like, look, I'm, you know, I'm a loner. I'm a, you know, I'm, he's kind of an introverted person. So, you know, he just likes to kind of go to his house and hole up and not, you know, like I said, he's an introverted person. You go out, you do all this stuff for other people and then it drains you. So you have to kind of go back and be by yourself and recharge. So I get that. So he would kind of go back to his house. Um, Like I said, he really loved his dogs. At one point he had eight Dalmatians um, and his housekeeper, whose name was Teresa. Now, Teresa um, lived with him in his house for more than 30 years. She worked for him for more than 30 years. Now they, the relationship between them, um, I, you know, I, I don't think it was sexual or anything like that, but he did say that it was something like she was almost, they were almost like a married couple in the sense that they'd been together for so long and they did so much. Like he bought her a Mercedes, he bought her a house, um, you know, he, he took care of her is what yeah. I'm saying. And she took care of him in turn, it seemed like. Now, after he disappeared in 2014 or disappeared from the public eye, there seemed to be some speculation that Teresa was controlling him somehow. Um, he, okay. So Richard Simmons had a form, uh, had an assistant who was a Brazilian guy. His name was, I think was Moro. And who was also his masseuse. And they were like really good friends for like a really long time. Now, Moro says that he would come over to the house and that Teresa really, really did not like him for whatever reason. I don't really know why. And that at some point prior, like right around 2014, Teresa told him to get out the house and never come back. And Moro said, allegedly, that when he asked Richard Simmons, is Teresa like controlling you or is she running the shit? Richard Simmons said, yes. I don't know if this is true. This could be just something that Moro was saying. I listened, there was like a little bit of an interview with him on one of the podcasts I was listening to. I will note too that Moro wrote a book. Well, I don't even know if I call it a book because I think it was only 50 pages, but it was called... What was it called? King Rich and the Evil Witch, I think was what it was called. Mm. It was like a fairy tale. Right. But it was very obviously about Richard Simmons and her, about Mm. Teresa. Now, um, so Moro's allegation is that Teresa 
is controlling Richard Simmons through black magic. Okay. Like to do what she wants. And that her end game is to like be like to get all his shit, like when he dies or whatever. Okay. So that's kind of his, that's where he's coming from with it. Now. Santeria. Yeah. Something like that. That's kind of what he's, that's how he's coming at it. And uh, I'm not, okay. I think he does actually believe that. Like just from listening to him talk, um, he doesn't seem like he's trying to scam or nothing like that. She's Mexican or Brazilian? She's Mexican. Okay, then not Santa Maria. She's He's Brazilian. Yeah, okay. She's Mexican. Okay. Um, but from from what I could determine, like everyone else who knew him, like knew Richard Simmons and knew her, because like I said, she's worked for him for 30 odd years. Yeah. And he compares her to like a wife. Like she yeah. lives in his house. You know what I mean? And has and does everything for him. And she does and he does shit for her too. Like he cooks for her and Buys her cars and shit like that. They're buddies. Yeah. So probably the sexual. Though. From yeah, it and most people said it probably is not. Yeah. But most people said she is not that kind of person. Like she would never do anything like that. But there was enough suspicion about it that okay. So Moro, I can't remember what year this was. It might have been 2016 or 2017. He called the LAPD. And asked them to do, like, an elder abuse, like, a welfare check. Yeah. Because he thought, like, something nefarious was going on. Which, like I said, is not weird because the guy that did the podcast, Dan, he was a friend of Richard's. Like, so much so, like, he started going to his class and, like, became friendly. He'd been to dinner at his house and shit like that. So he was, like, buddies. And he knew where his house was. So he's, like, they, at some point, they built a fence around the house, which hadn't been done before. But, and you couldn't really get in. So he's like, so he tried to go to the house and they recorded it like for the podcast Mm -hmm. and Teresa would not let anybody in. So a lot of people started thinking that she was like the gatekeeper and she was like not letting anybody see him for whatever reason. And people started thinking it was for like nefarious reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I don't know. So like, so, so the dude... You know, it, Teresa and the and Moro did not like each other. I get that. I don't know how much stock I want to place in his. I, it does sound like he believes it that she is controlling him somehow. And people got weirded out because when that shit started coming out about that, because the podcast I think came out in 2017. So when that podcast came out people started like worrying about it and they're just like, well, maybe she is like controlling him or something like that. So, so what? So what year was it where he started to pull away from his 2014? He did. Okay. Well, it, it wasn't just though. pulling away. It, he disappeared. Disappeared in 2014. How old was he during that time? Um, probably 60 something. Well, he's 75 now. Yeah. So that was, he was, so he was in his sixties. Sixties. Yeah. So he just because okay. that was like nine years ago. That's pretty old, sixties. And he had made it. Like I said, he made it a public appearance in January of 2014. Like at some kind of, I think it was like a charity event. And or there was something nothing like unusual that. up up right up until he disappeared. Not really. Um, they said the only weird things that had happened um, were that, you know, he seemed like a little more when he was interviewed, and I saw the footage from it. Um, from like a month before he disappeared or something like he was at a public event. Like I, like I said, it was some kind of charity event or some kind of big social thing. And 
he seemed pretty normal. Um, the, like he seemed slightly more downbeat than usual, but not anything like alarming or nothing. Now, some people had said that prior to him disappearing, that he had posted on because he had like you know social media and he had like a website like or, or um you know thing where people would comment like on the boards or whatever, mm-hmm. and like that he almost sounded like because some of them thought that he sounded like suicidal. Hmm. So they got kind of worried, like I said, when they couldn't hear, like when they didn't hear from him anymore. So a lot of people were kind of like alarmed that maybe he was thinking about taking his own life or something. Because a lot of people that knew him well knew that, you know, this, you know, over the top, like joyful persona that he put out was not exactly what he was really like. Um, that he struggled with depression and that he had other things going on. So some people were worried that he was maybe thinking about taking his own life. So that was another thing that caused people concern, especially when he fell off the grid like that. Because like I said, it wasn't just that he stopped showing up in public. He stopped contacting everybody. Like even his closest friends, like they would text him like, hey man, what, you know, where are you or what's going on? And he wouldn't answer, which was very unusual. Yeah. Because he was usually very connected. So, uh, so yeah, understandably, like people got really upset. So... So the cops, so so Morrow called in a welfare check, like an he called it an elder abuse check. You know what I mean? Like go in there and check. And we haven't heard from him in a while, and we we're like afraid that she's controlling him. Now the cop that went there claimed that he went there and talked to Richard Simmons, like at the house, for like an hour, hour and a half, something like that, and that Richard Simmons seemed fine. And that he did not seem under any duress. Um, he seemed quite healthy, quite fit. Hmm. Um, and that nothing nefarious appeared to be going on. But a lot of people didn't really buy that just because, like I said, you have to think this is a dude that's been like so visible. Yeah, and he gave no explanation why he's not calling anybody back. Right. And see, if like I said, if, if he had just, right, if he had just like, like, just ducked out of private life. I don't think yeah. anyone would have blamed, like, or public right, yeah. life. I don't think anyone would have blamed him. Because, look, that's a lot of burden to put on a person. Yeah, but your fr- personal friends and shit. But just, like, your friends and your family yeah. and stuff like that. Because, like I said, his brother, they interviewed his brother on the podcast. His brother, Lenny. His brother, Lenny, said, well, I saw him at Christmas. Like, he, we, we went to his house at Christmas or something like that, and he seemed okay. But it's like, but even his brother didn't know why he just like stopped talking to everybody now speculation okay so the main so the main thing the wildest theory was that the housekeeper was controlling him and when that um allegation started to get out like in 2000 or 2016 or 2017 someone it did sound like richard simmons called the today show like when it was on no visual but you know called his voice yeah and said you know all this stuff about my housekeeper she's lovely like she's been with me all this time it's like it's total i'm totally fine you know i just wanted to get out of the spotlight for i just want to do some stuff for me and blah blah you know don't worry about me yada yada but the the fact that one he wouldn't go on video and that it was just his voice People got even more suspicious because they're like, well, what if she's holding a gun to his head? Or well, like, what if he's under duress of some kind? Because people, here's the thing, people, I, I and I know that, like, if you just want to disappear, if you want to just do, like, a Greta Garbo or something like that, 
Like, that's... She disappeared? You, well, she didn't, did, but she's retired, and she okay. her her famous quote was, I want to be alone, you know oh, what okay. I mean? Yeah. So, so people say he did a garbo. And that is your prerogative. You're a person, you don't want to talk to people anymore, that is entirely up to you, you're an adult. But I think that people were upset because he was just so, he was so much a part of so many people's lives that they kind of felt, I don't know if I want to go so far as to say betrayed, but they felt like, look, he was like so much in my life, like he was helping me, like he was almost like a therapist, like he called me every week and like we talked all the time and then suddenly he's not doing that and he didn't explain why. I think people felt like he had kind of, so I kind of feel like it felt like a betrayal to them a little bit. Especially ones that were, like, really close with him and stuff. And the guy that did the podcast, who was a fairly close friend of his, he said he kind of felt like that, too. He's like, look, I get that everybody has a right to just, like, fucking check out. Like, they don't owe me anything. Obviously, I don't own that person. But the fact that they just kind of disappeared with no explanation is a little bit troubling. And he's like, and I'd like to think that if I did some shit like that and I was having some issues and I was having a time and I just said, fuck this, I'm gonna go away and like not, he's like, I'd like to think that people would care enough about me to check that I was okay. So he was kind of trying to balance maybe, you know, whether Richard Simmons wanted his privacy and just didn't want to fuck with it anymore, which like I said, is totally his prerogative um, with people who loved him actually being genuinely concerned about his welfare. You know, maybe he's depressed. Maybe he was suicidal. Maybe he needs help and we need to reach out to him to do that. And the fact that they can't is very upsetting for them. So you really kind of have to like balance both the things. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, even though Morrow, the assistant slash masseuse, he seemed convinced that Teresa, the housekeeper, was somehow controlling Richard Simmons. Either through, he thought it was through witchcraft, but you know what I mean. Um, but it could have been like, like I said, through force or other ways. And some pe- other people thought that too, because it's like, well, maybe, like I said, maybe, maybe he's making these statements under duress. The, another thing that was suspicious was that he still has like all his social media accounts, and every now and then there would still be posts on there. But some of the posts seemed like they weren't posted by him. And, like, sometimes there'd be photos or videos posted, but they were old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, oh, I posted this photo, blah blah like, with this thing on it. But the photo was, like, four years old or something like that because it had already been posted. So I don't really know if he was doing that or if other people were doing that. And then I think in 2016, 2017, or maybe it was actually later than that, but they actually started reposting a lot of his old um, you know, sweating with the oldies and all that stuff kind of videos because they said, oh, well, during the pandemic, we know everybody like wanted to see his stuff for comfort and we know he's not around anymore. So it's just kind of like, here's all this old stuff that we're posting and yay, the people are still enjoying it and stuff. But people also thought that was suspicious because there's like, well, there's no new footage of him, yeah. you know? So people kind of thought that was also sort of fishy. By the way, Mike Bowser. Yeah. That's David June. Oh, is it really? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, he messaged me. He says, it's me. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so that was kind of the main thing. I don't know if I buy that. Um, She does seem, from everything that I've read about Teresa, she does seem very, I think the word that uh, some people used was gruff. Hmm. 
Um, but the cops went there to do a welfare check and they said that he was fine. And they said they interviewed them both in separate rooms in yeah. case like some shit was going yeah, on. Yeah. And they didn't seem to think anything was sketchy was going on. That was the first time. That some they kind went. of relationship happened. Yeah, maybe. I'm not really sure. I'm going to say a sexual relationship. There's some kind of friendship thing. That he just yeah, I mean, like I said, she'd worked for him for decades. Yeah. Um, and Could they seem like... And she's the only person that lives there. Her and the dogs. Um, he doesn't have a partner. He doesn't have kids yeah. or nothing like that. So Could be that Could be that Simmons just said, fuck it, I don't, I don't want to deal with anybody else. I, I'm done. Maybe it's something like that. Which, like I said, is totally might be understandable. Right. Like, I get it. So like, I don't want to talk to anybody else. I want to just fucking forget all that. Because if... It, they got sh- people that just walk away from their lives that they've never seen again, probably committed suicide. You don't fucking know. I mean, Jesus Christ, but, if anybody has the right to do that, he does. Yeah. Because look at... He spent 40 fucking years of his life yeah. just giving, 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 giving. Yeah. Like, to other people. And it could be kind of something like suicide, but you don't actually kill yourself. You just sit up in your house amongst all that right. fucking wealth. And yeah. Eat and watch shit and just become a recluse. Just might be a Yeah. And like I said, he did seem to have those kind of reclusive tendencies before because I saw an interview with him when he was young. Yeah. And he said that he was very reclusive, that he wasn't really into like partying or anything. He was just kind of like hanging out in his house all the time. So, um, so yeah. So after the, um, Missing Richard Simmons podcast came out, which is actually really good. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts. I listened to it early. It's like six, six episodes. So it's like three hours, something like that. Um, after that came out, like, um, Richard Simmons called the Today Show and said, no, no, I'm fine. Um, you know, nothing's wrong, blah blah But he didn't explain, like, anything. He just said, I'm fine. I'm not missing. Um, so, like I said, they did, the LAPD did visit his house in uh, spring of 2017 and said, he's fine. He's just doing what he wants to do. He's doing his business. Like, leave him alone. Now, he was hospitalized a couple of times in this time period. Um, One time was for, quote-unquote, severe indigestion. Not sure what that was about. The other time, I think, was for, quote-unquote, erratic behavior. I don't know what that's about either. But the thing about it was that whenever he went, um, he would always have all these people around him, and they put a blanket, like, all the way over him. Like, all you could see was, like, his shoes. So he didn't, like, want to be scene i guess Mm. now then in early i believe it was 2017 early 2017 the fucking national Enquirer, because you know how fucking classy they are they come out with this big front page thing that richard simmons disappeared because he's transitioning into a woman and now he wants to be called fiona and there was like a really bad photoshop of Richard Simmons, like, <laughs> yeah. laying on a gurney or something, yeah. like, with woman's hair or whatever. That's a good idea, though. Th- th- I, I gotta say that... That's, Which... <laughs> that's, that's a good That's story. right in the Inquirer's yeah, wheelhouse. Like yeah, Inquirer. That, that's good for Inquirer. That, that's a good gonna story. <laughs> so they put this, like, right on the front Nobody page. takes Inquirer seriously, by the way. I mean, I would hope not. The Sun, too, I would hope not. It's, a, it's just... You, it's kind of a gag newspaper. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are some dumbasses that do take it seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. but... Probably, like, more dumbasses than I want to <laughs> think. But, oh, but yeah, so they put that on the front page. Um, now, according to the TMZ documentary that I saw, like, a friend of his actually was able to call him up and said, um, hey, saw the Inquirer about you. And Richardson was like, yeah. And he's <laughs> like, um, 
So he didn't really think it was true. But he's like, so are you becoming a woman? He's like, no, obviously. He's like, yeah, I didn't think so. And so what happened with that was that Richard Simmons, actually, he didn't come out of hiding or anything, but he did file a lawsuit against the Inquirer for uh, libel. Yeah. Now He got mad mad over that? Well, yeah. Well, I, you know, I can understand that. But the thing about it, so it goes to, he didn't show up in court or anything, but it goes to court and the judge threw it out. Or actually he made Richard Simmons pay like the court costs and stuff, like for the Inquirer. Because the judge's argument, which I kind of agree with, but I kind of don't. The judge said, well, being accused of being transgender it's not is not bad so it's not like he's like i don't want to validate people's prejudices against transgender people by like legalizing it in a sense which i get that and that is kind of an admirable stance but then like people that are actually transgender are like what are you talking about like you know it is kind of because the whole argument that richard simmons uh lawsuit was making was that well you're opening me up to ridicule and hatred and stuff like that um the judge was trying to argue, well, being transgender isn't inherently bad. So he's like, yeah, I understand that people do, you know, uh, do hate those people. And that does like open you up to ridicule, but not enough that you should win a lawsuit against it for being accused of that because it's not bad inherently. So I get that. But like the transgender community was like, yeah, but we do kind of get fucked with. So, you know, maybe you should have, but I don't know. But, like, Richard Simmons did actually have to kind of pay, like, national, so he wasn't, like, happy about that. I'm not really sure how I fall on that, because it just, it seems like a shitty, I don't know, it, it, this is kind of, and this is obviously not to the same extent, but, like, every now and then, like, in the YouTube comments, I also get accused of being a man, for, yes, for whatever reason. I laugh. I got over. another one the other day, um, oh, you got like, yesterday, or yesterday, or yeah, with two it. days ago. Surprise! Based on your comments, <laughs> I can't. That? No, well, yeah. I don't even remember what video it was on. Okay, I think it was one that I did by myself. Mm. But um, but yeah, so I do get that every what now did, and what then. What did you say? I don't remember. Okay. I have. I'll show you tomorrow. I, think I don't, it's I don't remember. Fun. It is kind of funny. Well, I just yeah. I usually just ignore it because I'm just kind of like, okay, whatever, <laughs> lame person. Well, you got you you got a, your your voice, and they don't realize you're 51. They yeah, think, I think they expect you to be like fucking. 21 or 31 or something that's part of but here, here's the thing America and the West fucking you know North America I don't think Europe so much they're having like fucking tranny shock I grew up I grew up I don't understand why people are just so like get the fuck over it yeah. Jesus Christ I grew why up, are people so worried about yeah, it I don't I, get it I grew up I grew up in Brazil all right, fucking. I'm and just, back in the eighties. I'm just open, like whatever, whatever, man. In Sao yeah. Paulo, man, Sao Paulo was fucking known for the fucking best fucking transsexuals in the goddamn world. We had, when I was there, the reigning supermodel. Her name was Roberta Clossi. All right, and she was transgender. You can just look her up. She's still good looking, um, but she was a supermodel. If you were in the clubs. In Sao Paulo, and a and a girl was giving you some action, trying to come your way, and you, she's a little bit too aggressive, but she was hot as shit. You started to immediately suspect that she was transgender, because really they were, in those days, they were fucking better on the average. They were a lot better looking than the average, uh, uh what do you call them, fucking biological woman. Just they still got them today, man. Fucking 
Look up Bruna Butterfly. You'll see what I'm talking about. You see what I'm talking about? I just, I don't get, like, people are so fucking narrow bandwidth, man. It's just kind of like... It's, yeah, whatever. a dude can take fucking it's hormones fine. and fucking uh, uh, test and and fucking steroids really and work out and become hyper-masculine. More of a man than biologically possible, okay? A male can do the same thing with female hormones, know what they're doing. They just become more... Fe- and... and yeah, there's surgeries involved and stuff to get the fucking bottom of the jaw right and this and that. It also depends on when they do this. In Brazil, they were doing this clandestinely because there it was an it was an anarcho tyranny. You can buy whatever drug you wanted. You could get whatever you wanted. The laws didn't matter if you had money. So most of those girls never went through a male puberty. They were females by 13, 14, taking female hormones. So they never went through them. There was no skeletal issues. Is it healthy? I don't know. They seem to live long enough. But you have to keep up with that. That's... Well, and I think they... I mean, and I'm, they're aware of yeah. what they have to do they know to they keep have up to do, with right? it. Yeah. You know. So yeah. it's just kind of... I don't know. It's just... It's weird. Like, Tammy makes the point they were lying about him. Yeah, and that's the yeah. thing. I don't think it was yeah. a case of... Like, yeah. I I understand, like, the ju- I agree with the judge saying it's like, well, being transgender isn't inherently bad, so it's just like calling you that isn't insulting you necessarily. But they were lying about him because he wasn't yeah. actually transitioning, so it's just kind of like... I don't know. That's kind of like a legal gray area, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's still kind of liable if they're, like, like making shit up about you, though, right? The weird thing about... I think that... But I think that yeah. you have to prove that... If, to prove libel, because it's in the U- U.S., I think the laws are more stringent, in, well, at least in the U.K., but in the U.S., to prove libel, you not only have to prove, like, they, people can lie about you all day long, like, nobody cares, but um, you have to prove that if, even, like, if they lied about you or what they said about you, like, damaged your reputation enough that you weren't, you couldn't make money or, like, you had some kind of, like, like shit happened to you like your wife left you or yeah. whatever the fuck like you have to prove some kind of like concrete thing that happened to you like as a yeah. result of the lie that they told about you so it can't yeah. just be oh they lied about me because that happens all day long you, you have to prove some kind of like concrete yeah. uh you know uh result that happened because of the lie that they right. told about you well next time they come at you with the trans things just send them your fucking mini vids and just say fucking watch a video and see make sure you know fucking you know make some money off of them those are those are fucking saps anyway i think it's just funny it is it's just it's, it's odd just, it's funny, it's, funny. it's just like i said i'm yeah. not offended yeah it's just <laughs> odd that i keep getting that i'm like it's just like it, is this some weird off hand way of you like wanting to see like a photo of like no I, me not having a dick the videos are out there because i don't videos are out there like just, i said there's videos out there videos out there if you really want to know slamming the hell out of it it's all good you got better what's coming yeah you know yeah I really don't have a dick and never had <laughs> never have had one. Well, you could go back in time, like from fucking uh, th- two or three years ago, and her voice didn't sound like that. Uh, but like I said, this is that's temporary. Once certain things are done, you, she can come on. The, she's nowhere near where it be, where. And like I said, the thing about my voice, like I I know we bring it up a lot, <laughs> but honestly, I didn't really. I'm not saying I didn't notice it, because I did. Yeah. 
But it didn't bother me until people started bringing it up. Well, you brought it up, too. <laughs> no, people, no. The reason I brought it up was because okay. other people started yeah. bringing it up. And I then I was like, oh, I guess that's a thing If now. you look at all your top fitness girls, their fucking voices are fucking rougher than hers. I mean, I don't mind yeah. my voice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But Bakar Naviva's voice is like twice as rough as that. And Bakar, you would never confuse her for a fucking man, you know. She looks like a fucking leopard. She doesn't look like a human, almost. You know, she's fucking looks like a damn cartoon character. She looks like something out of a superhero novel. But she's gonna have a rough voice. And that's just what it's gonna do to you. Yeah, Bryce said, if I got accused of being transgender, I honestly wouldn't care. I don't really care either. I just think it's like weird. Well, I. And, and I don't think it's weird because I'm being accused of transgender. I'm. Yeah. I think it's weird because other people would care. Yeah. That's why I think it's weird. Like, and that you would care enough to comment on the video of someone you don't even know. Some dude. Like, are, why would you take the time? That's very, very strange. I found to me. in the fitness, very strange. I found why in, would you care that much? I found in the fucking enhanced Bizarre. fitness scene. Uh, there, are a lot of the audience is very insecure males. Yeah, clearly. They're little balls of estrogen. All right. And compared to you, yeah, you would be a man compared to them. That That's how... Yeah, because they'll beat your fucking ass. That's how, yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's how low low their testosterone levels are. I'll beat your fucking ass yeah. and then I'll shame you about your like yeah. lack of knowledge about horror yeah. movies. That's how Some I'm of these younger roll. guys, you look at them and it doesn't look like they went through puberty properly. And you're like... And they talk and it sound, to me it sounds like a woman. You know? Which, when I was on trend, was disgusting. Yeah, to see dudes like that. I wanted to kill them and rape them. <laughs> yeah, that was a whole other thing. We've talked about that on yeah, the show. Yeah, trend makes you fucking crazy, all right? And it was only towards really weak men. You just wanted them gone. You wanted to just stomp them into fucking jelly, you know? Which is, it's a very mind-altering fucking hormone. Do not take trend. Yeah, we've said that before. Yeah, do not take trend. Bryce says, I always get accused of being straight. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Bowser says, I don't know, Jenny's voice sounds the same. It's like, I constantly listen to Mammoth Mountain Poltergeist to go to sleep. Yeah. Like I did the audiobook like yeah, several yeah, years yeah. back, and it's pretty similar. Yeah, I didn't really pretty think similar. it was that different. Like I said, I didn't really, it didn't occur to me until people started bringing it up. Yeah. In you, comments and like in person, like a friend of ours yeah. said well, something about it to me. girl there has other issues she brought that up i know who you're talking about yeah you know who i'm talking about yeah she and then it just kind of made me feel to, i was like what well she wanted to combat weight all right and uh when it came down to injecting things she started to go like well i don't, I don't know if i want to do that and then she goes there's got to be bad side effects somewhere and she goes her jenny's voice did change and i said yeah but if she didn't do that she'd probably be fat like you did you really say that? No, but that's what I was thinking. Oh, shit. Without that, she'd be fat You're like such you. a bitch, Tom. Because, yeah. <laughs> because once a woman gets beyond a certain age, the hormones just aren't there to fucking process food. I'm not well. bothered. I mean, to be honest, I've never been the girliest of girls. Ever You're since. A tomboy. Ever since. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go that far. Because I, I kind of feel like tomboy is more like, oh, I'm going to go play baseball and fuck that. I don't like sports yeah. or nothing like that. But I was always into kind of like boy shit. I was always into like horror, horror movies, movies and, and science and yeah. shit like that, which still you know, that was all a good thing. Sadly, is yeah. kind of considered boy stuff. Yeah, that's all a good thing though, because uh, fucking 
I had a lot more in common with you. And well, look, yeah. I tell you one thing is that Jen dealing with Jen, she's a woman. She has some women female idiosyncrasies, but a lot of her is like dealing with the dude, which is a good thing because you can reason with her. And, and like hyper feminine women, you can't reason with them. They're just well, I can't reason with them either. Yeah, she can't reason with them. She knows exactly. What I can't. Talking. I can't hang with super girly girls. Yeah, super either. girly girls are just they like, get on my fucking nerves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and like super dudely dudes get on yeah. my fucking nerves also. Yeah, I don't yeah. really like people that are like one extreme yeah, or the other in yeah. that sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes the super doodly dudes, like you're talking about, aren't all that doodly when you get down to the bottom of it. Well, that's why I can't hang with them, because it's all... Yeah. It's covering for insecurities, and I can't really hang with them. When I was talking about earlier, when I was talking about hormones and hypermasculinity, a lot of these dudes that are on this shit, you look at them, they're fucking huge, right? Those dudes cry at the movies, they're very hormonal and shit. Sensitive. That's uh, okay. They'll attack you because you hurt their feelings. Uh, it's because fucking there's there's a lot of hormones going on in there, and uh, nice guys. They're they're actually nice. They're not, but I I, I have a different s- sympathetic abilities with them because I know what they're taking. You know, they're I would ra- you just, know what I would rather a yeah. dude that saw like a sad movie. Yeah. Like a dog got killed or something, which yeah, yeah, don't yeah. do that in movies. <laughs> yeah. And that dude cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he owned it. Yeah. Don't well, pretend you didn't cry. That's fucking sad. Well, when you're it's taking... sad. When you're taking a lot of gear... That's a human reaction. Yeah. When you're taking a lot of gear... Don't be ashamed of that. Taking a lot of gear, you're going to have estrogenic reactions and progesteronic actions. And high levels of progesterone aren't really normal in guys. That's more normal. Don't pretend female. you don't feel shit. Right. That's make that's, you kind of make you kind of sensitive. <laughs> but see, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like people that are like overly sensitive. Well, mm. nobody likes that. I don't. I don't like girls that are overly sensitive. Yeah. I don't like dudes that are overly sensitive. Yeah. But I don't like people that pretend they don't feel anything either. Yeah. Because I kind of feel like that's a dude thing. It's just like, oh, that movie wasn't scary, or that wasn't sad, or whatever. It's just like yeah. fuck that. I don't. I don't. And like I said, feel emotions. Yeah. Emotions are human. It's it's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't go, like, crazy with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You know, gym bros are uh, emotional. <laughs> that's but that's bad, okay. Honestly, and, and I'm going to say, <laughs> as much as I never want you to take trend ever yeah. fucking yeah. again, seriously, yeah. Yeah. don't ever do that. No. Nah. It's not worth it. There was one thing. Yeah. I did kind of like, you call it simpy, but yeah. it's like, I did kind of like that you it almost kind of like opens you up to feeling emotions more like a woman would feel i guess kind if you of. want to put it that way well it's everything at once well you became yeah. more empathetic toward yeah. because when i explained to you it's like because you explained oh i'm feeling like this and i was like oh you know women feel like that most of the time yeah. you know what i mean and the fact that you were able to you're like oh you understood it i think that kind of like widened your bandwidth some yeah because I found you much easier to deal with yeah. after the after you went off that shit. Yeah. Never again. Thank you very much, Bryce. What did he say? Uh, he gave us ten dollars. Thank okay. you very much. I listened to an old movie review. You guys did Burnt Offerings. Oh my god, I love yeah, that yeah, fucking yeah, movie. Yeah. And the book is great too. If you've never yeah. read the book, uh, Robert Morasco wrote the book. Yeah. Please read it. Your voice didn't sound different to me. Your accent sounded more like uh, the Hodge twins through Love the Show. Just tuned in. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, I don't. And Tammy said I didn't really notice until I watched your old shows. Yeah, like, every now and then, I don't usually watch our old shows, but yeah. every now and then, like, I'll hear, like, old shows, like, yeah, it was slightly higher, but it's like, I don't know, I'm not bothered. Yeah. It's just, it's He's, weird to me that... Yeah, the Hodge twins, that's a good observation. Um, 
if you don't know who the Hodge twins are, they're two ex Marine twins. They're they're ex well they're ex body ex fitness guys, and the co- comedians, and they're from Alabama, and their accent is very. Delta, Mississippi Delta sound in Louisiana, excuse me, Mississippi and Alabama sound similar. They're mixed guys. They're they're black guys. They would be considered black in the South. But my dad and all of his friends sound exactly like that. If you and that's the way people in the deep south sound. Um doesn't really matter their color. If you were to hear my dad on the phone or those guys, you wouldn't be able to know who was what color. It's just it's a lot of a lot of blackisms are more like southernisms more than anything else. They just kind of spread out everywhere. That is true. And so, but when, where it came from was Mississippi and Alabama, and uh, a lot of the a lot of it actually you can trace it back to fucking Scotland, archaic Scotland and Ireland and northern which is weird to think about really yeah the diction that we use a lot of the terminology that we use actually comes from scotland 1600s in the middle of fucking clan warfare you know thousands of years of fucking mutual murder between families and that's a lot that's really kind of what the south sprang from even in the old days in the 1800s it was more like pre-industrial it was more kind of like feudal japan than it was the north or america south is very interesting especially those two states mississippi alabama louisiana florida panhandle also about the same thing aka alabama south yeah (laughs) kentucky and tennessee were almost kind of refined or the redneck riviera yeah they also call it that (laughs) kentucky and tennessee were considered like refined and civilized and virginia that was compared to mississippi and alabama but good people good people just a different way of doing things well you know but yeah, so there was that. So there was a whole lawsuit. Like I said, Richard Simmons, I guess he kind of lost it because even though technically, as Tammy said, they did lie about him because he wasn't transitioning, um, the judge, like I said, didn't want to validate the prejudices by saying that that was a bad thing, which, like I said, is kind of, like I said, I I agree with that, but I don't agree with making Richard Simmons pay the fucking court costs for the National Enquirer because fuck that. They should have just thrown it out is what they should have done. If they were going to go that route. But yeah. No, it wasn't like Sonny Bean and the cannibal family. The South had food. We didn't have to cannibalize people. <laughs> I mean, I've never eaten a person. No, South that, had a lot of food. That you know of. Yeah. South was paradise. Compared. Tom's probably eaten a person. No, I haven't eaten anybody. But the, the, the yet. South, not yet. <laughs> I had to be real desperate. I'd have to be real desperate. Or real mad. <laughs> or real mad. Yeah. I'd have to really despise you. Yeah, I, I, I could think of some people that I'd be mad enough yeah. at to, to eat. Sure. And it would have to be outside the realm of law and order. We'd, you'd have yeah. to be, I'd have to be in the apocalypse. Because <laughs> I wouldn't want to be held accountable for that. Yeah, if there's a zombie apocalypse, yeah. oh, I'm absolutely yeah. eating people. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that. I got I have protein a problem requirements, man. <laughs> <laughs> you like those dudes down in Tom said, even after the zombie apocalypse, yeah. Tom is going to keep working out. Yeah. So if he can't yeah. get protein one way, he's gonna yeah. get it somehow. It's gonna be like Terminus. Just, just on Walking Dead. <laughs> he's gonna say <laughs> he's gonna have a grill and everything. Yeah. But um, I don't blame you. I'd probably do the same. 
You know what I mean? But like I said, you got to be a real asshole. I dress it up so it wouldn't look human or anything and debone everything and make nice fillet, fillets. And Just get some like fucking fire ass meat or something. It doesn't look like a person. Like a deer, dress a deer. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Like I said, you'd have to be a real ass. I'm not going to do that to nice people. I'll, I'll just do that to assholes. So you know what I mean? Unless I, like I said, unless I get real hungry. But yeah, so, um, so we sued the Inquirer. Unfortunately, he lost, even though, like I said, I kind of agree with the judge's reasoning on that, but I don't agree that Richard Simmons should have had to pay, pay the court costs for the Inquirer because that's kind of shitty. But, you know, I see where he's coming from, but I don't know if I get it. Now, there was another lawsuit filed in June of 2018. And he apparently sued, like I said, he didn't show up in court or anything, but he sued a private investigator because by this point he'd been missing, this was 2018. So he'd been missing for four years and people were starting to get curious about like where he was. And the fact that, like I said, he had previously been so visible and he had like all these friends that were worried about him. And so some people were hiring private investigators or having the cops go over and stuff like that. So this private investigator allegedly put a tracking device um, on a car that Richard Simmons uh, supposedly used. And so he sued him uh, for that. Now, I think that this... Well, at least as far as Richard Simmons had alleged, this investigator had maybe been hired by a magazine. I think it was In Touch Weekly um, to put this thing on his car, like to see where he was going and stuff. Um, so they actually kind of like he actually ended up filing a criminal complaint. Um, but I guess they let the shit go forward. I don't really know how that one ended up, but mm, there's that whole thing. So the thing about it, like nobody, his closest friends, his family, everything like that, didn't really hear from him much after 2014. He completely fell off the grid. By all accounts, he was still in his house. So in a sense, he wasn't like missing. That's why I put like disappeared in, you know, uh, quotes or bunny rabbit ears, if you prefer the Eddie Izzard terminology. But he really wasn't seen outside anymore and he wasn't like contacting anybody. Now TMZ did a documentary about it in 2022. It's on Hulu. If you want to watch it. Um, I watched it earlier this morning. Now their allegation, they did kind of get into the whole, you know, maybe his housekeeper is holding him hostage or, you know, or he's transitioning or whatever. And they kind of like dismiss those. They thought what the deal was, was that here's one thing. Now, T according to TMZ, I don't know if this is absolutely true or not, because I think the TMZ documentary is the only place that I heard this. But Richard Simmons apparently, allegedly, was born with a birth defect in the sense that he didn't have, what was it? He didn't have like all the bones in his feet or something. So... I don't know. So he had something like wrong with the bones in his feet or whatever. Like, and it's a birth defect. So he's had it for like a long time. So because of this, like he's always had problems with his knees. And a lot of his students that went to Slimmons said the same thing, that he was always having problems with his knees. Now he had apparently had a knee replacement on one of his knees. I believe it was his right one. And I don't remember what year it was, but it was like a few years back. 
And um, so that had kind of, uh, you know, sort of healed up and stuff. But he really, really hated surgery. But the thing about it was that the other knee also needed surgery and he really, really didn't want to do it. And at this point, he was like walking with a cane, allegedly. This is what some people have been saying. So the fact that he couldn't really walk all that well anymore, because the doctors were saying, well, hey, if you don't get this other knee replacement, you might not be able to exercise anymore, um, and you might not be able to walk anymore. And he was getting upset about that. Um, And there was also, like, about a few weeks to a month before he disappeared, his last dog, because like like I said, he had eight Dalmatians. His last dog, Hattie, who was 17 years old at the time, passed away. Um, and that was pretty much, I mean, they were like, the, the dogs were like his family. You know what I mean? Which, you know, I get that. We have cats and they're like our children also. So the fact that every time one of them died, like he just was inconsolable about it. And the fact that this was his last one. Um... A lot of people thought that that was a big factor as well. And actually, the dude that did the podcast, he said that was the last email he got from Richard Simmons was when Hattie died. Um, He sent him an email. It said, you know, I'm sorry to inform you. Like, Hattie passed away. Like, I need some time or something like that. And that was the last time he ever heard from him, like back in 2014. So some people have said, well, maybe that was contributing as well. Um And some people have looked back and said, you know, he was kind of talking about maybe bowing out prior to that, like some kind of cryptic things that he said prior to that, that maybe he was just kind of like going to duck out or whatever. Um, They did keep Slimmons open for two years after he disappeared with other people filling in for his classes. And he they said it was weird because they kept putting up new signs like there'd be a sign and it would be like, you know, Richard's knee is fucked up and it's like he can't be like he'll be back next month and it's like but they kept replacing it and he never showed up you know what I mean so finally in 2016 they announced they were closing it and a lot of people were like upset about it so a bunch of people like turned up for the last class and they were kind of like oh do you think Richard's gonna show up or whatever but he didn't like his publicist showed up and was like oh you know Richard's fine he didn't want to be here today because he doesn't really like goodbyes Like, he'll get all upset and everything. And so he never showed up. And that was the thing, too. Like I said, he still kept... There was still shit going on on social media. And he did post something about that. Like, oh, I don't want to come because, you know, I'll... You know, my... My eyes will get all red and I'll get all upset about it. I don't like goodbyes and blah blah But it's just kind of like... I don't know. Some people thought that it didn't really sound like him or something. And like I said, a lot of the stuff that was posted on his social media was old stuff. Like there were pictures that were like several years old or videos that were like really old. So people started getting concerned about it. But as far as anyone knows, like no one's really seen him. Now, there has been some allegations that he have been that he's been going out, like going out for walks or going to the beach or something like that. But maybe in some kind of disguise where nobody recognizes him because there have been, there was a dude on the, I think it was on the TMZ documentary who was, um, I don't know, like he worked for one of the tabloids or whatever. And it's like, look, like our whole job is getting pictures of celebrities when they don't want celebrities, you know, pictures taken of them. So it's like Richard Simmons is like, he's the fucking master of hiding because we have not been able to get a picture of this motherfucker 
for years and years and years, and that is unprecedented. It's like, because we get pictures of, like, all kind of motherfuckers that don't want pictures taken of them. Yeah. But it's like, so if he is disguising himself or something like that, he's like a master of fucking disguise because we're not able to get anything on him if he's going out and about. He must really be disguising himself really well because they haven't been able to... Because everybody knows where he lives. Like I said, everybody knows his house. They drive past his house on the fucking tour bus and everything like that. It's very well known where he lives. His house. There's pictures of it like all over the internet. You can find it. So, and he's still in there, as far as anybody knows. Um, some people have speculated that maybe he's dead and nobody wants to wants him to know. But the thing about it is that what they were speculating on the TMZ show, they said what probably happened is that because of his knee issues, um, that he might not be able to exercise anymore. He might not be able to, you know, he's in his mid-70s now. And maybe he didn't want everybody to see him as like a feeble old man. And he wanted people to remember him the way he was. And so maybe um, he's just decided that he's going to go full. Because the only time he's been out, like the one time he went out because he had to go to the hospital for some kind of issue that he had, like he had a blanket like over his whole body, except all you could see was his shoes, like his tennis shoes. And so they're like, well, maybe... He's not fat. Like, you can tell he's not fat. And the cops that went there, because they've done, like, I think two welfare checks on him. Yeah. Because people were worried. And they said when they went there, it's like, he looks fine. Like, he looks healthy. Like, he looks, he's still thin. He's not fat or nothing. They said he grew a beard, but that's about it. It's the same thing that uh, Betty Page did. Betty Page won't allow any, last time we've heard from her, I think she might be dead now. She wouldn't allow any photographs of her. She would just record her voice because she wanted people to remember the way she looked. The way she looked back in the old yeah. days. Yeah. Which, like I said, if you're known for right. your looks or a particular look, yeah, I can see yeah. that. And evidently she was hideous in the 60s. Yeah, she was unrecognizable. That's kind of sad. Yeah. Well, it, I don't know all the details. I heard that we ought to do a show about her. I heard she had a pretty rough life. We should uh, do a show about um, Betty Page. She's actually yeah. a fascinating person. One of the first real kind of mainstream, in a certain way, porn stars. I gotta pee. Even her. though I don't think technically anything she did was porn. It wasn't. Like, it was nowadays, just, it, it, yeah. it's very softcore. Yeah, just <laughs> nude and BDSM stuff. But, back then, it was like... But by, back then, that was porn. Um, it was just legal porn that could be sold. But I don't know what's true about Betty. Some of the stuff I heard might have been legends... But uh, Jen could probably dig it up. Um, I once heard that she was real um, uh, secretive because she was in a interracial relationship back in the 50s. Uh, but I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, Jen could probably dig it, dig it up. But I know that she was... Uh, she liked her job, though. She loved being a... Basically a fetish pinup model. Said she had fun doing it. There was a lot of old forgotten girls from that from from those days. Some of those girls were just fucking just genetic phenomes, man. Phenomenal genetics. Fucking great fucking physiques. And uh most of them were strippers though. But uh 
the, the, the old school American farmland would push out some girls that were just fucking incredible, man. Fucking, uh, nowadays you, you'd need plastic surgery to replicate it, but it was all fucking natural. Thing is, is the way Betty actually looked in, in the photographs and in real life is not the way she's drawn. She's redrawn a lot, being very kind of voluptuous, but that's not how she really Well, she looked life. very regular, very she's girl a, next door. And I think that was body, part of her she was a B cup. appeal. Yeah, she was a B cup, though. But she's constantly being redrawn as like fucking double D or E. Yeah, or they, G. they give her like way bigger tits yeah, and a way bigger ass really than she actually right, had. Yeah. But she was like a fascinating person. Right. She seemed like a nice person, yeah. I always thought. But they had some strippers from her era that had that build. You can dig them up. Uh, X, X Videos has most of them. Just look up re vintage retro, fucking, you know, big boobs, whatever. You'll, you'll see them. They. Fucking, I can't remember their names offhand, but there was there was a lot of them. What is she doing? I don't know. What are you doing, Poke? Oh, she's up in the chair. I yeah. see her a little bit. But see, okay, so the thing about, I think the thing that's causing all of the, I don't know if I'd call it controversy, but all of the kind of situation about the Richard Simmons thing is the question of how much does Richard Simmons owe to his, not just his fans, but his family and his friends and stuff like that. Because like I said, it would be something else if he just kind of like, just cut off the fans and said, you know, I don't have the energy to like write back to thousands of people everywhere. Like, I think everyone would understand that. But the fact that he cut off everyone, like even his friends and stuff. And so they were a little, I don't know if I want to say offended, but they were a little confused. Because it's like, hey, this was like a really close friend of mine and now he's not answering my phone calls or answering my texts. And that would be a little upsetting because you don't know what's going on with them. On the other hand, um, this is a man who spent decades of his life um, essentially like living for other people, like helping other people. Um and with that, how much obligation comes with that is kind of like the, the main question. And I think that that's why people are so concerned about his disappearance in particular, just because he was so um, visible in people's lives and he was so much a part of people's lives. And then suddenly he's not a part of people's lives. Just, just He just cut himself off from most human contact, like very suddenly without telling anyone ahead of time. And I think that people, rightly or wrongly felt, um, like I said, I don't, betrayed might be too strong a word, but you would kind of feel like that. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I just kind of feel like that. And the guy on the podcast made this analogy. He said, if I had been to, like, if I had gone to a therapist, for example, for 30 years and, you know, yeah, I was paying him, but I felt like we had established a rapport and, like, I had told him all this personal shit about myself and I'd been to his house and he'd been to my house and we were kind of friends and everything like that. And then he suddenly just ghosted me. He's like, I kind of feel like I would be owed something a little bit. He's like, I don't know if that's legit or not. Um, so I don't know. I think that's kind of why people are so wrapped up in this whole uh in the disappearance because somebody like richard simmons just 
cutting everyone off suddenly seems very odd. So I can understand why people were concerned that something sinister was going on, something nefarious was going on. Maybe he's being held against his will or something like because that. It's hard to do that. It's hard to hold somebody against their will for a long period of time. Not yeah, not and, physical and I don't necessarily yeah. think he was, but I yeah. do... I do get why people might think that because yeah. it is unusual, unusual for somebody like him. Now you can do it with mental and, and mental entrapment, kind of like the way Scientologists will entrap other Scientologists where they won't leave the cult because of religious beliefs and shit. But that's hard to do. I think that'd be hard to do with somebody like Richard Simmons to entrap somebody into right. some kind of a web where, to me, it just sounds like. Dude doesn't give a shit. Just wants to fucking be a recluse. Yeah. Like. Which, like yeah. I said, maybe he just reached yeah. his saturation point. Yeah. Which is is perfectly within his rights because yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, he certainly did a lot more for the world than most people. Now, Seth said that I thought Betty Page became a born again Christian. She did, her. yeah. Yeah, I've heard so many things. I don't know exactly what's true. I think Jen might need to dig it up. Maybe we'll do a show on her. I think I she did, that, yeah. I heard that one also, but I also heard an interview with somebody who's supposedly her talked about how she wanted to do remembered the way she was and that she had a great time doing that, and that she didn't that she she thought uh, she was basically saying she had no problem with nudity and didn't know why people cared about it that it was just something that was fun i don't really understand why people have yeah. an issue with it either right. but like i said you know this is coming from us we uh, yeah. we do that kind of shit too yeah so it's 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 just fun for us yeah right? i'm not really bothered we didn't really do it for the money and i don't really understand why anybody yeah. would be bothered like i said either watch it or don't it's just right. kind of like i'm not bothered about it yeah Tammy said, it would be like you two just stop doing the show with no warning. We would all be worried about you guys. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And that's like to, you know, to a lesser extent. And I kind of think about that too. It may have not have seemed that way to Simmons though. Maybe it, not. It might have seemed like to him that he handed the business over and he wanted to step out of the limelight and let it run like a franchise or something. And he could just become like Colonel Sanders where he's just a pitcher. He's a pitcher on the bucket, a fucking chicken. You don't see that dude anymore. Maybe he's like, he I'm just, like something like that. Maybe. And I get, maybe his justification was, look, if I come out and make a big fucking to-do about, yeah. oh, I'm retiring, like everyone would freak out and it'd be yeah. like this big fucking thing. And, and maybe he just it. didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, because I didn't know that any of this happened. Which, like I said, I, I, I can know. understand that. Like, I understand, you know, I'm an introvert myself. So coming from a fellow introvert... Like, I understand you don't want a big fucking fuss made about you. You don't yeah. want to be the center of attention. Like, you don't... Like, I get that. So, he's just kind of like, look, I'm just going to very quietly... I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to be... Just yeah. be Homer yeah. Simpson backing into the bushes. He's just going to do that and not say anything to anybody. Which, like I said, kind of seems shitty to the people closest to him because they're like, dude, what the fuck? Because, like I said, his brother didn't even know. Like, he still sees him, I guess, but he doesn't. He didn't tell him why he did it. Although Black Magic is a cool story. I do kind of like that story. Back. Like, wouldn't it be... And I don't want to, like, cast aspersions on yeah. Teresa because yeah. I'm sure she's a lovely person. <laughs> He's a Black Magic. But it is kind of, like, funny. Yeah. That, that I don't believe that's a, like, Black Magic yeah. isn't real, obviously. But, um... It is kind of like a funny, yeah. it's a funny um, 
thing to think about <laughs> that this woman who's known him for 30 odd years is suddenly using black magic to like control yeah. and i feel like she doesn't have to he already bought her a mercedes he already bought her a house i'm sure she's probably getting all his shit after he dies because that's his housekeeper but it's also like his friend and his yeah. roommate um they've lived together for more than 30 years uh, and he s- compared it to a marriage. Yeah. So I don't really see any reason why she would need to fuck him over at this stage. Um, I feel like if she was going to fuck him over, she would have done it a long time ago. Um, and everyone that I saw interviews with that knew her well said she wouldn't do that. Like, she's just not that kind of person. And I don't really see any reason to doubt them. So, and like I said, I'm not shitting on the dude that made those claims maybe he does believe that i don't really know maybe he doesn't know richard as well as she does or i don't really know what the situation is there um the two of them don't like each other that's for sure uh she didn't like him and didn't like him being over there but that or at least as far as i could determine but you know it it seems like a little and the shit does happen i i get it like when people get older and a little bit more feeble or whatever yeah people will take advantage but I don't think that's what's going on. But I also, on the other hand, I also don't, um, I don't question why people would, uh, w- wouldn't like go there and would like ask about that because people are worried about him. Like I said, yeah. it's kind of like Tammy saying, like if we suddenly didn't stream and didn't have a message about anything, like people would wonder where the fuck we went. Like, obviously, it's not to the same extent as Richard Simmons, because... He had millions of people. He has millions of millions of people. Like, maybe we'd have, like, a few dozen people being like, hey, what, are you guys dead, or what the fuck? You know this, what I mean? But it's the same from, kind of thing, just, like, dude, on a much smaller scale. This dude came from the era of fucking early cable TV and malls, all right? And his shit was in malls. Everybody knew this motherfucker. He was a fixture, all right? He didn't have much to choose from. I knew who Richard Simmons everywhere. was. Everywhere. Everybody and I did. didn't really want to know who Richard Simmons he was. He was everywhere. He was fucking everywhere. You see this shit. You, you know, couldn't man. avoid him. You couldn't avoid him. <laughs> it was, at that time, when you were my age at that time, that shit was extremely uncool. You were trying to fucking avoid that shit. <laughs> All right. But, uh, no, he had a little empire going. And uh, an empire built on fat women. You know. But they needed him. <laughs> and like I said, it's not, you know, when you say it like that, it almost sounds like exploitative. But yeah. I don't, he, he was wasn't, it was, he wasn't coming at it like that. Yeah. Which, like I said, in a way, like, that's what kind of makes him cooler because he seems like a, such an unlikely celebrity. Yeah. Because he seems like he was coming at it from a genuine place of, look, I was a fat kid. I yeah. was bullied. I lost all this weight in a really unhealthy way, but then I got into more health and I want to help other people to achieve the same shit that I achieved. And that seemed to be his only motive. He didn't really seem to have any ulterior motives. And the thing about him that was cool was that he was very earnest. You don't really see that a lot. And it was realistic goals. That too. And I think that was a big help. He wasn't talking about getting shredded or taking a 250-pound fat girl... And turn her, turning her into a supermodel. That's not, or you know, Playboy Bunny. Yeah, and I don't he think he ever pro- like. I don't think he ever made those claims. Yeah, but there were other fitness and diet programs that would infer that based upon yeah the photos which that is they were what showing. Made them sucky. They would show some fat girl in fucking terrible clothes without any makeup on, and then you say, and in ninety days, and then they show this fucking 
fitness model. Like, obviously, completely different. Like, you're going to become that in 90 days. Get the fuck out of here. You are absolutely Yeah, just by a diet and exercise? No. No. That's not going to happen. It's going to take a lot of pharmacological fucking aid. Well, and even if not, like, it would take you, like, years and years and years years of work to look like that. Yeah, a girl that weighs that five years at the gym, lifting, on gear. Yeah. Yeah, you could become you could become like that. Now, would you become like her exactly? No, this, your skin may not recover. So there's going to be certain things there that being obese causes damage. Some of it's irreversible. It does, yeah. So it would take surgery. depending on how long. Depending on how long, and depending yeah. on what it was, depends on your genetics. Some people just don't snap back that well, but it could be fixed. But you're going to have to go under the knife. That's the thing, yeah. and I think a lot of people forget yeah. that, you know, if you're drastically, drastically overweight, yeah, even if you're younger, like, and it's harder when you're older, like, if you lose a bunch of weight, that's good, but you're going to have, like, a lot of skin hanging. Yeah. And that, ha- you have to cut it off. There's not yeah. any other way around and it. And there are some female porn superstars that have had that done. They've had skin removed and everything. They can see, I can know what they took, procedures they had and everything and they, they still they look good but they had to pay and they had to go through that work yeah yeah i mean you got to get it done right that's just kind of like yeah and well and that's another thing too is that um you know people see models and actors and things like that i think it's probably less prevalent nowadays but you know back in the old days you would see people in movies and in magazines and stuff and be like oh i can look like that but it's like they don't understand that it's like that's a lot of surgery. Yeah. Um, that's super restrictive diets. That's super restrictive exercise plans. That's super... I mean, you really have to work to look like that. Yeah. Um, and you have to get surgery to look like that. And you have to take things to look like that. Yeah. Like, most normal people cannot look like that. Yeah. You know? What was the transformation again? I, I missed the beginning. Was what it? are you talking about? You said most normal people could not look like what? But what was the starting point? Well, no. Like, um... Like actors and you yeah. know models and stuff like well, that. Well, a lot of them are always in pretty good shape. Uh, yeah, and I'm not saying like genetics obviously yeah. plays a part. Like, but that's just the starting point. Right. The hardest is is to take somebody that didn't have great genetics, is very overweight, and then you try to move them into the model realm. It's possible. It happens. Yeah, but, but it's, it's gonna not take... by natural means. No, of course not. No. So, Especially if you've been that way for a while. Yeah, and the yeah. longer that you're yeah. overweight, the worse it's going to be. Yeah. Like, when if you lose weight later, like I said, it's always good to lose weight, but if the yeah. the longer that you have that much weight on you, it's just going to, it fucks your body up, like, in a lot of ways. And you're going to have to, like, get a lot of skin cut off. Bryce says lipo is, is common for Actually, I think that's even kind of uh, passe now. I'm not sure they do that. For, uh, I mean, they do, but I think there's other procedures there's nowadays. Other yeah. But I think like all kinds of surgeries are very common. Yeah. It's a mixture of everything. But uh, if you think they're not fucking taking anabolic steroids and fucking hormones, you're fucking tripping. Hell yeah. Well, and are. I mean, we have a friend. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to yeah. say what his name is, but we have a friend who lost. He had gastric bypass. Yeah. Um because he was, uh, I don't remember how much he weighed, but he was pretty overweight. So he had gastro bypass, and he lost 
a lot of weight. A couple hundred pounds. A couple hundred. I think it was 200 pounds. Yeah. Um, and he looked great. But he was like, he was talking about, I mean, we just saw him in clothes, obviously. So he's just like, yeah, I have all this like skin hanging. Yeah. So eventually you're going to have to, the skin is probably not going anywhere. I hate to tell you. So you're going to have to get all of that cut yeah. off. Yeah. He was big for a long time. Most of his, most of his yeah. life. He became unrecognizable. Because it won't. Him. Yeah. Well, it's not going to come back. Unless you're super, super young. And even yeah. then. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't on anything. No. So he wasn't on anything to increase collagen production or anything. So, yeah, no, you're just going to have to fucking cut a lot of that off. Yeah. Well, like I said, if you if you watch any of those reality shows, like yeah. My 600-Pound Life or anything yeah. like that, that's what I tell you. It's like, yeah, it's cool to like lose all this weight, and now we're going to have to like cut all of the skin yeah. off you. Yeah. Um, people don't really think about that. You know? Your skin is not just going to pick back up it's used to being big so it's just gonna hang there it's just gonna hang there which that's like the big that's the biggest argument for like not getting super super heavy when you're younger but i know some people are more genetically predisposed but just saying that's that's gonna have repercussions like all throughout your whole life but like i said i don't know i never saw like richard simmons he seemed like like I said, he seemed, um, he wasn't ripped or anything, but he just seemed like an average looking dude, you know? Rich he wasn't, was very average. Yeah. But I think, like I said, he was ex, you know, he yeah, was but like I said, I think that that was his appeal. Yeah. He didn't look super ripped. He didn't look super jacked. He wasn't very selling average. you any promises right. that he couldn't keep. And I think people related to that and he had been there he had been really fat you know what i mean yeah. he knew what it was like to lose all that weight and to go through all that stuff so he had been in the same place that a lot of the people that he was approaching were in so they could relate to him because they knew that he was coming at it from that same you know from that same mindset you know what i'm saying uh let's see what are they talking about um Hey, Bowser said, Christ, I got six hours till I wake up. Y'all are bad influences. What? <laughs> Sorry. He said, he said, I got six hours till I wake up. Y'all are bad influences. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's almost midnight. Like... Did you know that? Yeah. It is? Went that yeah. Late? yeah, shit. I got a battery down there on the charger I got to take off. Oh, yeah, shit. You know, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, so me we, too. So we pretty much covered him then, right? I mean, pretty much. Okay. Like I said, I think I covered all the stuff. As, okay, the official story is that. He's just decided to become a recluse. Yeah. He had some knee surgery. He yeah. doesn't want to get the other knee surgery. He doesn't want to see people. He doesn't want yeah. people to see him walking around like an old man. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm just bowing out. Okay, it's plausible. That was kind of like what the official story is. Yeah, it's plausible. People are still like wondering if the, because the housekeeper's still living there. Yeah. And the dude on the podcast like went to the house and the, and the housekeeper was like, came to the yeah. gate and was like, no, you're not coming in. Damn, so y'all got like five hours of Richard Simmons. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was a whole five hours okay. of Richard Simmons because we were talking about a bunch of, right. a bunch of other shit too. Well, if you're but a bunch work, of other shit that was related. You're on a fucking long haul fucking trucking rig, trucker rig, <laughs> trying to go somewhere. You got five hours knocked off. You're on an airplane. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. Tyler I mean, said, I love y'all. Hey, oh, we love you too. Yeah. Let me go, uh, let me go check the uh, motorcycle. Yeah, Bryce motorcycle. said, uh, I hope he's doing well. I hope he does too because like I said... Um, 
he just seems like a really, really nice man. And we really need more people like that in the world. You know, um, all the stuff I read about him, I'm like, man, he just seems like a, a lovely person. Nobody ever had a bad word to say about him. Everyone just thought he was an angel on earth. So I kind of hope he's doing good too. And like I said, if he just wants to like fucking sit in his house and go in his upstairs, cause he has a gym in his house and you know, go in his upstairs gym or swim in his pool or just hang out with his housekeeper or whatever, fucking more power to him, man. You know what I mean? He doesn't owe anybody shit. Um, I do get that people are concerned. I would be concerned if he was my uh, friend also, like I'd want to know he was okay, but you know, he has every right to just kind of disappear. I get it. But, you know, I just hope he's all right, too. So if you're watching this, Richard, which you might be, because it's YouTube, you know, I hope I hope you're doing okay. I just hope you're doing okay. That's all. Um, Mike Bowser said, good show, y'all. Love you, Tom and Jenny. Love you, chat. We love you, too. We love all you guys. Now, uh, so what is it? It's Wednesday. So we'll be back for the Friday night show, which, of course, is the sidetrack show, which this kind of was, too. Every show's a sidetrack show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's be honest. Um, but, you know, Friday night, at least we have, we, we don't have the excuse of having a topic to, like, talk about. We just talk about whatever. But, yeah, so, yeah. So hopefully you guys can come for the Friday night show. Hopefully you guys are having a good November uh, and not too sad about Halloween being over because I'm really sad about it. But, you know, at least it's getting closer to Thanksgiving, which is also a good holiday. But yeah, so we'll see you guys again on Friday night. Thank you guys for stopping by. Thanks for your super chats. And we will see you guys again on Friday. Good night. <laughs>